in two weeks. The 40-year-old boy brings you the father, the son, and the holy podcast host. The 2018 interlude, Schmitty Christ Superstar. Mike Schmidt is Schmitty Christ. David M. Hernandez is Mexus is Scared A Lot. The Soup Robot is Mary Magdalene. Thorgar is Caiaphas. Yeet is Annis. Glory Hole Guy is King Herod. Superfan Geo is Super Apostle Geo. And, as Pontius Pilate, Zombie David Bowie. What's the buzz? Find out July 26th. Available at iTunes and the 40-Year-Old Boy YouTube channel. I'm coming for all of you! Right now, there's a 15-year-old sophomore in high school who has no idea they're studying nursing just so they can wipe my ass in 17 years. I'm 50 and single. That's a fantastic combination. I'm going to spend my golden years dating a handful of spit and a jug of Astroglide. My chair is pretty squeaky. It is a squeaky chair. Now, listen to that. I can't help. I do a lot of stuff in this chair. I got a stiff back Nazi chair, so I mean, I, I respect you because <laughs> well, I, I gave you this chair to begin with. Well, that chair, because well, because I can't fit in that chair. It's a squishy chair. No, I think it's the it's this is what is doing you wrong. Yeah, because I'm a house, so me and try to squeeze. It's like uh, it's trying to put like forty plums at a twenty plum can. All right, so <laughs> where, you, where can you get it? I don't know where you can get a twenty plum can. I can't. By the way, twenty plums. Where are you going to find forty plums? <laughs> Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. See what I did there? I recorded a little interaction with me and my friend before the old show there. Uh, so you could go to yourselves and think to yourself, well, is Mike going to have a friend this week? Of course he's going to have a friend this week. I'm in the, uh, now look, here's the thing. I used to be in the basement. I used to be in the cat house basement and, and telling you, hey, there's a sump pump in the background. Mm-hmm. Now uh, I'm, I'm in the loft. I'm in the cat house loft. And the only thing you're going to hear in the background is his beautiful daughter chewing because she's making food in the kitchen and she might be picked up by the microphones. Although, I don't think so. there's a good chance nothing's picked up by the microphones because he and I have just spent motherfucking 17 fucking hours trying to figure out how to fuck to plug shit in. Jesus Christ, splitters and audio middies and fucking two bu- girls, one cup. What Holy shit. What did we, we, we had aggravate, aggravated design. Aggregated sound devices. I don't uh, know. And I saw them at Coachella and I liked them, but I don't want to deal them now. <laughs> Aggregated sound devices was terrific at Coachella. Uh, but we're doing this and it's like we're trying to make a show happen and there's mono and then there's stereo. Dudes, I don't know a fucking thing. And look, there's nothing more boring than hearing me talk about how to put the fucking show together or talking about smacky sounds out of my mouth. But now I've got a, I, I know I got a better mic protector because I'll tell you what, Mech said you're all liars because he can fucking hear everything that I said that I can hear. All the, smick, yeah. the spitty and smacky. You're very smacky. That's our friend Mex. Uh, we are here. We're in Chicago. Uh, I flew into Midway Airport this morning. Now, there's a, there's a few things we've got to cover. There's a few things we've got to talk about as I stare at Joe Lewis on the wall. Uh, it, Where? That's not Joe Lewis. That's Sugar Ray Robinson. That's Sugar Ray Robinson. Okay, well, I don't have my glasses on. Black Boxer from the... As I stare at Black Boxer from the 50s, and I don't mean a doggo. Uh, what if you had a dog on the wall? A Black jo- Boxer dude, dog from the 50s. Joe Lewis is from the 30s. Uh, 
Well, no, actually, here that's the problem. I saw him in the 50s. That's why I couldn't recognize <laughs> when him. When he was 108 years old? <laughs> I didn't recognize him at all. Uh, he get Joe Lewis's ass. He um, Joe Lewis' ass. <clears throat> so uh, we're, we have new digs, and I don't know if there's going to be a weird thing with the sound. I don't know if there's an echo or a non-echo. I don't know if we sound, because also, look, uh, I think we're in mono this week. I don't think we're in stereo. I think we both have mono. Uh, that could be true. We're gonna. Have to, we're, we've been quarantined to the upstairs. Yeah. You know, the basement so is thriving and flourishing with life, but they banned us to the top here, where we just cough and stare at one another. You're actually lucky because after the basement, I moved upstairs to the main floor where I had that. I had my studio. Yes. There's no way the two of us could have fit in there. Oh together. no! But I would have liked that because I could have sat on the couch because you had a couch in that. No, studio. I had to get rid of the couch because I I I needed room for all my toys. The and 75 that, guitars that are behind me? Yeah. So Dude, the, the next I, logical is, step was yeah. coming up here. It's like, it's like I'm I'm recording this from Michelangelo Badio's palace where he has so many. Uh, that's right. It, it has the feel of a Michelangelo Angelo Who's Badio. That? You know who that is. You made fun of him. Oh, the guy with the wig? There is a piece of like lint or hair sticking out of this this screen this, and it's tickling my nose every time I fucking talk. But I don't want to pull it because I know if I pull it, it'll unravel the whole thing like a goddamn sweater <laughs> spider web. I just know it's it's going to be a disaster. Uh, folks, I'm I'm in an uncomfortable spot. Not uncomfortable. It's just different. You know what I mean? Are you ever in a comfortable spot? Uh, probably not. Okay. Certainly that chair wasn't. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but I'm in a stiff back chair right now. And I had to get, and I can't, I'm in no position to be stiff back, folks. I should be, I should be laid the fuck out on a cedar plank like a salmon and roasted because, man, I can't fucking move. And there's a, there's a reason. You guys know why. Uh, I, I spent this weekend in Cincinnati or this week in Cincinnati. You heard last week, our friend Doug was making me, he's boiling me a steak. And uh, and piling up a giant box of Cheerios. Never got the Cheddar Bays. I was there for four days and never ever once put their hands into dough to make me a Cheddar Bay. That's fine, I suppose, if you want to go ahead and handle your business that way by entertaining your guests and shunning their needs. Um, but let's pick up where we left off last week. That steak was fucking gorgeous. Oh, my God, was it a good-ass steak. They sous vide the steak and then, uh, and then threw it on the grill. And then he made asparagus and uh, and, uh, and uh, what else? There was another. Oh, a Caesar salad. A, a Caesar. Caesar? He made a Kaiser Soze salad, which when I bit into it, turned out it was soup. Caesar <laughs> um, salad? Yeah, I had a Caesar salad. Right. Uh, look, dude, I uh, seriously, I was in the sun all day yesterday. I'm a little, I'm still a little uh, wonky. Uh, but here's something I wanted to talk about right now off the top. Uh, it's funny. I meant to talk about it on the st- on stage in Cincinnati yesterday to see if this was true. I, but it, there's no way this is true. Tell me right now, there's no way this is true. Before I even get into the story, confirm that this is not true. I don't know. What, it, I it, demand you to confirm it's not true. I don't think it's true. All right. Last week, because I, I know I'm going to get hosed on this, and I'm going to look like a dope. Because uh, here's the thing. Uh, over a month ago, I've, and I've, I was going to tweet it, and I forgot to do it. Uh, yours truly, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast, your internet chum, uh, was followed on Twitter by Chuck D., uh, of public enemy. And, and I was just like, Holy fuck. This is the greatest thing that ever happened. I mean, I, I was so happy, yeah. uh, because Chuck D is a genius. And the very fact that I would be on his radar or somewhere in his atmosphere made me just, I wanted to do a fucking somersault. I felt like break dancing. Uh, so, so Chuck D followed me and that was amazing. And I, I actually took a screenshot of it and I was going to tweet it and just go, well, that's it. I don't, I'm, I'm done. I don't need to do any more show business stuff. I'm on Chuck D's radar. And he felt uh, that I was worthy enough to go ahead and throw a follow my way. Which made me happy. Because you like Chuck D. Love Chuck D. You sure it was Chuck D and not just a guy named Chuck, like Davis? This is Chuck D because it has a blue check mark. This is Chuck What's D. What does that mean? That means Twitter has verified his identity and he is the official account. It is Chuck D from uh, Prophets of Rage and Public Enemy. And he fucking followed me on Twitter. And I was like, yes. You say followed is in past. He's not following you anymore? 
No, he followed me, so he's still there. I mean, it's just, it, he, so he's following you. He's now following me on Twitter. Yes, and he followed me a month ago. And by the way, none of this means anything. I get this. None of, well, it, it means mean that everything you type, he sees, right? Yes, and it also means, like I said, I'm somehow in his radar. He somehow he found me and said, "Yeah, that's a guy that I want to follow." And I mean, that's fucking amazing to me. How would that happen? He saw a joke I tweeted, and somebody retweeted it, and he jumped in. Oh, uh, or he just he just said, "I've got." He still got boys at like different record labels, like Interscope, maybe. You trying to get in? You trying no, to? No, I'm just saying. In? Remember, remember, remember uh, your friend John McClain. Oh yeah. What if what if John McClain was just hanging out at a meeting and said, "Hey, I I know this guy is on is on he's got a he's on Twitter." Holy shit, dude! And he and he threw Chuck D's way. Yeah, That's I'm not implying that Chuck D couldn't find you on his own, you know, because <laughs> Chuck D likes jokes. Well, I'll tell you what. It's not an insult to say that I was referred by the head of Interscope Records and the guy you who know, the, the sushi, Jackson estate. Yeah, yeah, the sushi guy. Exactly. He probably said, hey, you got to check this guy out. And Chuck D said, okay. Yeah. And then they were they burned $1,000 bills and, and drank Hennessy. Yeah. Um, or you, he just found you because you said something funny. I don't know. Well, I'm going to go with the second one. Yeah, that's But maybe John McClain remembers me from sushi dinner over a year ago. That was a year ago now, I think. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, I, I still got that sushi inside me. I saved it. I, I, parsed, I put it behind my kidney. It's, that was the most expensive dinner I ever had. Fishing net? I can't shit that out. That was like fucking $1,500. <laughs> that stays. That's a new organ. It just molded itself into like, it's, it's like a sushi liver. It's just like next there floating around, taking care of business. Like it just, it supervises all the other. I actually made it the boss of my organs. That sushi just got chewed up. Organ boss? And it floats around inside of me to make sure my kidneys and my liver are doing their so goddamn you job. You got to hold, you can't hold this, this in. No, I can't. It stays. That's it's right. healthy for you. And it's, uh, it's, it's shaped like a dollar sign and it just floats around. <laughs> just a bunch of chewed up sushi shaped like a dollar sign floating around supervising all the other organs and making sure that they're doing business. And actually confused by the the fact that there is no stomach in there uh, because I didn't realize that I had fucking mangala cut my stomach out in 2005. Um, it's it actually doctors. What was his name? Zachariah. No, that seems weird. Wasn't I that? went to an Amish community to get my surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Gave you some noodles. <laughs> he dropped a whole beard in me. Uh, it's also lurking. Gave you a barn. <laughs> fucking. Oh, they had a, they had a Schmidt raising like the whole community got together and pushed up, me up. Get him up. Let's go. Get him up. Get the ropes. Uh, so, all right. So the Chuck D thing happened. So this, so that's why I'm saying this next story isn't exactly implausible. And yet I know I'm getting catfished in some weird way, but yet I'm also falling for it. Okay. Okay. Uh, last week, uh, you know, we did the show where I got to boil the steak, whatever the fuck. And then I get, I get a note on Twitter from someone and it just says, great show about Paul McCartney and the walking dead this week. From two weeks ago, oh, when, two when weeks I did ago. the McCartney. Oh, that's yes, yeah, because right. people consume these at their yeah, leisure. It's, yeah, uh, and this person was Vernon Reed, the lead guitarist of Living, Living Color. Color. Yes. Wow. Now, I, and so I saw, and I went, "There's, there's no <laughs> fucking way this is real. Like, there's no way, right?" So it has to be though, because it's such a random, right? Why? That's how I felt yeah. about it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, this this isn't real. So I click on him, Vernon Reed, and it's uh, and it's he's got you know th- almost thirty three thousand fo- or thirty two thousand followers or over thirty two thousand followers, and but he's not verified, okay. Oh. But his picture is it's Vernon Reed, all right. And and he he does a ton of music stuff and all that, and he's followed by Doug Wimbish, and Corey Glover, mm-hmm. and the official band Living Color. Yeah. So, I, I mean, why would they follow a fake Vernon Reed, right? That doesn't make any sense. 
I think the bigger question is why would they be following you? Well, they're not following me. Vernon Reed is following me. But, but you know, it's just a matter of time. But Chuck D followed me. All right. And he and, tells and, Vernon but, Reed. But whatever. Well, I'm just saying, whatever the fuck he does is fine. Oh. But but Vernon Reed contacts me. He's listening to the show. That's the thing. He's actually listening to the show. Chuck D might All have right. found me from a joke floating around in the ether. All right. Now I'm nervous. But Vernon Reed listens to the show. I can't be on. But but there's no way it's Vernon Reed, right? There's no way it why can not? be Vernon Reed. Because by the car, here's why not. Are you ready? All right. Because I, I showed it to, to Colette and Doug, and I'm like, man, I don't fucking, and by the Doug name is Kurt. I'm just fucking tell you. Uh, just in Doug. case. Uh, so I, uh, I said, I, I was at, we were at the baseball game at the Reds game in Cincinnati. And I looked at my phone and I got that note and I just kind of like, what? And then I looked at his page and I'm like, he's not verified. And I usually, I don't fall for this kind of shit. Yeah. But again, the fact that he's followed by the whole band and, and all this stuff, I'm like, man, this might be him. Who knows? So I waited a couple of days for the, you well, know, for it to die down. Right back and go, uh, is this <laughs> really? Uh, well, because then you look like a dick bag. So, so why would you look like a dick bag? Say, hey, thanks for the compliment. Is this really Vernon Reed from Living Color? Well, I don't want to say that second part because I'm supposed to be smooth. I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm, I'm in the show. You business. Have one thing, you are smooth. Clearly, if he listens to the show, he knows how smooth yeah. I am. So, uh, but the fact that he's listening, like I said, if he's out there, because I've been followed by other like celebrity comedians and stuff like that too, and that whatever. But but the fact that he listens, like he knew what I'd done on the show, that was bananas to me. Yeah. All right. So, but here's why it's not real. There's no way this can be real. Uh, I did write him back. All right. And I just wrote, "Whoa, hey Vernon, this made my week." And I'm a huge fan of your work. Or I said, "I said, whoa, Vernon, thank you." And I'm a huge fan of your work, so this made my week. All right. Okay. It's a bad response. You make a face. Well, that means you've already sold out. You've already committed that that's him. You, because not, you don't want to go, you're fake bullshit. No, 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 no. If you feign surprise, like, why would you? I can't believe, is this really you? That's then not, you, then no. you come across as the, that's the not inquisitive little guy. No, I said, whoa. <laughs> if I, I don't want to be an inquisitive little guy. Sure I, you do, because way, that way you're protected. No, you should have both feet firmly on the ground, and you should always assume that Vernon Reed wants to follow you. That's the thing. You shouldn't ever come off with like, oh, my God, I can't believe Vernon Reed. This is amazing. Why? Maybe you should be like, no, that's all right. Hi, Vernon Reed, of course. Why wouldn't you follow me? Yeah, we're both great. Right. Okay, I so, see your point. So that's why I was like, I just said, whoa. I said thanks. Well, see, woe could be interpreted a million different ways. Well, woe was the was the acknowledgement of the fact that a guy the yeah. the status of a Vernon Reed whose albums I own and whose work I really enjoy would be following me and not only following me but listening to me. Okay. So I wrote him back and That's I said, "Whoa!" And I said, "Thank you." And I said, uh, "And I really love your work." So this made my week. Yeah. So, uh, so here's why it's not true. There's no way this can really be Vernon Reed, despite the photo. Despite yeah. all of the other band members, well, I actually like the idea of the other band members following a fake Vernon Reed, believing it's really Vernon Reed, but Vernon Reed never telling them that he's not on Twitter and letting them assume that they're following the real Vernon Reed. <laughs> and Vernon Reed's got like 30, like I said, he's got 32,000 followers on Twitter. So yeah. this dude, the fake dude is doing some hardcore work. I mean, he's, he's, he's attracted people who think he's him and he uses his photo. Well, what if it's another celebrity posing as Vernon Reed to make the other guys laugh? <laughs> like what if it's Jerry Reed? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. From Smoking the Bandit. Well, from heaven? Jerry is totally Jerry's dead. dead. Yeah. Okay, scratch that. That's fine. We know another famous Reed. Robert. Oliver. Also dead. All dead. Oliver Everybody dead. we like is dead. Holy shit, all the Reeds are dead. <laughs> Vernon, oh my God, stay inside. Who's killing? Vernon, if you're still listening, who is killing the great Reeds of show business? <laughs> you, Vernon, please stay in your house. Do not let anything bad happen. Uh, also, you know who else died? John Vernon. That's, oh, no. that's a double dip for Vernon Reed. Vernon He's in a lot Reed? of trouble. Holy shit. Uh, but we can take solace in the fact that Mike Vernon, former goalie of the Calgary Flames, still alive. Uh, 
Anyway, Vernon, here's the thing. If you're listening, no, you're not listening. I'm not addressing this to you. I'm sure you're listening. But here's why he's not listening. Okay. Because uh, he writes me back on Twitter. Yeah. And he never says, ha ha, I am the true Vernon Reed, which you would expect him to do. (laughs) Of course. But instead he writes, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to paraphrase. Uh Uh, My blueberry pie Schmidt eating pie out of your skull t-shirt is my favorite possession. All right now he's somebody's right. He's phony. Yeah. Now he's phony at that point. Uh, however, I can dream on it. I can dream that Vernon Reed is wearing a skull pie T-shirt because the best part about that would mean that Vernon Reed has been here with the show all ten fucking years <laughs> and bought the goddamn shirt. Or I have to think of the flip side of this coin: some fan of the show who's been around for ten years is posing as a fake Vernon Reed on Twitter. <laughs> And and not owning it at all, like literally just fooling everybody, yeah. and has convinced the band members to follow him. Now, if if you were going to do something like that to somebody else, who would you be? Celebrity? Yeah, like this guy. Obviously, you know he didn't go Corey Glover because he's on. That's too obvious. So he he's the lead Reed. singer. Yeah. I'm going to go Vernon Reed. Like, who? What? From our generation, maybe like you, you, you if you're going to be somebody, you can't be the front guy because that's too easy to find out. Yeah. David Lee Roth is not really following you, but Michael Anthony might. Right. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Does that have to be a musician or can be all entertainment? I would say, I don't know, a musician. All right. Uh, I would be Paul Dean from Loverboy. I'm going to be Michael Badio. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, by the way, this chair is really squeaky. Do yeah. You want, you want me to move, get a different chair? No, I don't care. It's fine. Because it's a, all right. Well, just don't shit. Don't be all shifty. Just I'm not, not being all shifty. I'm not shifty. Um, I can't be Paul Dean from Loverboy. Anybody, somebody better than that, right? Uh, uh, you say our generation, so well, not even our generation. Just like I would be Andre Simone, <laughs> <laughs> just a fake Andre the Simone, the bass player from yeah. the Revolution. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd be one of the guys that replaced uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry. What was these guys from the time? <laughs> from the time? Terry, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So we are here. We are in Chicago. We are in the loft. It's, so that's not Vernon Reed, right? We're we assuming it's not Vernon Reed, correct? I would assume so. I all think right. somebody's playing an evil trick on you. But again, for 10 years, they've done it. Because this, 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 this account has been established. It's got 32,000 followers. What if, his name, what if it's somebody named Vernon Reed and they just decided to use Vernon Reed, the guitar player, as their picture so people, it's just kind of a joke. He doesn't really mean to be the... Oh, like I'm Mike Schmidt and I find yeah, Mike and if Schmidt you, the baseball if you player? Yeah, the baseball player as your profile picture that'd be kind of funny to people i like it i like subterfuge better i like that if that, <laughs> that's a good band yeah oh, they're not bad yeah. uh but if a guy yeah if a guy decides to go ahead and just yeah. cloak himself in the in the <laughs> warmth of a vernon reed online <laughs> or who's the guy from Loverboy? paul dean yeah you would you would come on if paul dean liked you you'd be happy i uh, sure i would all right you know who i'd be i might be oh no he's still around who? rocco baldelli former toronto or tampa bay ray it's <laughs> just some somewhere, or I'd be Von Hayes, who used to play for the Phillies, like some weird. And everybody'd be like, "Why is Von Hayes following me?" Because Von Hayes knows quality. That's right, baby. He likes comedy. He's left-handed. He's number nine. Uh, all right. So here's the deal. We're here, and I can't move. I can barely fucking move, folks. I just, I'm, uh, I, you know, we spent all this time up here putting together plugs and splitters and reading instructions and watching tutorials on YouTube. And I think we've got this sussed. I think you can hear both of us now. I don't know. Well, I don't either. And because uh, there was otherwise your other choice was going to be the uh, the pan and scan with me in your left ear. And oh, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, because we didn't know that it was like that. And then we found out um, once we released the show. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, who's that over there? This hey, who's sucks. that over there? I know you. I know you. <laughs> um <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? You know what that is. Nobody else That's does. Uh, Christian uh, guess. It right? is. Hey you. Hey you. I know you. I know you. I don't swim. <laughs> I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> oh damn! How fucking genius That's is right. that? How funny is Martin Short? Like literally, yeah. he's just uh, just a monster of funny. Ridiculous almost. Uh, all right. So here's the thing, folks. I was in Cincinnati for a while, and now I'm in Chicago, and we are upstairs in the loft. We are recording. How many times am I going to fucking say that? Just get to the goddamn point, man. What's your problem? Um. But I can't, I can barely move. What? You're in town. Yes. I'm in town to do interlude stuff, as you know. And, uh, and I'm, I don't know how that's going to okay, go over the next three days. We're going to play this straight. Okay. The interlude thing. Okay. You're here to, you're here for rehearsals. Well, yeah. At the theater. <laughs> I don't know what you just did. I don't know why you leaned in. Like <laughs> no one can hear you. You're on microphone. You dope. Play, play this straight. Yeah. Straight. All right. Play I'm going to play totally straight. straight. No, I'm here to record interlude stuff. I got to rehearse stuff. I mean, I know we've got Zombie David Bowie involved and all these other people. And, I'm uh, I'm switching chairs. Uh, Keep talking. You are so nervous about the chair. I hate this noise. I hated that chair too. Uh, it was too small. Uh, you're, uh, but every chair is too small for me now. As you know, I told you last week it's rebirthday because I'm a giant uh, house of a person. So uh, we were in Cincinnati last week. Not we. Max was not there, of course. But I was there, and I went to. I did a few other things besides uh, the first dinner, the steak dinner that I received. Now that's like a weird. What are you, Jimmy Buffett? You're gonna lounge in that chair? Well, it's either a squeaky chair or '70s porno uh, furniture. But you're chair. gonna lounge in that thing, and it's I'm gonna, gonna have be, to move the mic. Yeah, you're gonna be far away. Uh, wow, you're, look at you down there. Dude, I'm low. Folks, all right, we're, uh, forgive this, folks. This is as bad as me being smacky and semi-spitty. There, how's that? It's good. Uh, I came to Max's house, and he, his uh, fridge does no longer dispense his water and ice. So Arc, I have to, yeah. Yeah, I got to drink water from the fountain, and uh, it, there's, it, then it's in a glass, and I don't trust the glass not being tipped over somehow, so I can't bring it up here <sighs> to the studio. No, no, no. Uh, I know. Uh, so I need something with a cap on it, but we have nothing with a cap on it. Uh, we have Snapple. Uh, do we? I have diet. No, it's not Dewey. It's Diet Snapple. No, Dewey. Um, and I'm going to use my new Pink Floyd coasters. So I went to the Reds game uh, last week, which was, and that's when I knew I was in uh, real trouble for the, because uh, there was the race. I, I did the fucking race. I did the Spartan sprint, and we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, was there any <laughs> sprinting involved? Of course, not right. by me. Okay, uh, but checking. by these, uh, these. There was there was a ton of Indiana boys doing some sprinting, uh, all trying to be healthy and show their abs off. And fuck you, by the way, you what? and your health. Oh. Put your shirt on, you fucking jerks, running around like dick bags, like proving that you're all fucking in tune and in shape, and just rubbing my face in it. And I'll tell you what, if you want these Indiana, all these guys are from like Indiana, Kentucky, that whole tri-state area. If you wanted to improve their times in the Spartan Sprint, just tell them that a black guy ran ahead of them five minutes. <laughs> They'll all cut their fucking times in half. Uh, <laughs> uh, racist. Stop. Yes, sir. Yes, no, it's not sir. racist. I'm being silly. I'm talking about Indiana and Kentucky. I'm not making fun of it. That's, I'm punching up. I always punch up, folks. Yeah. Uh, I was in three states. I was in Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio. Because uh, they're time. all super close to one another. Well, no. I, I, although I probably could. I'm a fucking fat <laughs> house. I'd lay, lay down and just, I, could, I laid down in Kentucky and oozed into Indiana and Ohio. <laughs> just fucking covered the whole state. Like there was, a fa- there was a family guy sketch where Quagmire jumps on like a, he has a group sex thing and then he jumps on it and he goes, I call this the butter pat. And then he just literally melts all over everybody. And I'm like, that's what I would do. I'm going to melt all over Ohio and fucking Indiana, which, uh, which I should have because it was a billion fucking degrees. Dudes, we went to the Reds game. And uh, and that that town, it was ju- you walked outside. It was like trying to it was like trying to breathe in egg drop soup. Like it was just this floaty things in the fucking sky and just hitting you in the back of the throat. And we went to go. They said uh, for the Reds game, they were go. Well, let's take a boat. It was on the Fourth of July. We went to the Reds game, and uh, and they said let's take a ferry over. 
So, uh, you know, you just think it's the water. So you think it's going to be cooler. So me and Colette and Kurt show up, we park, we go into this bar. We, and it's just, you're walking and it's so fucking stiff outside. It's so hot. You can't, you can barely think. And, uh, and it's 99 degrees and hundred percent humidity and it's seven o'clock at night and it's not getting any better. And then you get on the ferry and you think there's going to be a breeze and there's no goddamn breeze. Uh, and then we made it to the end. And when you get off at this ferry, there's a hill. You have to walk up. Oh, it's like a parking lot with a hill. So you walk up the hill and then we walk up that. And then we had to walk up 30 steps to get into the ballpark. Mm -hmm. And I got up to the top of the 30 steps and I literally had to stop and almost take a knee. Like I, I literally had to stop and lean on a concrete wall and be, and my lungs were burning and I had to breathe deep to get air. And that's before the sprint. Oh my Christ. Yes. This is, was that that your first warning sign? Well, that was my first warning. My first warning is when I'm at my house and I try to move and my body just goes, Nope. (laughs) Because again, let's put this in perspective. I don't know if I even talked about it really, and I broke it down to these things last week. You know, I've known about this Spartan Sprint since February. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to go ahead and run cardio every day. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to feel better about it. It's going to be fine. I'm going to be prepared. Dudes, since February, I've probably done four days of cardio. And I put on 30 pounds. Well, that, that helps you. That's for, yeah, you're supposed to, it gives you a lower center of gravity. In your, it, no, it gives you, you know what it does? It gives your partner more to eat if you get lost in the, in the woods. <laughs> See, it's a benefit So everybody. they fucking just roast you. I mean, there's no stick heavy enough to hold me on a spit, but you can just throw me right into the fire and char me up. Uh, so yeah, I, so I mean, I didn't even, even after the last Warrior Dash experience, right, I did not really take it seriously. And then at the end of it, I'm, I'm stiff-legged like a fucking nutcracker sweet soldier. Well, in, in this time, I, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be fine. And then I took it even less seriously, for fuck's sake. Were you figuring ways out of trying to get out of it? Were you doing, or were you, were you still gung-ho when you got up to the starting line? Or were you just kind of go, well, you know what? I, I, well, I'm, uh, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I, um, all right, well, uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Because uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more. We went to a Little League game as well. We went to the Reds game, and that was fun. And then we went to a Little League game. With who? Uh, it was me and Colette and, and Who's Kurt. kid? Nobody, just us, man. You went to watch random kids play Little League? It w- no, I'm sorry, Little League, Minor League. But it wasn't even Minor <laughs> League. Because that was creeping me out yeah, a little yeah. bit. No, I, I, got, little I had to be honest with you. Yeah, that's how I do it. I just go ahead and my hey, number I, eight. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just pick out a kid and root for him. Yay! You're great! <laughs> no, you pick him out and boo him. Hand him a rose. A rose? You're so good at baseball. Come to my house. Um, <laughs> hey, little boy, I'll help you with your homework. And we can go play catch in the dark. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. We could be naked. He could be. I can't be naked. See, that's, if he's naked, it's not against the law. Uh, if I'm naked, it's a problem. So if you play baseball with a nine-year-old kid and he's naked and you're not, you're okay? You're above board. I'm just checking. Yeah, that's the rules. Okay. Good uh, to know. Good to know. So make sure you're not that. You, all right, you then. that down. Um, but no, we went to, it was actually, you know what? It's not even a minor league game. It's an independent league game. So it's all these dudes who are scratching away trying to get back to the majors. You know, because because mm. uh, minor league guys, you can be like, well, this guy might have a future or this guy's been doing this a while. The independent league, you're just like, there's Rene Rivas. 30 year old in- utility. 27 infielder. is that uh, you uh, age out at 27. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can only play up until the age of 27. And then they look at you and they go, time they, to move on. They, they just hand you a Home Depot application <laughs> at that point. Or you become a coach, dude. So we're so we're <laughs> at the minor league game. That's it. That's more. Like and not it. only that, become a coach in the frontier league. Like you're, you're not allowed to go to the majors or anything. You have to coach there because this fucking it was the uh, f- uh, freedom, the Fountainsburg freedom, taking on the Washington Wild Things. I think they were, uh-huh. and their mascot was cool. It was a dog with sunglasses. You don't see that every day. Was the head enormous and the body kind of little and the mascot? Oh, no, it was just a dog's head, like kind of ha-ha. Yeah, but a regular body. 
Nobody. Nobody? Just dog head. Like, like ha a floating dog head? It was a W with a dog head. That's great. Uh, w, w dog head. <laughs> uh, so, but we get to this park, and this is great, because again, the Reds game, I will tell you this, the Reds don't uh, fuck around with attendance, because you go to some parks, like Dodger Stadium, you'll clearly, there'll be 18,000 people in a game. You know, it's just, it's three quarters empty. And then they'll say, tonight's attendance, let's play the guessing game. And that is 51,000. Three. Like, yeah. But the thing is, they've sold so many tickets, they yeah. count those against the price. Yeah. Not in Cincinnati, man. We were there on the 4th of July, and they're like, 24,000 people are here tonight. Wee. And I'm like, yeah, you're half fucking empty on a holiday? That's bad news. Even if it's hot or not, I know the team blows. And we did. We watched the White Sox get drummed. But I had a moment. You might remember this. Remember in spring training when we went to the Sox game? Yeah. Okay. And I had all that Italian ice. This is actually from two years ago. Oh, no, that no. was the year this before. Is, you, had a, you had a bunch of Italian ice this year. Yeah. Two years ago, we went and saw the Sox play the Padres at night. That's right. Okay. And the park was empty. Yes. So it was just us, basically. Oh, and it's the UN of Evil all yeah. down the third base line. I remember. And the White Sox third base coach was Daryl Boston. Yeah. And every time he would go to the, he'd come back to the dugout, we'd go, Daryl Boston. <laughs> and we'd chant for Daryl Boston for no reason that whatsoever. Sound like like us none. at all. And, uh, and then finally, it was like uh, just before, because we were doing it during the warm-ups, and then he came up for the first inning, and then in the second inning, he's walking to the dugout, and we did it again, and he stopped, and he pointed at all of us. Yeah, and he said, get those guys out of here. No, he oh. loved us. He waved, and he pointed. Like, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm fucking Daryl Boston. I'm Darryl Boston. Yeah. So sure enough, guess who the third base coach is for the White Sox? Um, yeah. Kyle Yastrzemski? No, Daryl Boston. Awesome. So, uh, so it, he, in like the fifth inning? He stands up and like, you know, there's people playing. <laughs> I didn't know. I did not. I, I was going to say, if you did that, 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 I wanted to, hey, but that's I, from two years. I remember you. Right. But, the, but here's the thing he did. Oh, okay. Uh, I, cause I, and he, he pokes his head out of the dugout and kind of gave it like a head on a swivel look around. And I, I was directly in his eye line Cause we uh-huh. were, we were right behind the third base dugout about 15 rows up. And uh, he kind of looks and he looks at me and I go, Daryl Boston. <laughs> and he just, he waves and he points at me, and I just look at Colette. I go, he absolutely remembers me from two years yeah. ago. And she goes, That's I the same point. Yeah. And then the next day, yeah. Daryl Boston followed me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> just from just from the game, he knew who I was. I like that guy. That Schmidt fight. guy. He's awesome. I like this. Two years, three years. I don't this care. He's crazy. Uh, he's probably following me just to find out where I won't be, <laughs> so he can go there. Uh, but then we watched the Reds game. Like I said, it was hot. And I had, uh, look, I eat weird food when I go to a ballpark. And yes, it was re- it was rebirth day last July 1st. And things have been held in check. Uh, but if you go to a ballpark, that's like a, it's like a magic space. That's, anything, not, that's not check. Anything though. you eat in, in a ballpark doesn't count. It's, it's very, you don't even put on the weight because it's a magical place. Did you see Field of Dreams? Yeah. Burt Lancaster choking down a corn cob and eating 40 pounds of sausage. Doesn't yeah. die. James Earl Jones eats a 40-slice pizza, doesn't die. Okay. Kevin Costner kidnaps those old men and throws them in a van and takes them to Fenway Park for no good reason, and nobody dies. The only person who dies is Costner's fucking skinny-ass daughter who falls off the bleachers. That's her own fault. I'll tell you what, if she's if she's anchored to the bleachers by a giant fucking sandwich, she doesn't go anywhere. Everything's fine. I don't know. You know why she fell? Why is that? She was choking on a hot dog. <laughs> she was choking on a splinter. Uh... That's true. She was choking on a hot dog. Yeah, man. That's but, then, not... but the fall's got to dislodge that dog, right? Doesn't she? No, it further lodged it in there, and Burt, Burt Lancaster couldn't go back because he crossed over the fall line. That That's true. That really could happen. So I think your whole food thing is a distorted perspective, man. You're just, you're just, you're out there. Well, I didn't go crazy. I mean, you know, at a ballpark, there's a million things, because they also had uh, Geta Fries. 
ghetto fries? Uh, Getta. Oh. There's there's a I'd rather have ghetto fries. Well, when I well no, brace yourself. When I go to this joint, because ghetto fries are good. We actually have those. Uh, you know, they're called disco fries. They're called all sorts of different fucking things. Okay, I thought um, I made. I thought we made some cool thing up. No, no, it's uh, disco fries. Are kind of like uh, it's almost like an American poutine. So I would assume ghetto fries are the same thing, but it's just paid half of what the disco fries are paid. I see. Uh, so I I I was told by Kalei because I like like I said when I was in Pennsylvania, I tried to find Scrapple. To choke down. And in Cincinnati, I said I wanted to have spaghetti with chili on it and, and cheese at the at the Skyline or the Gold Star, one of those places. But also, uh, Colette's like, well, there's a thing you got to eat here called Geta. And I was like, I don't even know what I, what could that possibly be. And she's like, is this before July 1st or uh, after July 1st? This was, it was after. Because uh, July 1st was Sunday before I even flew to Cincinnati. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But Geta is a, it's a, uh, like a breakfast sausage, but it's unique to the region. And it's basically pork. Onions, oats, bacon, or I'm sorry, bo- pork, onion, oats, salt, and pepper. Oh. And they mix it up and they make it into a, like a patty or something. And, uh, and I, cause again, get it sounds weird. Cause I'll tell you what I, and I had to clarify this with Colette. Cause I said, well, are we talking about, is there a chance we're talking about Lisa Geta, who I went to high school with? Cause I'll tell you what, I will eat the fuck out of that. Don't kid yourself. I wanted to the whole time I was a kid. Her locker was right next to mine. And every time Lisa Geta, she was, uh, she was like hidden hot. She was one of those chicks. You like, were into the hidden hot. Fuck yeah. Well, because there was always, you know, there's always Mary Bailing. Everybody knew who Mary Bailing was. But if you saw, it, like, you know who Lisa Get is? She was the Marky Post of our high school. <laughs> what does that mean? It means you got, like, the Heather Locklears and the fucking oh, Pam Andersons. And all. Like, they're yeah. out there. That's the Bailings. That's the Dwanches and people like that. That's the They Max. draw the big crowds. Right. That's your Debbie Mack. It's all those yeah. people. They get all the, they're hot and they get all the men. But yeah. then there's, the, there's that, uh, there's that underpool, like the Sharon Brains. And the fucking Lisa Geddes, who were class of 83 wow. and seemed attainable and hot. Like Sharon Brain was literally the, the, the real life equivalent of the hot scientist girl who takes her glasses off and you go, holy fuck, and you stab your dick into a wall. I yeah, mean, she was just cool. about right. Sharon Brain had just this huge rack. And I started, I, like, I only worked on the fucking newspaper because I wanted, that's right, I worked, I, did I ever talk about that in here? No, actually, saying it out loud makes it sound stupid. <laughs> when I was a crack reporter. I actually worked on the, I, no, I talked about that on here. You didn't work on no paper. I worked on the fucking, like, the Raider, Raider, the Raider, Raider Gazette. Or? Raider Review. That's what it was. Uh, because I, I talked about it on here because I wrote... <laughs> I wrote because literally I cover. This is why I took this fucking job because Sharon Brain worked on the paper. Yeah, and I took the sports beat so I could cover Lisa Geta <laughs> playing badminton, and that's sports not a joke, beat. dude. And I wrote, dude, my headline, and they left it in was "Badminton Babes Back Bopping Birdies." That was the <laughs> okay, headline of my I, article. Ooh, you're yeah, you're you're burying me. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'm talking. I mean, I, no, you know, okay. I just I want to make sure your 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 machines your things are running all right and everything's cool. It's fine. Uh, and we're, uh, we're wait. Really... I've heard. Well, I've heard that before. I must have you told that on the to, show because yeah, I heard yeah. that headline that you said that I headline. wrote for the paper. I wish I could find those articles. I forgot we even had a paper. The Raider Review. I couldn't wait for it to come. Oh, out. isn't that where people like wrote gossip and stuff about each other? Yeah. Who was it? Uh, there was someone who, like. Uh, wasn't Raider Rose or Raider Joe? Those were those went up in our yearbook. Dude, dudes, this get this. This totally fucking happened. I, you know what? You got the yearbooks, right? Uh, I have our yearbook. Our we 84. have to. We, I want to scan it because for some reason I don't know. We don't, I still don't know who they were. It was like you know how they had the that rows of people and like, there's Kim Pavlik yeah. and blah, blah, all these names, uh, people that I probably shouldn't mention. But I mean, and they're David Hernandez, Mike Schmidt, and I it's all alphabetical. But then all of a sudden, our senior pictures you're talking about? No, uh, this is like junior or sophomore year. It's it had Raider Joe. Oh, they had they had a picture of a normal person, but they put a smiley face over him and didn't use his face. 
was that to even out the um probably the, the columns rows? and the rows they didn't have enough people to fill out a, an even but but that's insane right because literally in our yearbook it's the equivalent of the, when you don't put up a profile picture yeah Facebook. they never they never made a it reference this, to it yeah. there was raider joe and raider rose and i think they were in two different classes like to whatever to straighten it the fuck out but they just then they were real people bodies but they put a fake fucking smiley face clutch cargo face on them that's right. That's not in our yearbook. It's not in class of 84. It is. Yearbook. Not not in our senior year. No, that's what I meant. I only have that. What? How do you not have the others? Those are the best ones. Dude, I didn't I didn't actually go to high school until my late junior senior year. <laughs> well, it's because you had two jobs. I yeah. <laughs> you were you were at the Morgan the Movie Theater in the truck stop. There was nothing you could do. Pretty much. Yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, to keep the electricity on. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we had a Hey, look, we all live under this roof. We're going to make sure we keep ourselves <laughs> under this roof. Let's go ahead and pitch I in. I know it's completely cliche, but you're going to have to get another job. <laughs> what? I'm yeah, 18. I'm studying for finals. Uh, I want to be somebody. <laughs> uh, and look at you now with a loft with Joe Lewis on the wall. Um, not just Joe Lewis. I got uh, all kinds of stuff. I got Prince. We got Val. I got uh, the Frazetta painting. You got I, an axe. I got it. My battle axe is finally hung up there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know um, how long it took to find space for me to hang my battle axe? Lisa Guetta was so hot. She was, and her locker was right next to mine, and she was always nice to me, and she'd wear fucking tight jeans and huge so fucking So she was boobs. a year older than yes. us. Yeah. And uh, and she just she was just, and unattainable, uh, but boy, did I just moon over her. I just float down the hallway like Muttley staring at her ass in jeans. God damn, I was a fan. name sounds familiar, but I, I don't. I so when she's like, her. you got to eat Guetta, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll eat, I'll eat Guetta <laughs> the whole time I'm here. Uh, but then it turns out it's a sausage. It's a sausage. Yeah. But I didn't get any at the parks. They had get a fries. But what I had at Riverfront Stadium, what I had at the baseball game, what I had was uh, I Googled it to find what was weird. And uh, <laughs> that's what you do when you go to a park. You're like, Not I after your rebirth. It's one. I Dude, it's one thing. Because also, look, I didn't eat all day. I didn't. You know, that's the thing. I do that intermittent fasting. Matter. It does matter. It's intermittent fasting. It, look, I don't think so. No. Look, going forward, I I know what to do. I mean, I, I mean, I can't even. I can have one yogurt a day. I've been told one banana a fucking day. I gotta have a shake. I gotta eat steak. I gotta eat protein. I know what to do. But I'm I I'm gonna have one sandwich at the fucking ballpark because you know I hadn't eaten. I had the steak the day before. So then the next day I didn't eat until we got to the ballpark. And at the ballpark I had a fried garlic bologna sandwich. Now, ah, Jesus. And that's just that's straight protein. Don't kid yourselves. Uh, we had to go find it. We had to go search for a stand that sold it, and it was uh, it was a reasonable price. It was only eight bucks. Oh yeah, but uh, but it was on a, it was on like a just a bun. And then I said, well, he said, what comes out of it? Is it a spicy mustard? And I said, well, I don't understand. Could you explain that? She said, that's a spicy a mustard. I said, okay, I know what that is. <laughs> so she went with spicy mustard, and then she goes, and we'll get grilled onions and peppers. I go, do it, do it. Now I should have been clued into this. There were five uh, patties, like five, because it wasn't. Uh, Thin bologna like you get at the deli. It was that big hunk like on the end. They just fucking shave it off. Bologna's awful, dude. Not not real bologna. Fake bologna like you get in like the bologna bologna. Yeah, they, full they, of bologna bologna. That, that bologna's bologna. I hate but if you get real bologna, bologna. <laughs> is it actually bologna then? Oh, perhaps you got to use the real name, the rich guy's name. Uh, you I drop your know. monocle in your sandwich, right in the spicy a mustard. Uh, I disapprove of this whole story. Well, you're incorrect because, okay. well, first of all, I will tell you this. The idea was good. The, the, my heart was in it. So, uh, and I will tell you this, Colette also, who was in training for a big race, yeah. was easily susceptible and talked into getting the uh, bacon macaroni and cheese, which was right next to the garlic bologna sandwich at the same stand. Uh, so and, if your friends jumped off a bridge and you would do the same thing? 
you would jump off the bridge as well. That's a question for Colette because I was okay. getting this fucking sandwich no matter I, what. I got to talk to Colette. Then. Yeah, and then because I brought her over there and I, and I was like, hey, they get that mac. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I should get the mac and cheese as well. And she goes, I'm getting the mac and cheese. And I'm like, all right, good. I don't want because again, my fat head wants to order a bunch of shit, but I'm only going to take one bite of it, one or two bites. So yeah. that's why I was like, well, I'll eat the sandwich. Maybe I'll have one bite of mac and cheese. But then she got the mac and cheese and I was able to have one bite of it. Um, but then I got this fried. But, uh, but here's what I said should have been my tip off. There were like six patties of the of the bologna on the griller, on the all cooker. Right. Nobody else was ordering it. Nobody at all. I mean, I, I think those were the because I even said to the woman, I go. Uh, they all died in the parking lot. Uh, and then they chopped them into the bologna pieces. <laughs> that's what they made. <laughs> the bologna's people. <laughs> so I and I just went, uh, hey, is this a, a thing? Like, should I guess this, this a thing? I want to know if it's good. What are they going to tell you? Nah, this sucks. Don't eat this. I Literally, Anthony Bourdain wrote in his book, he's like, your waiter may save your life. Yeah. He goes, be good to your waiter and ask him questions. And he goes, and if, you know, if you're nice to him and you're treating him well, then he might say to you, hey, maybe you don't get the seafood salad today because it's been hanging around since fucking Thursday Yikes. and your stomach's going to snap shut like a goddamn bear trap. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I said, is this a thing? Is this something I want? And she goes, well, I haven't tried it yet, but everybody seems to like it. And I go, uh, okay. She goes, but I haven't sold any today. I'll be honest. I go, all right, well, I'm it. I'm, I'm break. I'm taking your bologna virginity. Let's do this. So she, <laughs> break uh, my bologna cherry, she slaps it all on the bun and she goes, you want any onions and peppers? I said, of course. And then the spicy, I mustard. And then we went and sat down and, uh, I ate the sandwich and I gave Colette a bite and I had a bite. And, uh, yeah, these things are never as good in, in practice as they are in theory. They, these, well, you, you're very swept away by the concept of things and they never oh, live yeah. up. You're ne- they never look li- that, that, this story could be any story you've had because you always do that. You always get this thing in your head where like, I got to get this. And then you get it. You're like, oh, man, this sucks. I should have got that. Because I'm an optimist, David, at heart. I like to look and think that things are going <laughs> oh, yeah. to You you're, know me. I'm yeah. very optimistic That's about exactly things. exactly what I think about when I think about you, which is your optimism. I assume things are going to be good all the time, at least for But I think wise. you project things that are like, I don't, yeah. Like, oh, man. this. I, or, or when you get it, you're like, man, I... I if the, I thought the onions would be st- strips, but they're chopped. Well, that does affect me, certainly. So that's kind of thing. And I'm like, dude, but, I, I don't. But uh, also, the uh, I thought uh, the onions, they didn't caramelize. All right, oh, those bastards. You got to caramelize onions and peppers or else it just tastes like crispy vegetables. And it's like, who wants that crap? Nobody. <laughs> that's good for throwing. It's not good for yeah, eating. That's for whipping at a kid that, in their yard. It's a Sino-Japanese salad. <laughs> I'm looking at, baby. <laughs> Uh, but instead, you know, it's just, and you're like, all right, well, I guess I can make this work. And I ate it and, um, it just, it wasn't again, there's not one bad word in the phrase fried garlic bologna sandwich. That sounds fucking amazing. I told you, I even went to, when I went to Toby Keith's fucking restaurant, when Jill and I went out to that joint, cause they had a fried bologna sandwich. We choked that down. It was good. It was really good. Uh, you know, fried bologna, you can't fuck it up. So it wasn't bad. All right. It just wasn't. This, you know, the thing that I should probably spend eight minutes a segment of talking on a podcast about. Eight? <laughs> um, it was okay. I mean, it was just that thing. It was like. So the bologna was average. None of these things. It was fair. Um, it, when has bologna been anything but average? Listen, when it's fried and garlic. Is, if you throw it's those modifiers bologna. on it. It doesn't matter. But, but good bologna is good bologna. Dude, when I, again, you go in Wisconsin, they take their bologna seriously. They got like bologna scientists and bologna teams. <laughs> you fucking order a bologna sandwich in a deli in fucking Wisconsin, a fucking pit crew comes out. <laughs> they give you a hoagie that'll fucking make you come in your pants. No. Uh, that's right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess my point is, if you want bologna, go to Wisconsin. I was in Ohio. That was the problem. Ah, uh, yeah. You got the Ohio bologna. Yeah, I should have got that Wisconsin bologna. Uh, but all those ballpark things... They trick me. That's the thing is they trick me. They lure me in with their siren song and then I bite them and they're not that good. 
it just seems to me that when you when you uh, want to go to a ballpark, your heart you're you're not going to see experience the ball game. You want to eat all their weird food and walk around and look at the plaques. I, I got a badass picture of uh, they have a thing and it says uh, the Reds triple play all stars and it was yeah. it's Concepcion, Morgan, and Perez. It was like a big thing and then they had a this weird mural of the big red machine next to the weird mural of like the 1899 champion red stockings. Uh, and I wanted to see, I wanted to meet Mr. Red stocking cause yeah. he was there. I met Mr. Red and I got a picture of myself with him. It's on my Instagram and also on my Facebook. So I met him, but I didn't get to meet Mr. Red stockings. Who's the guy with the curly ass mustache. <laughs> oh, the guy with the handlebar mustache. Yeah. 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 The, the baseball. And he's got a baseball head. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mr. Red has a baseball head yeah. too, yeah. but the baseball head's big down there. Exactly. Why not? Um, you know what? Not big baloney head. Um, Dude, Mr. I would love baloney head right? as a mascot. Exactly. But Mr. Red, the, who I met, he's the guy from like the Big Red Machine years. Okay. Like in their logo yeah, and yeah. he's throwing the he's pitch. He's throwing the pitch. Uh, but, that, but they also have Rosie the Red and Mr. Red Stockings. Yeah, see, that's cool. That's part of the culture of the field and the team and the history of the team. Yeah, but you know what? Why don't you as a team win 70 games instead of fucking paying three mascots? Why don't you buy a second baseman who can hit? Why don't you get some better bologna is really what we're trying to say. There's here. no doubt about that. You got to clear Well, yeah. Or a better bologna chef. Maybe I got to pin it on her. Maybe yeah, she did you it spend wrong. all the money on the on the baseball mascot heads and you don't have enough money to get good bologna. Ugh, awful. But I, I go to these places and they always fool me. I went to New York uh, to Yankee Stadium. To eat? And what? I ate a sandwich called The Farm. It's because it had it's Mickey Mouse knee cartilage <laughs> yeah. on a bun. <laughs> it had uh, it's got uh, it's the farm, so it's got beef, pork. Chi- it's like it had bacon and and an, I think an egg and a chicken patty and, and, a, a, and a mule, dude. Anything you could find in a, in a barnyard, you could eat, and it was a stack sandwich. In in a pitchfork. When we went to Texas, we went to Arlington, and they had uh, the wicked pork sandwich. And it had bacon and chicharron and oh, ham, and it was like, it was just and but that thing also was like. 18 inches tall. That thing was badass. Wow. But then I knew when they were making it, it wasn't going to be good because you order the $18 because it was like an $18 sandwich. Oh you order God. that thing and they're building it, but then they take the bacon off. If you take the bacon off the grill and it sags off the spatula, it's like not even crisp. Dude, don't even fucking hand me that well, sandwich. See, that, that's, a, that's one of your things. You like bacon a certain way. I like bacon that when you drop it, it shatters. That's overcooked. No, I like it's. I'm Elvis, man. I like bacon that that would that Ella Fitzgerald could shatter with a high note. That's what I fucking want. That's duh. Now I will tell you this: if you're making like the pea meal bacon up in Canada or or other like good mm. applewood smoked or whatever, a thicker bacon, you don't have to make it that crispy. But right. I like here's what I like: I like going to a breakfast joint. I like a savory breakfast. I, I don't mind a waffle. I don't mind a pancake and a syrup, but I like a, I like eggs, hash browns, real crispy, and I like overcooked bacon. And then I will take the bacon and I will crumble it like uh, like almost like a crouton and I will put it in the hash browns and then I'll put the over easy eggs on top of the hash browns and I'll cut right down the middle so the yolk bleeds into that and I make a whole breakfast stack. You got you got some you got some skills. Listen, when you're fat and you fetishize food in a way where you just... You, yeah, but you're, you're changing all that. Well, of course I am. Certainly. I'm putting yeah. that all on the shelf. Uh, but this time I ate the fried garlic bologna sandwich and it was... Um, well, look good. I hope you learned your lesson. Of course I did. <laughs> Who are you talking to? You know I always learn my lesson. Uh, well, I'll never do that again until I go to a new ballpark. That's, that's why this show's been on for 10 years. <laughs> because I've been able to learn my lesson and never repeat my mistakes. <laughs> by the end, of, I, Literally, by the end of the first five episodes, it was like, all right, I'm fine. I don't know why you guys are sticking around. Let's I, try to do this for another 10 years. I got this. No problem. Uh, but it was fun. And then the game, you know, the Sox were winning and then they were losing. We saw home runs. We saw, the, you know... Uh, 
the Reds go crazy and smash a bunch of uh, doubles. It was really, it was just really great and uh, a gorgeous park. Uh, and uh, you know, even for as bad as the team is, they've really, I mean, it's really beautiful. And all this throwback is there's so much history with the Reds. It makes you want them to be good again. Yeah. You know, I've, I've felt that way. Yeah, I, you know what? We talk about what doesn't disappoint in a ballpark. Let's do that. I forgot in Houston, uh, the, the pulled pork baked potato. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! Because I don't want to give—I don't want to say that all ballpark food is bad. I've been to a million ballparks well, and stuff. So it's great. I, 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 in at AT and T Park, the crab sandwich, the soft shell crab sandwich, is amazing. Uh, but in Houston, it was a fucking—it's a giant potato and it's loaded. It's got cheese, bacon, and sour cream, and then they put a pulled pork in the middle. I just picked the whole thing up and ate it like a giant fucking starchy taco, and I knocked it down. <laughs> it was so good. I ate it with Pardo, and then when I was there with Jill, we fucking got it. And I just and actually, I got it in the bottom of the on the top of the ninth. They were closing the stand, and I ran up, and I'm like, "Dudes, I need a potato with pulled pork." <laughs> I said, "My girlfriend has to taste it. She's got to see how good it is." And she, I'm like, "All right." And I pay for it, and I get it, and she goes, oh, "Honey, I'm not. I'm totally not hungry." And uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I said, "Well, just try it because it's really good." Nah, not for and, me. Uh, yeah, and then so I I just fucking shout it down, um, as the literally the final outs were being recorded. I'm eating over a garbage can trying to get out of the park. I love baseball. She finally tried it. I think she enjoyed it. Um, but anyway, so uh, we went to the game. It was fantastic. A beautiful stadium. So it makes you want them to be good again because they care about the team and the fans. We're all wearing Reds gear, Reds memorabilia. Usually when a team stinks, a lot of teams will kind of drift away. A lot of fans will. But these fans were on board, and they loved the Reds. It was pretty cool. So then the next night, we went to the uh, the, Force, the Freedomburg Force. I don't know, Forceburg Freedom. Right, it was in Kentucky. It was somewhere. It was the Frontier League. Uh, there's a team here in Schaumburg, I believe, uh, in the Frontier League, David. So if you want to go ahead to Schaumburg and catch a game. Yeah, I'll have to get out there. If you want to see Ramon Rivas in person, like I did. Uh, but I met Mr. Red, as I mentioned, I took a, po- a picture with him in Cincinnati. So then we went to meet the force. Now, this is a true story. All right. Uh, I think it's called Freedomsburg is the name. No, no. Fairsburg. I don't fucking know. You had the, the Freedom name. Burger? Yeah. No, I oh, did not. I, okay. We'll get to that in a second. All right. But uh, but the town is called like oh, I Forsberg. All right. All right. We'll call it that. And their their team's name is the Freedom. But they have a water tower outside of town. And it used to say Fairsburg Mall on the water tower because that was like their big claim to fame is they had a mall or whatever the fuck it is. I can't even remember the name of the city. Uh, But then they had a dispute with the mall. I was informed this by Kurt. And the the city was like, the mall's like, we don't want to pay that much to sponsor anymore. They go, we're just going to take you off the fucking water tower then. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'd like to see you try. So... Not having the funds because they're a small town, they like, well, we can't just erase the name of the town and the mall off the water tower. So they came up with a plan and they changed the M to a Y with an apostrophe. And now the water tower says, Fairsburg, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, they Who told you me. Talking to? Y'all. Y'all. Oh. They told me that story. And then when I saw the water tower, like I, I, I don't, I'm betting this. I am betting there has never been anyone more pleased with themselves than the mayor of that fucking town when he gave the go ahead to change yes. it to y'all. He thought he had hit upon the genius solution. Fuck the mall people and and stick to the country. I mean, he was, he, he thought he was a genius. T- water tower sketches all over his desk. Oh my God. He couldn't hmm. wait. He could not wait. And I love the fact that there might Y'all. have been a board meeting or something. And like, hey, are we going to go around the table? Johnson, what do you think? Ah, stall? Get out of here, Johnson. You're fired. <laughs> Finally, one guy goes, y'all? Oh, my God. Promotion. But their water tower says that. So we get to the game. 
And they told me they used to have, uh, you know, different mascots, whatever the name of their team was. Finally, now they have their mascot is the water tower. And sure enough, on the back of his head, it says Fredericksburg, y'all. <laughs> uh, but we got to this park and it was, again, totally different from the Reds because it's a Frontier League game. They got blow up, you know, bouncy castles and slides and they got to appeal to families and shit like that. So uh, we go into the park. They had uh, different food in different places, and it was just that thing you walk and you spin a wheel, you win Airheads candy. You know, it's just it's a completely different different atmosphere. Uh, but we had like front row seats behind the dugout, and uh, they came out for the national anthem. And uh, the freedom lines up, and they line up on the first base line, and I look and I just go oh, and I lean over to Colette, and she looks she looks at me and I go midget and she goes what are you talking about i go the force has a, the freedom have a midget they have a midget and she midget. looks out and there's there's literally because they're all lined up i have a photo of it i should put it up they're all lined up it's baseball players in uniform and then there's just wee man just fucking just lurking there this total fucking wedding Wait, cake topper coach or player oh, i don't know yet was he in the stripes? Is he in the uniform? No, Stirps? he's not. He's not. But I know oh. he's injured or what. But he's just. He's oh, just no. IR midget? Well, I. So I. Well, you know, I texted you immediately. And I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. dude. I said, fucking midget on the freedom. I said, if he does not pinch hit, I'm going to storm the field. <laughs> and then I took the picture and I wanted to put it on Instagram. Uh-huh. And I typed all of it out. I said, if this midget does not storm the pinch hit, I'm going to storm the field. But I just. I couldn't pull the trigger yeah. on it because nobody likes the word midget anymore. And I get that. You know who really hates it? Midgets. I'll tell you that. They're number one on the list of hating the word midget. Totally can't stand it. Uh, dwarfs do not care for it. Nope. No. Elves, Little they're not people. on board. Hobbits. Hobbits hate when you call them midget. Do not like it. But, and he was more of a dwarf anyway, because he had the, he had the kind of the... He was stumpy? Yeah. Uh, but but the fact that he was on the team... <laughs> you did the arms, and I knew what you meant. <laughs> so I looked, but I kept going to Colette, and I go, midget. And she's like, I have to live here. I go, I know. <laughs> But that's isn't it great that you live in a town with a midget on a baseball team? And oh. she's just like, oh, my God, stop saying midget. Please stop saying midget. And uh, and then there was a player on the team. Uh, his name was Xavier or something because they would play X Gonna Get You by, uh, by fucking uh, whatever the fuck. I forget who. Uh-huh. Uh, who the fuck? How can I not remember the name of this fucking rapper? Jesus Christ. Well, I usually Exhibit? know rappers' um, names. Yeah, me too. So uh, this guy gets hit by a second pitch of the game. Midget goes out to see if he's okay. He's the trainer. Oh, a little person trainer. Midget trainer. So you got to hope. You got to hope you only get hit hurt below the waist. Though. Of course, he's yeah. Because he, he and he, but also, I, I, if a midget trainer came up to me, he's like, "Hey, I'm going to totally fix you." I'd be like, yeah, "You and I are not same same." I, I, I'm sorry because we all know midgets have a cold black heart and no inner organs, so there's no <laughs> way they can fix me. What's he going to do? Come up to me and go, where's it hurt? I'm going to go my spleen. He's going to go, I don't know what that is. I don't have a spleen. I'm a midget. I'm empty inside other than a cold black heart and a longing for tallness. Um, but yeah, but the, the midgets, they, they don't have the same anatomy. They can't fucking look at you and fix you. But anyway, he, he ran out to see if he was okay. And I just went, I go, I go, midget trainer, midget trainer. Which when you say it out loud, yeah. could go two different ways. It could mean the trainer is a midget. Or he trains midgets. Or, or I'm yeah. looking yeah. for a guy to train this midget. And, uh, and Colette's just like, please don't, please stop with the, stop, don't say that anymore. Uh, so I refrained from going midget the rest of the game. So Colette was not happy with your midget. Well, I, you know, she usage. knows who I am and I think she knew we were having fun, but at the same time. Uh, you are saying midget. Oh, sure I yeah. was. And there was also a, uh, like a sneaky eye coach. Who, Be- beady eyed coach. He was, he would go get the bats and stuff. And then as he would approach back the dugout, cause we're sitting by that, he would always like sweep the crowd with his eyes. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you looking at, dude? It was fucking weird. Um, 
but then we, we hung out there. And then I finally got to eat Geta at that game because they had a, <laughs> they, they had a thing they called, all right, they had a thing called a walking taco, but then they had a thing where it was like Frito pie. You know what Frito pie is? No. Okay. Oh, they, they called it triple play nachos. So you could pick like they had Fritos or Doritos or Tostitos. And you pick one of those. Which do you pick? What are they again? Fritos. No. Doritos. Yeah. Tostitos. Mm, uh, Tostitos if there's decent salsa. Like if you're. A, oh, no, there's uh, no salsa, my friend. We're oh, getting to, we're getting to topics. What? I, I, can't, I can't go with you here, man. I want to. I so want to be supportive. I picked uh, Fritos. Of course. And then. You're uh, no chump. You can go with, uh, with a Montgomery and pulled pork. Or a uh, or a getta a, a gears getta getta, and I said, "Give me the getta," and then you can get uh, you can get it loaded up with like lettuce, tomato, sour cream, and jalapenos. So all this stuff's on Fritos, and they take a big Frito bag and they rip it open, and they they pile it on top of the Fritos inside the bag, and then you eat it out of the bag. Uh, it's a Texas thing, but they were doing it in Ohio or Kentucky, wherever we were. It was Kentucky. Um, yeah, you shake your head, but it was goddamn delicious. Just like this crumbly ass breakfast sausage with with oats and that, this lettuce and oh dude and and look, we split it again. Rebirth week, we split this between the three of us. I didn't need a whole bag of it myself because God knows we got an obstacle course to do in a couple days. Well, you got to load up on some getta. There's some protein. Yeah, you got to get yourself ready to go with some fuel. We had the getta and uh, and then I had what else? And dude, cups of water were only a dollar, which is like a miraculous price. And then we watched the the force got murdered. These guys were hitting bombs all over the goddamn place. The wild things hung like a thirteen to five to feed on them. Uh, but it was totally fun. And what else? And then they had a they had a flash hot food sale in the in the eighth inning. They said all half uh, has uh, hot food was half price. I couldn't get that, <laughs> I couldn't get that sense out at all. Jesus Christ! You were happy. Yeah. Uh, and I looked at, I looked at Kurt and I'm like half price fat hot food. And he's like, yeah, let's go. And uh, and then he wound up purchasing a what, what I got to get Colette a hot dog. I got a hot dog. And then he got a Kurt got a cheeseburger. And I was like, yeah, that's just like a cheeseburger you'd eat in high school. He goes, I know, but I want it. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Um, and that game was fun. We left there. And then the next day was, uh, was it? that was Thursday. And then Friday, I went to work with Colette's trainer. There you go. That ought to straighten it all out. You're damn right. Yeah, you got straightened out right before the thing. Well, because and I was I, I didn't know why this guy wanted me to come in. And let's be, he didn't want me to come in. He had heard the stories. Sure. He's like, hey, bring in Get a Boy. Um, and he was a midget as well. Oh, my God. That was the thing that I was not prepared for. Yeah, so shrimpy. And I'm like, you can't train me, midget. Payback's a bitch. And then he wrestled me to the ground. He put me in a toehold, an aggressive <laughs> toehold. Uh, an Oompa Loompa toehold. <laughs> uh, so she's like, I'll be there. I'll get you at 7.15 a.m. Well, this is a training session you went? Yes. What's the point of train? What? What possible good could a training session do you, what, two days before, the day before the event? It was the day before the event. Was it all of a sudden you're going to have cardio? Well, Colette goes all the time. Well, she, yeah, that's that's the thing. The so point, that's yeah. the thing. She goes, well, I mean, but I also train three times a week. I lift, so I'm strong. Um, so I that's just... going to come in handy in a marathon. Um, well, strength. when you got to climb over shit, which oh, I'll yeah, tell you, you about have, later. You gotta li- when you got to carry a 75-pound fucking bucket of rocks up a hill. I want to hear about this obstacle thing. We'll get there. Okay. Um. If I can do it myself. You can take off if you want. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take a nap. All right. You seem a little groggy. <laughs> no, it's because I'm sitting in this chair. Yeah. Um, yeah you, got I got the lemmy mic going yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I went to this training session and, and I, you know, I got there and I was, it was the kind of, you ever go to like a business center and there's a training place in it? You ever do that? You like walk in and it'd be like, there's a dentist's office and then there's like Pat's Pilates coming in and sweat. Yeah. It's like all part of a one big complex. Which is weird. Yeah. 
Um, but that's what it was. It was like yeah. this, this nondescript gray building and it had a training sign on the door. And we walked in and had, you know, had a desk and chairs. I'm like, oh, Jesus, whatever. And I, and I, I already in my brain was trying to figure out ways to it to make the 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 run palatable or not do it. Like I I just I have this negativity inside me that bursts to the forefront that makes me when I don't want to do something, it's it's this mental beatdown that talks me out of doing it. It's the weirdest thing. So then you jump on the first excuse or you jump on the first thing that doesn't go the way you want it and you use that as the... Like, you hope to. Yeah. yeah, you try to. But the thing is also, I'm smart enough to know that I can't do that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't want to do that sort of thing. And so I will tell myself, what the fuck are you doing? Like literally, what are you, yeah. right are you doing? You got to stop this. You know what you're doing because I know how I am. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I'm not susceptible. Like we talked earlier about the, about Vernon Reed following me on Twitter and I'm like, this isn't real. I don't want to believe it and, and pretend that it's real. And then if it's not real, just go, ha ha, we got you. And I'm like, ah, fuck, whatever. I'm not susceptible to bullshit. I don't, I don't, you don't want to get played for a chump. My whole life. I've sat in the back of the classroom. Yeah. I'm the eye rolling guy who doesn't believe in your fucking speech. That's going to tell me you can get up and go and everything's going to be great. And I don't care about your math theories, pep, all pep talks and shit like that. And they kind of bounce off me. Now, is that bad or good? Probably a little of both. It's good because you don't wind up being a sucker, but it's bad because there are genuine people out there who care about you and are trying to help you. There are. And give well, not you, I'm, but I mean, certainly me. Well, this is news to me. <laughs> They're trying to get me. Uh, you know, in a position, in a place where I, I feel good about whatever. So John will be like that when we're training or, or, you know, Richard, Richard was the one guy I believed, uh, well, other well, trainers, they, they, it's a lot of hooey. All right. It's a lot of bullshit and a lot of nonsense, empty cliche words that they say to everybody. They don't care about you. They're just spouting platitudes to get you out so they can get the next person in. Richard actually cared about me. John cares about me. So I work with those people. Yeah. And Colette's trainer, you know, she, he cares about her. Yeah. So that's why she was able to bring me in. So we come in and, uh, and I wasn't looking for a magic bullet to answer your question. I wasn't trying to do, you know, I wasn't thinking that this was going to fucking make me yeah. run the race. Great. But it would, I was like, I was in town to hang out with Colette and yeah, she made the it. offer. So I was like, yeah, of course I'd be happy. I actually, she asked me if I wanted to go Wednesday and, uh, and I, I could not because I flew in Monday night and I talked about this in the show last week. I wound up fucking up my, my arrival time. So I flew three fucking planes. And by the time I got to, to Cincinnati, I felt like I had been mailed there. <laughs> I mean, that's how fucking stiff I was, dude, from sitting up and sleeping in the airport and everything else. So Tuesday, I slept on her couch. I did the show. And then that night we had dinner. And she's like, hey, you want to go to the gym in the morning? I, go to, I, I really can't. Like, I got to go sleep and try to reset my whole fucking clock. So I couldn't go Wednesday. So I go, well, well you got to go Friday because I, I, I passed on it. So Friday, she picks me up at 7.15. Uh, and I, <laughs> I had gotten to sleep. I think it was around two. So I, I, you know, I, but I knew I was just going to come back and go to, go to bed. Oh no, bullshit. I apologize. Um, I, I, the time got away from me cause I had my laptop open and I kept looking at the clock and I'm like, all right, I'm good. All right. I'm good. All right. I'm good. Uh, because the time I was like, all right, well, I'll go. and all of a sudden I looked at my laptop and it was, it was 1230. I'm like, all right, well, she's going to be here at five fifteen. That gives me about four hours, five hours of sleep. Uh, well, I forgot there was a three hour time difference. <laughs> so, so it was three 30 in the morning. So she was going to be there at five 15. So I, I, I went to sleep as best I could. And then she showed up. I picked, I went down at seven 15 and, uh, I, I mean, I went to the trainer, we walked in and he came right out and he started, he introduced himself to me and he's like all the way from Los Angeles. And he had a drawl, you know, which immediately mm -hmm. then you're just like, this guy's dumb. Um, <laughs> 
Hey, how you doing there, Michael? Nice to meet you here from Los Angeles. And he's just, he's a, he's a former competitive bodybuilder. So he's big and he's in shape. And, uh, and also he's a, he's a bright, it's fucking eight in the morning. Yeah. And he's a bright light. He's, he's immediately with the right fucking right. But he comes out and he starts with, all right, well, we're going to get you stretched out. We're going to get you a little workout here before tomorrow. You ready for tomorrow? No, I'm not. All right, well, that's okay. We're going to get you ready as best as we possibly can. I know Colette's ready. Colette, are you ready to do this? Colette, are you ready to come in here and get a workout? Let's get in here, Colette, and let's get it done. And uh, we went into the room. And he punched you in the stomach. Which would have been fine with right. me. Then I get fucking Houdini and I get out of the run. <laughs> I can't uh, get up. But there's, uh, there was, he was training in addition to the two of us. There's a Phyllis who was there. Phyllis Ooh. was training. And then there was a woman who I can only describe uh, her physique as being, I think it was olive oil from the Popeye cartoons, possibly. Cool. She was she was like color forms woman. She, you could read through her. She was totally skinny. <laughs> uh, and I, I went to go do the training. And in the training, all he wanted to do was stretch us out. Yeah. And he wanted us to be as limber as we could possibly be and, and work on muscles. But when I go to the gym... Uh, I I hate when I do anything that's not lifting weights. Can I just chime in here? Sure. Um, what's the point of having a trainer, a personal trainer, if you're not going to do what they want you to do? Okay. Because I, I understand you want to lift weights. Mm-hmm. That's great. Lifting weights is great. But I thought the whole idea was is you wanted to lose Weight. In order to lose weight, you have to increase your cardio. So uh, to me, uh, uh, it would be a no-brainer for a, for a uh, a trainer to go. All right, you know, we'll work everything, but we gotta really focus on getting you in a cardio sense so you can drop some of this weight. Lifting is not really going to affect that. Why Why would you want your trainer to not do his job? Well, I didn't get to finish. I said, I don't like lifting, not lifting weights, but I do what I'm told. Whatever John says do, I do. So okay. we do planks. We do these weird stretches with this elastic band and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I, but I hate it. It doesn't mean I don't do it. But in my head, because the way my head works is I look like a pussy if I'm doing that stuff at the gym. Why? Because I'm a big person. I should be lifting weights. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be working with a, with a, a, but a tiny who, elastic band. Who's, who's determining that? You're exactly right. Me. It's just me inside oh. my head. That's what I'm saying. It's a trap. So do you, think, do you honestly think that when you're at the gym, people are watching you? When I was really big, I used to think so. Now, no, because the gym I work at is a private gym. And okay. we all say, we all know one another. We come in, we say hi. I know the yeah. people and stuff. And I mean, I I don't care what I look like at the gym. I have um. I well, mean, my just, shirt is fucking yeah, ripped. I, I, I mean, know, but this idea that you you know somebody's gonna think you're this or somebody's gonna think you're that. It, that's all based in the idea that you're somehow somebody's distracted enough from their own deal to look over at the other guy and go, "Hey, I'm gonna judge that guy." You're absolutely right. Okay, but, but I, I, again, I know what that feels. I know it's what the tra- like. it's the trap of my skull. It's yeah. just I, you know, because also here's the thing, uh, I can lift weights, you know, I can, I can bench, I can curl, I can do heavy weight, and I, I feel good doing it. I can deadlift all that stuff. Um, but when it's plank or when it's just doing push ups or anything like that, I struggle through them, and then I, I hate it. I get frustrated with myself because if you want to do, you know, I'll do four sets of fifteen to twenty of one hundred and fifty pounds on the bench press or whatever the fuck, and that's fine, but. 
when it comes time to do the elastic band and it's on, you know, I'm stepping on it. It's on a plate and I'm like, yeah. I, and I'm, I, then I'm like, I'm struggling with a fucking elastic band. I can, I can fucking curl this and do this. And he's just like, yeah, but that's the point of doing that's, this. That's exactly what this is a different say, yeah. exercise. Yeah. And I'm just, and he, la- now John just laughs at me when I go, dude, I go, I don't want to look like a pussy doing this. And he goes, Oh, well, to who? he goes too bad. You do. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? John knows he doesn't yeah. fucking care and he's my friend. So I mean, I do it and that's fine. Um, but he almost fucking killed me with one of those dumb things. I, I did the actual, like, the curling machine. You sit down to curls. Yeah. And he tied the elastic band to the curling machine, and he put it under, like, a 45-pound plate. So in addition to doing the weight I was curling, I'm curling the band. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he shifts his weight. The 45-pound plate moves, and the fucking thing just shoots at me like a rubber band rubber right band. past my head. It caught my ear, Ooh, but it didn't geez. hit me in the eye. And I looked at him, and I go, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, yeah, I should probably be careful. I'm like, yeah, probably. That's a good idea. So when you met, met new trainer, he did he want you to do a bunch of crazy stuff you didn't want to do in front of Phyllis? Yeah, he he wanted me because again he's he, he wanted very, to be limber for this thing to get your muscles right. So out. he he wanted me to do like hi ya yas and he's like, all right, you're gonna lay down now and you're gonna stretch and you're gonna breathe and look at the ceiling and and uh, you know in the in the of course in the beginning I, I come in. I want to lift weights, man. Well, I'm a cynic. Well, they had weights there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know if he's gonna put me through that or anything, but I I I did what I was told. And about ten minutes into it, I was like, this guy's fucking great. Yeah, he doesn't know me. Yeah, but he's he's showing just as much attention to me as he is to everybody else. And I pulled him aside actually. Finally, after the first ten fifteen minutes, I go, "Hey, are you cool with this?" He goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "Well, first of all, are they cool with it?" I go, "I don't want you ignoring Phyllis and Olive. I don't want that to fucking happen." I go, "Because I, I didn't pay." And he goes, "Hey, Colette paid for you. Oh, she that's gave cool. you a training yeah, session, yeah. so you're you're just yeah, you're, you're working you're, like you're anybody here. else." I said, "Okay, well, I just want to make sure you're paying attention." He goes, "I he goes, I'll pay attention to everybody. Don't worry. You're just tell do, me how to do my job, job Mister L.A." Fancy pants? Absolutely not. No mm-hmm. anger, no resentment, no mean, nothing in his voice. That's why I couldn't be a trainer. He was super cool. And 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 I bought it. I bought into it. And I'm doing, you know, literally you're walking across the floor, kicking your palms. You know what I mean? Just that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you're you're doing crossover steps side to side, side to side, like shuffles and drills. All that football That's practice bullshit. That I do every Sunday for softball to get warmed up. Yeah, you and, and uh, he had a, he had a fucking roller, and he rolled Colette out. He's got me laying down, you, and you you know you flip your leg over your other leg. You're they stretching your karaoke. hamstrings. Uh, karaoke steps, those side shuffles where your feet go over under, like over, a weird under, figure eight over, over under, under, over under. They call them karaoke. Why is that called karaoke steps? I have no idea. That's dumb. I think it is because yeah. I didn't hear any music at all. <laughs> uh, so he he gets. I mean, he's just couldn't. He could not have been nicer and more professional. And he knew you were going to die. The gentle and smart. Well, I, I, maybe, he but he was nice to, to Colette nice. and all. And the girls, you could just see he paid attention to fucking everybody. It was great. And uh, and look, I'm still me. So in between like uh, us doing things. Yeah, I went over to triceps. <laughs> you know what I mean? I activated my arms. That's what you got to do. God damn it. You got to activate your arms. Look, I had missed Wednesday in the gym. Yeah, so yeah, Friday yeah. I went and I did some fucking triceps pull downs. I did. Uh, I did curl sets. I curled. 108. No, I did 109. That's incorrect. 110. I did a set, I did 40 pound curls for 15. I did 35s. I did 30 and then I did 25s. You just did you did four sets of that and then I did four Wait, sets of triceps. Let me write this down. I want to write this down. You should. I'll I'll text it to you if you want. Yeah. Uh but he could not have been cooler. And and he he took Colette aside and he just told her he's like, "Hey, you you know, tomorrow you're going to do this." And then she's getting said, her all jacked up to ready ready to rock. Well, she kept trying to get him to do the race with her. I'm a second choice, by the way. Um, because he just What's he's his a podcast like well he's a competitive fisherman so it's a lot of cash yeah. yeah and so he he actually fishes for money it's like oh yeah he's got the cool shirt with all the sponsors on it probably awesome and so he was like i i don't want to risk injury in this this 
this race just in yeah. case, you know, I've got to go out on the, on the boat or, and do something. So that's why I came into play. She's like, well, he's another sucker. I'll go ahead and contact that idiot. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, why not? Duh. Not knowing I was a second choice, but, uh, sure enough, he, he gets her and he takes her aside and he gives her uh, a pep talk and she and I leave, we go to breakfast at, uh, at first watch. She has a, uh, <laughs> what? I just love when you you know what everyone ate. That's great. Well, if, should I not tell people what no, we did? I want to know. I, I, I know no, that's fine. I, we 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 went home. We went home. We no. went to sleep right away. What did you have? You had a. Well, you were going to get something. That's part of it. Yeah, because she had a protein bowl with couscous and basil chicken, and you know, fucking revved and up. What did you have? I had avocado toast. And okay. uh, it's supposed to come. It said it comes with uh, basted eggs. And they didn't baste your eggs. Well, I said I don't want fucking basted eggs. I said, what are basted eggs? Because it's kind of like a sunny side, but they steam them. Ugh. No, thank you. I said I'll have some. Uh, I said I'll have three over easy eggs on top of the avocado toast. And uh, she goes, okay, great. And we ate it. It was a power meal. We knocked that down. Uh, and then she took me to my room, and she's like, all right, I'll see you in the morning, man. We'll get ready to go because I was just alone to hang out and do work. So you you you're you're in for the night, ready for the next day in the in the Spartan Sprint. Yes. And uh, oh, and I should tell you this: I when I arrived because I forgot shoes to wear in the Spartan Sprint, I had to go buy shoes. Well, you had to buy them under the in, the intention that they were going to get ruined, though. Isn't that the point, though? Not I mean, ruined, but something that you can use in that because there are yeah, shoes you can buy for that. It's and like not a, it's like mud and it's mud. It's oh, not yeah, like you yeah. need a gym shoe. You almost need one of those. There need to be tread on the bottom. Yeah, that's because I was wearing these, which you can see have no tread on the bottom, and, and this is the only shoe I had. And she looked at him and she goes, "Yeah, there's no way you can wear those." Yeah, Ronald McDonald sucks at those kind of marathons. Listen, I don't care if you don't like orange and white. These are fantastic <laughs> shoes, and I get a lot of compliments. We on all them. float down here. <laughs> so. Uh, how bored are you at the show? Just get <laughs> You just what? seem like you're just literally you're yawning and putting your head back. It's late. I understand it's late. Oh, um, no, not at all. I was, I'm, you know what it is? It's the fact that I'm sitting in this little chair that makes me look like I'm completely, <laughs> I'm, I'm just here, man. You know what you look like? You look what? like you've been hypnotized. Like, because your head's back, but there's no headrest. Yeah. So your head just kind of kicks back and you've angled the microphone well, over I, your mouth. I think it sounds better because the, the, the every time I breathe, that chair was squeaking. So I, I, I'm really self-conscious about making noise. So I'm holding as still as, still as I can. See? Look at that. That's still. Wait, Dave? Dave. Dave. You didn't even see Oh, me. my God, you're there. Yeah. Oh, you just scared see, the hell man? out of me. That's, that is a still sit. Um, I'm excited. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I want to hear about this thing. And I'm like, it's like when you're waiting for the thing to start. You know? I know you, nobody likes the ramp up. I need to get just the story and quit. No, all the I'm bullshit. not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not it, saying that at I all. Hear, I know you're not, but I hear it sometimes people are like, Oh yeah, I did great. All right. I, I um, just, I, I, cause I, I mean, I see but you. But the thing is I could turn it on and just go, I was in a race on Sunday and here's what happened. But then everybody it. knows you were, I know. And I'm getting there, but it's like, there's, but this is what the, the show has been for 10 you're, years is me that, just talking in circles and yeah, telling them about whatever. But I'm just, and if it's boring for people, I guess, you know I mean? But I don't know. I don't know if those people think it is or not. I think that's not true. I don't think it is either, but I mean, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting to, I look, I just looked. Yeah. It's been an hour and 15 minutes. We haven't talked about the race. I guess. Has? Yes. Uh, so maybe we just do the race next week. We just wrap it up no, now and give you, give man, you a break. I want to hear about what happened. <laughs> I want. Plus, you had a show. Well, that happened. Yeah, certainly. To me, those are things I want to hear about. Right. If, if I'm a, if I'm a fan, but here's how I hear what you're saying. Okay. I want to hear about all that stuff you haven't talked about yet. There's other bullshit we could throw out right at the fucking window. But you know what? You should have gotten right to the meat of this right away. That's what I'm hearing you saying. Okay. 
Well, I, that's not what I was saying. Okay, but I, that's what because that's what I hear. It's like you're like, hey man, you did a show in a race. You haven't even gotten to those fucking things yet. I'm like, I, I know. I'm, I'm busy talking about mascots and Geta. I know it's fucking dumb. <laughs> But that's what I, 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 okay. I lay the groundwork and try to get there. You know what I mean? I'm, it's just, I'm fine. It's, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting still as I can. I don't want to squeak. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to move in a bad way and actually accidentally kick a, a wire because right as of now, everything's theoretically working. I'm, I'm just here, man. I'm here. All right. I didn't say anything. I I was looking forward to hearing the story. That's, that's all was, I meant. And you wish I would have gotten to it sooner. No. I completely understand. No, because um, I, I got to know. <laughs> so uh all right so, i just gotta know what happened so Mike. friday i just i just chilled in the airbnb and but well, let's talk about the airbnb for a second it was a uh <coughs> excuse me uh, it was like a red brick house and the woman was very nice and i stayed in the loft she was a brick house don't kid yourself eh, but she was very nice she let Mike come on over and sleep inside a house. Yeah, she's a brick. The house was stacked. That's a fact. And I'm never going back. All right. Uh, so I'm in the loft. And, uh, and it was, so you're in a loft there and you're in a loft here. You've been in a lot of lofts. But, but you have ceiling in your loft. She, her house was a triangle, like a teepee. Like an A-frame. Yeah. And uh, so I had to duck. Like all the time because oh so you had you were like at the top of yes. the apex of the like in the bed uh, when I sat up in the bed you hit your head on the I couldn't yeah I couldn't sit back Johnson. and lean back it was so bad I don't even know what that's from I just dropped a Three Stooges reference from 1935 <laughs> Johnson Johnson uh, in the shower I had to do a pendulum thing like rock because there were girders so I had to rock my head back and forth in order to fucking put conditioner in it was so bad in my shower. Uh, and it was just, and this it was wasn't a wooden, on a pamphlet. It was a wooden floor, but not like a solid wooden floor. It was slats that had been nailed in. It was an old joint, like man. a hardwood floor. There, it wasn't a hardwood floor. It was almost boards. It was all oh, boards, okay, okay. but then painted boards. It was crazy. Is and this had, where Dalton lived in Roadhouse? Could maybe? Okay, yeah. And it had a couch. I don't know if it was a couch. It may have been a leather pouch filled with the bones of people who died there previously, because <laughs> it could not have been a less comfortable uh, structure at all. But then you got to the bedroom, the yeah. bed. The softest bed I've ever slept in in my life. You like a soft bed? I love it. I love oh, yeah. a squishy bed. I almost okay. bought one uh, until I was talked out of it by my girlfriend who decided that she didn't want me to get it. And then I didn't get it. And then it didn't matter. I don't, I don't want to get into this fucking story. Um, but I, this, I'd like to hear that one too. Listen, I, I decided I was going to buy a bed and I took Jill to the store and we laid in it. And I go, I go, what do you think? And she goes, oh, I, I guess I like it. I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting it. She goes, what do you mean? I go, I'm getting this bed. She goes, why are you getting this bed? I said, because I don't have a bed. I've wanted a bed forever. She goes, yeah, but this is like three thousand, two thousand dollars. I said, Whoa, right, I said, well, I know, that's... but I'm that's fine. You you don't skimp on a bed if you're getting a bed. I finally I haven't had a bed in, since Karen left, so I'm getting a yeah, bed. But you don't have to pay two thousand dollars for a bed. I wanted it and I had the money at the time. All right, and you don't, and also you'll have that bed for twenty fucking years. So do the, do the math. It's a hundred dollars a year for a good bed. Uh, and I was all for wait, so what, so what you're agreeing with her? Why am I even telling this fucking story? I I, um, I just heard the cost of the bed and I got worried. You, I'm standing by 80 guitars. You worry about the cost of a bed. Yeah, but I, pay, I, I, some of those were you gifts. You got no answer. They're gifts. <laughs> okay. I'm literally this law. Lo- there's $80,000 worth of equipment in this loft. Um, and 79,000 of it is the sword I bought in Japan. All right. Uh, so that looks kick-ass up there does. though, doesn't it? It looks amazing. Um, 
And and so she looked at me and she's like, oh, and and whatever the I do. So there's no story. She kind of talked me out of getting it, and I was like, all right. Uh, and then I just and then I didn't get a bed. It was fucking right, dumb. I, I lied. I didn't want to hear that story. Go it's not back, even a story. It's more yeah, an anecdote. Yeah, go back to the thing you were saying. <clears throat> so I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about. Oh, the bed in the <laughs> softest bed in the joint. You slept in a soft bed. It was and gorgeous. It, it was really. So it, Unbelievably comfortable. So Friday I get there and I just, that's where I'm at the whole, the whole day. And I went and bought, I went to uh, Ralph's uh, because I wasn't going to eat or not Ralph's Kroger or whatever the fuck. And, uh, and I wasn't going to eat. So uh, I bought some yogurt, I bought some bananas. I bought a bunch of propels to have in the room. Uh, so I could just fucking hibernate. And I did, I didn't eat all day Friday. I hung out, get ready for the race. Uh, I wound up getting to sleep about 1115, which is very early for me. And then she said, I will be there to get you at, uh, what did she get me at 6.15 a.m.? And uh, and I was like, Jesus Christ. All right. Did you take, <laughs> I mean, a, did you take a poignant walk? To where? To anywhere around and to reflect on what the next day was going to bring? No, I hid in the fucking, in the loft with oh, the okay. air conditioning on and just, and You didn't have that day. rocky moment where <clears> you just wander around the city and go, Nope. I, I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I just had Adrian just scream at me from downstairs. Rocky, <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> um, but I could. So I just no. I waited and I, I went to sleep and then I got up and uh, I was ready. You know, I I bagged up a change of clothes and I grabbed some drinks and some bananas and and I bananas. She texted me when she was gonna be there and I showed up and uh, <laughs> we made the drive. So did you have an outfit? Well, I had uh, shorts. Oh, she, shorts. Uh, she okay. got me, you know, I had my new shoes on. She had socks that she had gotten for me that were like Special. dry guard socks. But she also had a little boy, little Schmitty's Attaboy Fit Brigade t-shirt made up. Really? Just a red shirt with white letters, little boy, little Schmitty's Attaboy oh. Fit Brigade. And she gave that to me and I had that on and I had a shirt on over it. And, uh, and you had to wear like, you know, the wicking under armor and all that stuff. I, yeah. I mean, I was ready. I was prepared. I was yeah. dressed and I was ready to go. You ha- you mm-hmm. had some compression on your legs? Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, so I, I was ready to get to the, get to it. You don't want to pull a hammy right off the, at the beginning. You got, you got that, th- those things work. I wish you would have told me that because I actually pulled a hamstring walking down the stairs to get into her car. <laughs> oh, uh, my arm is broke. <laughs> there was, there was 30 steps, by the way, to and from, there was 15 <laughs> up and 15 down to get from the Airbnb seat all the way down or where so the fuck was staying. You knew you were tired going up and down the stairs, but you're going to go to this marathon. Well, stairs, stairs I can take. me up, hey, man. Dude, I committed. I mean, there was I'm, nothing no, I could do I at that just, point. I'm just thinking, the, the warning signs are there and you're just punching through them. You got, like, I don't care. The, because at that point, what am I going to do? Yeah. Be stupid and just say, no, not doing this. No, I'm fucking, I'm doing it. You're going to do it. And I'm going to eat it. It's going to be my fault, but but I, you know, I'm I gonna, had all the I'm opportunity. I'm going to go out on my shield. I had all the opportunity in the world to be ready for this. This There is no excuse. It's not like I can say, well, I worked really hard. I just couldn't make it. No, I didn't work hard at all. I fucking did nothing. Like I said, I put on 30 pounds from the time I fucking signed up for the thing. I I thought that was strategy. So, no, it was clearly not. So we get to the race and uh, there's a lodge. It's at a ski slope. Oh, we we park. So you we know go the inc- you know no fucking kidding. You know right? the inclines are all gonna. Be so crazy. I walk outside and I, I look at the course. I get the first look at it and I I just I, I I look at her and I don't say anything, but I know in my head I'm going away because <laughs> I survey everything and I see you know there's a hill <laughs> and people are walking up it in the distance. You can see them and then you look over to the left and there's another hill along. I, I'm I'm just. I'm so, trying to take in the scope. So I got the phone out and I just filmed a little video. I put like it on Instagram 
And I just and I just went. I hope there's a fucking gurney for an ambulance that they can carry the fuck out of here because I don't know how this is gonna work. Because they called it an obstacle course, right? We get there, all I see are hills and fucking weird. Well, those are obstacles. Yeah, but it, it was not an obstacle course. It was more like Auschwitz with cliff bars. I mean, it was just fucking <laughs> like a compound of just murder. It was so fucking bad. It's just this murder this, field. Yeah, oh, so awful. Oh, just man. the the bones of those who came before strewn about. Look at the bones. I, I kept waiting for Mel Gibson to come across and pick a fight. That's how big this fucking place was. So we go sit in the lodge and we're talking. And uh, and and she's like, "You want some sunscreen?" And I go, "Nah, I'm good." I said, "I'm not going to be out there long enough to have the sun fuck me up." Because when I did the Warrior Dash, it was a five a five k. So yeah. that's just a little over three miles. Plus, if you're greasy, they can't get those defibrillator stickers to stick right I can't have chest. that. Yeah. No, you got to go ahead and stick those you right gotta, on. You got to be dry. You got to be dry for those. So she uh, she and I start talking at the table, and uh, I shift into black cloud mode, which is something that runs in my family. My mom does it all the time, where if my mom doesn't want to do something, she will do her best to convince you that you don't want to do it. It's like a shitty Jedi mind trick. So to the point where you, you you're the one that says we'll leave and she'll go okay if you want yeah to. okay if you want to go that's fine <laughs> oh god and I told you this is the weird poker I used to play with Karen a lot yeah, yeah. too when we go out to eat I wouldn't pick a restaurant because I wanted her to pick a restaurant so I could bitch about the goddamn restaurant because uh, if I had to pick a place then I felt you know what it just it's just it's this weird thing inside me that I've inherited and I want to get rid of it and I don't want to do it and I'm self aware of when I'm doing it so I just have to step on it yeah you gotta squash it but in the lodge. <laughs> all I could think about was like the, the, the warrior dash and the pain and how fucking rough it was. And, and so I'm talking to Colette and she starts telling me there's rules on the course. And I go, what do you oh, mean? Yeah, she, you... she, I have a packet and uh, I open the packet up and there's a headband in there. Mm-hmm. I go, look at this goofy thing. And she goes, well, you have to wear it. I said, what do you mean? I have to wear it. She goes, what's the only way they just, they, they can tell the runners apart. I go, but they can like tell a me a marathon a... thing. Yeah. But it's for your head. Well, probably because you're covered in mud if you wear it on your shirt. Right? I guess, but I, I go, I don't wear headbands. And she's just like, well, no, you got to wear it for the race. <laughs> and I'm just like, why? Well, wait a minute. Why is there a rule that I got to wear a headband? And she goes, well, it's their way to keep track of, like, they, they, they know you paid. They know you're an entrant. And I go, what rogue entrant is going to sprint in? <laughs> We're going to have nobody sneaking into this thing again. <laughs> trying to finish this race. <laughs> And you she didn't goes, register. And she's like, I don't know. I d- you just, but you have to wear the headband. It's in the rules. It says it right Nobody in there. tells you what to do. Now, here's the thing. This is, this is a life dream for Colette. All right. Yeah, she asked been, me, to, she didn't just ask me to participate because it would be a goof. She was doing it. A year ago. Yeah. She had plans. She decided I've got to make some changes in my life. Just like yeah. I did with rebirth day, but she did hers a year ago. And she's like, I have to fix things. I have to get in better shape. I have to feel better. And I have to change my work habits. Every, she's changing her whole life. So here's how serious she took this fucking Spartan sprint. She actually went last year and she scoped out the obstacles. That's a good idea. Like she had binoculars and, and figured out what was going Spies. on, knew what she had to do. She laid some claymores yeah, just in up, case. Yeah. yeah. To blow apart other competitors. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but she, but she was like, she was the Viet Cong. Yeah. Of the, she built tunnels underneath, you know, so there you was made like, a Ho Chi Minh she, trail up she the secreted side. protein bars at, at different locations. <laughs> She hollowed out a tree bark so there would be extra Gatorade in it. I mean, she was fucking on fire. She made bungee sticks. So this was her deal. Like she, that's the thing. And she needed me to be positive. She, she counted on me to be there for her. You know, we were going to do this together. So she's telling me about the headband and I'm just like, ah, so So you you were using that as a reason you you were, that was the first thing you could grab that said, Hey, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? I I, don't want to wear a headband. That's just dumb. 
So do, how serious does she take this? She has the, she has a tattoo of the Spartan Sprint logo. Wow. But it's not finished. She refused to get Spartan. it finished. No, it's just, no, it's his head. It's the red. Oh, but it's she the refuses, helmet. Yeah, she refuses to get it finished until so she finishes the it. race. Nice. So, I mean, that she's gung fucking ho. So she's got to go get all the mud and stuff put on it if she finishes the race. Yeah. But I'm at the table and I'm like, I don't want to wear a headband. I, fuck your lifelong dream. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a shitty thing to do. And I know it, but I, I can't. It's like a runaway train where I'm this weird black cloud. So she's like, you know, and so finally she gets frustrated. She's look, that's the rules. You just, they, they want you to wear the headband. I'm like, well, that just seems dumb. You know, that's weird. And uh, I'm like, yeah, she's like, yeah, there's all these obstacles. You know, you got to carry the rocks. And I said, yeah, there's carry the rocks. Yeah, there's a, there's a rock. I'll get to it. But there's uh, a rock carry. And I go, yeah, oh, but what, is, dude. what is that? I go, is that like a boulder? And she goes, no, it's like, it's like a bucket of rocks. <laughs> And I go, well, that, I go, that just seems fucking weird. There's like rocks spilling out. I don't over. approve of these, these, uh, these obstacles. No. Oh, well, I, you, you and me both. Yeah. But she, I said, are they, well, then you're going to spill rocks everywhere. And she goes, no, no, there's a lid on the, on the bucket of rocks. All right. I go, well, that's, then I can just throw that on my shoulder and that's fine. She goes, well, no, you can't carry it on your shoulder. Oh, they want you to use your arm. I want- said, why? She, she goes, no, you can't, you just can't. That's the rules. I go, why the fuck is there a rule about how I can carry something? I go, I, and then I go to this oh, one. No, and I go, I paid $150 oh to get into this fucking race. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Who are they to tell me how to fucking do something? She goes, I don't know. It's just, but that's the rules. You can't carry and it. But it's not, I don't, I'm not fighting. Yeah, I'm not you're, arguing. You're, no, you're, it's just me mad at myself that I'm not ready for this fucking thing. And it's going to start in 45 minutes and I'm going to die. And I know I'm going to die. And it's my fucking fault. Death will do weird stuff to you. So I'm, she became, she, she, we wound, we wound up snapping each other. Like we were dating, like a weird fucking like, like argument oh, and she got all quiet Oh Colette. and we're sitting at the table. And then, uh, cause again, she doesn't see that part of me. You know what I mean? You hear the show. You're like, Hey, there's Mike. Mike's a fun guy. He seems to be, uh, I mean, you've heard me be terrible sometimes, but, it, but, but until you're in the room with it, you don't really know what it's all about, man. <laughs> hey, wait, this is real. Yeah. Uh, so luckily within, uh, you know, then I get a text from David Kemp and he's there and he's, uh, oh, to David yeah. Kemp. that's right. God damn it. That's my boy. And he's like, where are you? I'm like, dude, I'm in the lodge. Uh, did you know he was going to be there? He had mentioned it like months oh, ago. No, that'd be cool if he just shows up. But then he wrote me the yeah. night before. Hey, I'm going to come out and do this thing. Yeah. He wrote me the like, night before. Like he's just coming to a picnic. <laughs> no, dude, it's a marathon. You can just show up for a marathon. Who just shows up for a marathon? He's in jeans. He's like, all right, man, let's do this. I'm ready. <laughs> a Triumph concert T-shirt and <laughs> jeans. Uh, so, so Colette's husband, Doug slash Kurt. Oh, Doug. He arrives with Steve. The train. Steve's a, Steve's the trainer. Steve's a trainer. He said right. he was going to be there, and he actually he showed Fisherman up. Fisherman Steve. And he comes over, and he's like, "Hi." He's like, "Who's ready?" Oh, who's he, ready come, he came out there to get her. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he gives us a fist bump, and he's just like, "Who's ready? Who's ready to get it out?" He looks at her. He goes, "I want you to come with me. I want to. Ta- I want to take you outside." And she stands up. He puts his arm around her. He gives her the talk. I, I guess he takes her out in the lodge. Her up. And uh, and I look at Kurt and I go, "I'm glad you guys are here." He goes, "Well, of course." And I go, "No, no. You. This was a really good moment for you to get <laughs> she here. She was going to hit me with a chair because I'm in the middle of convincing her not to do this." <laughs> and he's like, "What?" And I go, "It's a thing I do. It's terrible. I go, I don't, I don't mean to do it, but it's, I, I, it manifests itself when I don't want to do something. I will." I will basically act like a fucking dick until somebody doesn't want it. They say they don't want to do it. And then I can go, okay, well then let's get out of here. I mean, it's just, I go, I know I'm doing it. I'm trying to stop. So I'm glad you guys are here to be a buffer or whatever. And I'm going to shut the fuck up. And and of course he barely knows me. Like she listens to the show at least, but he's just, I'm saying all this to him. And he's just like, Oh, he's like, Oh Jesus. All right, man. I, I made you a steak. Remember that? We were friends on Wednesday. Remember when you kept calling me Doug? (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, and then Kem shows up with his girlfriend, uh, Jennifer, mm-hmm. who's going to be running the race. Now, here's the best part. Colette and I are both, you know, we're, it's live, life or death. You know what I mean? We're both just, we're just committing to this life-changing yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a big deal. And Dave is just like, yeah, this is great. And uh, I don't know if he's ever done one. I didn't, I didn't, I forgot to ask him. Jennifer's done nine. Well, she knows what's up. Jennifer's a badass. Like, she knows how to run these things. She's gotten, she, they, this year she's going for the, the triple medal. If you finish three of these in a calendar year, you get this special medal, and she's going for it. I was like, God damn, I dude. Want the special medal. So she comes to talk to Colette, and Colette is like, you know, and Colette's got a backpack with fucking Neosporin and water yeah. and electrolyte gummies. And I mean, she's just fucking prepared, man. And I'm just sitting there staring. I got like a thousand yard stare because I'm like, I do not, I'm just not ready. I don't want to fucking do this. I should tell you this when we arrived. On the, at the fairgrounds, before we even got into the lodge, before any of this took place, we had to sign a waiver. We had to turn <laughs> that in. And I was like, I said to her, because it, it turns out like when she's like, if yeah, you the, die, the rock carry, it's for other people's safety. Uh, she okay. goes, because if you drop the bucket off your shoulder, it'll mow down a bunch of people. And I said, well, they signed a waiver. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, man. I mean, if you, if you get hey, damaged, this happens. I do what I want. So goofy. So, I think it's a, a better a- obstacle if the, there's a chance you could get hit by rocks. A steamroller, a bucket like of rocks. Like in that MXC TV show when the rocks would come down that, yeah. that chute. That, Take shot at the calves? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so when we were walking in, I'm with Colette, and we're still quiet. You know, we're, we're, we just turned in our, we showed our IDs, they registered us, they put our wristbands on, and we took a walk, and there was a guy standing by a garbage can, and he had a, he had a red hat, and it said, Make Pizza Great Again. Oh, he's okay. And he was, uh, how do I describe him? He was a fire plug of a man. Does that make sense? In that he was only two feet tall and just as big around. Does that make, that make yeah, sense like to you? Like a thumb guy? He, yeah, he was like a thumb dude. He was like a, I would say he was a bulldog of a man, but he was more of a French bulldog of a man, like kind of a tinier version. Like one of those Fisher Price characters used to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Like a big round, just round yeah. all over the place. And uh, and he, we'd go walk and he goes, how you doing, folks? Good morning. And we're like, morning. And he goes, who's ready? Who's ready for a big ass race? And I'm like, uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't swear. He goes, who's ready for a big race? And we're like, yeah, I, I mean, we're ready. And guess, Colette's like, man. I'm ready. And he's like, all right, you know, this is the second one I've done of these. You know, I'm on vacation. I came out here just to do it. I did the beast Dude, the, in California. The thumb is a beast. I was in California. I did the beast. And I tell you what, I finished last in my age group, 50 to 59. I finished 58 out of 58, but that's okay because I finished it. He goes, but that was 12 miles. That was 12 miles in the heat in California and the elevation wore me out. It was Big Bear. And literally, I'm like, oh, so they have age group. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. That's okay. Cool. But I don't, I went, I don't even know who this fucking guy is. Why are you telling me any of this? I don't, I don't care. And, uh, and, and he's talking to me and Colette and he's just going, yeah, you know, it's a big race and da-da. And I'm, I'm, he won't stop talking. Then he goes, what team are you on? What kind what are you, what's your team? You're like, shut up. And we're like, I, the little, I said, little Schmidt, attaboy fit brigade. He goes, oh man, you know what? I'm a misfit. I'm like kind of here just on vacation by myself. I got no team. Can I join your team? No. Uh, and that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> But I recognize that, you know, he's being nice and we're all there to support and we're all being friendly. And I'm like, yeah, we could do that. That's cool. And he's like, all right, my start's at 830. We're at 845 a.m. And he goes, all right, you know what I'll do? I'll start on my race and I'll get up the trail and I'll find you. I'll find you out there and we'll hook up and we'll we'll be a team. And I go, all right, what's your name? And he goes, David. I said, hi, David, Mike, and this is Colette. And he goes, great. And And Colette's just like, oh, I'm excited. And he's like, you should be excited. This is the first day of the rest of your life. You're going to get out there. I mean, you thought Steve the trainer was positive? Yeah. This dude is Steve the trainer on on fucking like a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew. I mean, he's just, (laughs) he won't stop talking. He's all enthusiastic and inspired. And and I just don't get it. But that's fine. Good for him. So then we go to the lodge. We do our thing. We meet David Kemp. We meet Jennifer. And Jennifer says, uh, I've run nine of these. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And Colette's like, do you have tips? Do you have anything that you could tell us? And she goes, well, do you guys have mustard? <laughs> what? 
There's a hot dog stand like halfway through, and, and they don't I, have condiments. <laughs> and I, I don't even know what the fuck. The, and uh, Colette goes, oh, yeah, mustard. No, I don't have any. I go, why, what, what? Why mustard? Mm-hmm. And Jennifer goes, it's for cramps. Uh, she goes, if you, if you start cramping oh. up, uh, I hope not, because I okay. didn't have any of those. I, she said, if you start cramping up, uh, you just eat, you eat mustard, and your cramps really? will go away. She goes, I had a cramp the side, like a fucking sprock in my calf. Oh, jeez. And, uh, and I just ate mustard, and it went away. And you can, keep, you can continue at that point. And so she goes, I have extra if you want some. And Colette's like, yeah, because Colette's got the fucking you Felix the big Cat Ploxman. bag of trips. Yeah, exactly. Just a squirt, like a French <laughs> like bottle a of squirt of, in. Yeah, the French. <laughs> she had the packets, the ones you get at the fucking okay. store. So she whips ah, those out. Yeah, and go dumb and dumber on you. Gives them over to uh, to Colette and puts them in the bag. And now uh, and now time is ticking and we're getting closer. And guys are starting to run because there was a 7.30 heat and a 7.45. And we hear the guy outside and he's whipping everybody into a frenzy. And then it's 8 o'clock and then it's 8.15. And we're supposed to go at... 8:45 and Jesus Christ, I don't want to walk out there. I don't want to get in this thing. And I get to 8:30 and then I'm like, oh Was man. Is there a starting pistol? There's, there's a. They put you in like a pen. All right. Here, <laughs> I was going to say, if it's a starting pistol, you always act like you got shot. And fall <laughs> just down. fall down. Yeah. Uh, we get out there for our 8:45. Steve walks away with us and Kurt. And uh, your first obstacle of the race is there's a get out of the pen there's a get into the pen oh get into the pen there's a four foot wall you got to jump to get into the pen a four foot wall you have to jump over just climb over climb that's not so bad yeah four feet okay um i got a four foot vertical so all i have to do is just jump oh yeah you just you probably do a somersault over it no i wouldn't do ninja straight not no i wouldn't i wouldn't get carried away i don't you know uh so we get we get over to it and again i just in my head just seeing that wall Seeing all these people, it just—I had this weird PTSD back to the Warrior Dash because there's all these people, and they're all, you know, there's people with no shirts on, and they got everything written on their arms, and they're and they're all and their numbers, and they're all healthy, and they're wee hoo, this is great, and I'm um you dicks. So we get over to the wall, and Colette's just like, because you know Colette's a little shorty, and Mm -hmm. she's like, uh, oh, uh, and I go, well, you want me to help? Is there a ledge on top of it? You get on top of a wall, right? Well, no, it's. I mean, it's not. It's like that wide. It's. It's probably about. So the six idea is supposed to. You, you, you it's like to, you're jumping a fence. Okay, so you can. But it's a solid the, wooden. You yeah. couldn't do the fence hurdle where you like the a hurdle or pommel thing where you put two hands down and swing your legs up and over. It's four feet. I mean, again, maybe you you have a four. If you truly have a forty-eight inch vertical, no, good quite, for you. It's not quite forty. Uh, but but I mean, it's just you got to pull yourself with your body weight and throw okay, your legs throw up your over, leg it. over. I see. Yeah, because it's four it's feet. okay. So imagine if you're four feet. If you're five eleven, you're you're only your head's above the. So the idea is that if you got a good running start and you had a good j- jump, you could push use that momentum to get your arm straight, and then you could and slide throw your leg legs over the top. Yeah. Ostensibly, yeah, but there I is no it. running start at this wall because it's it's very congregated. Everybody's walking up to it to try to get in. Oh, I see. You can't go. Everybody, get out of the way. Dun, 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 dun. Right. You know, they're just you get like a drop step. That's yes. about all you got. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so Colette and I walk over, and you can boost people over the wall. Oh, do the the cup, cup your hands like. Well, it's funny you would mention that, David, because that's the first thing I thought when someone said, yeah. give somebody a boost, right? Yeah. So Colette and I get to the wall and I said, well, let's get you over and then I'll get over. Uh-huh. And she says, okay. Uh, and I said, she go, I go, I go, I got to give you a boost. And she okay. goes, yeah. And, uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm weird about being there. I'm tense because I'm not in shape. I'm weird about what's to come. I know that there, I'm dreading yeah, everything, stuff going on. but I'm like, all right, well, that, let's do this. Let's get Colette over the wall. One so I bend time. over and I clamp my hands together yeah. and I go, all right, let's go. And I hear, Hey, Hey. And I go, uh, and this guy comes over and he goes, what do you think you're doing? And this is a race volunteer 
who I can only describe as looking like he had just leapt off of a shaving cream can. (laughs) He's got a big bushy red beard and a big curly mustache. He's wearing a derby. (laughs) He looked like Big Bully Busick, who was a wrestler in WWE a million years ago. And he's just a like a big barrel-chested guy. So what guy in a derby yells at me? Like, it's, if you made Ireland into a person, it was this guy. <laughs> and he comes over, and he just goes, hey, what are you doing? And I said, well, she needs a boost. And he goes, you're giving her a boost like that? And I go, yeah. And he goes, when you deadlift in the gym, what's your form? I said, you, you use only your legs, and then you stretch back. And he goes, yes. And right now, you're using your back and your arms. She's gonna, you're, just gonna, you're not going to help her. You're going to hurt yourself, and the race hasn't even started yet. And I, you know me, um, don't embarrass me in front of a bunch of fucking people. Don't embarrass me in front of a bunch of fucking healthy people. And don't chew me the fuck out in the, in the, I'm already freaked the fuck out. And this guy comes to yell at me and he, and there's no question. He was yelling at me. Yeah. See that? I, yeah, yeah, I got it. So I, and he goes, you know what? You, you need better for, it's a knee. You give her a knee, you get up against the wall and you give her a knee. And I went fine, fine, dude, just shut up. Fine. Uh-huh. Cause I, I want, I wanted him to, cause I'm freaked out enough. Stop fucking yelling at me. And, uh, and she, so Colette takes, so he goes, get up against the wall. And I did. And I gave her a knee and she stepped on it and she got over. Uh-huh. And he looks at me and he goes, would you like a knee? Would you like, a, I go, pardon would, me? You, goes, would you like an elbow? He goes, do you want a knee now? And I went, yeah, why not? Cause I was hoping. Cause you wait, <laughs> you could crush his knee. I would turn his femur into fucking powder. I was like <laughs> waiting, waiting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do a backflip off it. Yeah. And, uh, and, but he, and so he got down uh, for a knee and I, I stepped on it and I got over the wall and, and I, you know, landed yeah. and I, me getting over walls is a very hard thing Okay, because I, I have athleticism, but I'm way too heavy to use it. So like I can land on my feet and I can use my arms to pull myself or push things and stuff. But my center of gravity is all from my fucking chin down on my balls. So that's what wants to hit the ground first. So I have to maneuver my body to try to make my feet land. And then it's a danger because, again, at 360, I'm hitting the ground. It's ankles and knees are absorbing that. And if I come down the wrong way, I could my whole fucking knee could give out. So it always freaks me the fuck out when I have to land. Yeah. So I come over the wall, and I land, but I land fine. And I land, and I look up. And uh, Colette and I are there, and then we're in the pen. And then they start with the speech. There's a guy with a microphone. He's like, oh, Spartans. Who's a Spartan here? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. That guy Who's yelled at me. So I, well, I've got to give myself over to it because I can't be – black cloud guy i have because look it doesn't make any sense to be hateful right away because i've got i've got at least three miles of this fucking thing to get through and you might you might be able to use the use the momentum and the positive stuff you could yeah so that's what i tried to do right, they started I'm, I'm with pumped, the, man let's go they started with the fucking talking and they're like aru 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 and everybody's chanting aru and so i'm yelling i'm like aru 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 what's aru uh, it's just, they're like, let's go. Let's hear you Spartans. Aru, aru. It's just like, like woof, woof, woof or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Barking. I don't know. You don't know, even know what you were saying. I don't give a fuck. I was Sheep. just yelling. There's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of healthy people yelling. I just got to go ahead yeah, and do you it. Yeah, you got to go with them. Uh, they obviously know what they're doing. They, don't they yell aru. They know what the hell's up. So I, I start doing the aru, aru, aru. And then who is a Spartan? We are Spartans. Who are Spartans? We are Spartans. And we're yelling. We're getting pumped up. And I'm looking at Colette. And they're like, who's ready for 845? Come on, my 845ers. We're going to make it around. It's going to say, ah. Everybody's yelling and chanting. And then uh, he goes, all right, and go. And uh, and everybody kind of jogs off. And we we walk a bit. And we get over the thing. And uh, and we're walking. So you're you're... The intention is for people to run this thing, right? 
Yes, but well, you're, no. It's your intention is to finish. This oh, so thing. it's not necessarily uh, the. It's not supposed to be. There's no like you have to keep moving. You have to run. You yes, there are for the professional people. Okay, so there are walking. It is not a big deal. Then. No, yeah, no. There's open heats where they don't care what you do. Okay, cool. But there are people who pay to enter and they're trying to win prize money. Yeah, so they got to follow more rules. Right, they so they might be in the 8:45 p.m. Th- or a.m. thing with us as well. And they're taking off. and they run. They yeah. fucking sprint because they're trying to get it over with. Uh, but we're just, we're in the open heat. So we're, we want to finish and finish well. So we start up the hill and we see people jogging and running. And, and it's funny that the further up the hill you get, the quieter it gets because you're getting away from the camp. And yeah, most people died by then, I would imagine. Well, no, they're just gone. Oh, they've, fine. they've left us behind, but I'm saying you can't even hear the camp with the DJ and the people yelling and all that shit. So <laughs> oh, we're just, it's a great gig. The DJ at the Spartan sprint. <laughs> The worst part is, dude, all, all playing all the rap music yeah. and uh, all of it deleted. All of it, you know, like they played an Eminem song and it sounded like he may have had the hiccups because it's just like he had to cut, yeah, had to cut every other fucking word out of it. Um, so we, we make our way up the hill. We're rolling. And uh, by rolling, I mean we're walking. Strolling. <sighs> yeah. We can have fun just strolling. And we, we did like... We had to go up like a, you know, we took a hundred steps and then we had to stop, you know, and, and so you stop and you breathe because we're going straight uphill. So you're, oh, it's a pretty good incline. Yes. It? Right. I mean, it's a ski slope. Oh, you're geez. literally walking up a ski slope. So we're walking up and uh, it just, it turns left. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen when we get up there. And I look at Bears. her and I look at Colette and I go, you know what, the, I, you know what the worst part of these things is? <laughs> and she goes, uh, what? And, I, and in my head, I go, don't tell her what the fucking worst part of these things is. Don't, because especially now, yeah. not in the beginning of the fucking race. Yeah, you yeah. want to tell her later, that's fine. But it was something I've had in my yeah. mind since the warrior dash. And I'll, I'll, I just was like, all right, don't tell her. You don't need to do that now. Uh, you don't need to pollute her brain. You're fucking excited. I go, I go, never mind. Let's fucking do this. Uh, so we walked and we stopped and we walked and we stopped and then uh, we kept going and then we get up to the top of the hill and there's uh, our second obstacle. This is the uh, six-foot wall. Oh, it's two knees. Yeah, and we had to do the four-foot wall earlier, but the six-foot wall is lurking and so we get up to the top and uh, as we're getting closer, we hear uh, a voice and uh, and there's someone going, all right, you, look at you, kiddo. Hey, soccer hairstyle, how you doing? All right, go ahead and get over the wall. High five right now. Take this. High five, everybody. Everybody's in the game. You know, I ran the beast in California last year. It's the thumb. David (laughs) is there. Waiting for you. And we come around the corner and he goes, Mike, oh, there, Colette, what's happening? Oh, my God, you're finally here. I knew you'd get here. There's my people. There's my team. Let's get it done. And, uh, and I said, Hey, Jesus, I didn't think you'd be here. And he's like, no, of course I am. I told you I'd be here. Let's do this. Come on. Let's get over these six foot walls. Uh, so with the six foot wall, I, you know, we, we gave Colette a knee and mm. she boosted up and you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> you got to pull yourself up. Yeah, I mean, it's, that, that one's a real that's one. That's considered that's it's your all, body it's, weight. It's, on it's, your yeah. Arms. It's a little shorter than me. So, uh, so again, I got, I, we got Colette over, we gave her two knees and then I got one knee from David and then you go around, you help him. You know, and then we got to the other wall. But before we got to the other wall, we waited. And then, dude, a golden retriever out of nowhere, a golden retriever runs up. And he's, he just. He wheezes in the doggy. Dude, he comes up to me and he just starts like, he's like. <laughs> and I, I'm dog crazy now. Like I want yeah. any dog I see, I just want to hug forever. So he. I would have went the other way. I would have punched him right in the face. That seems aggressive. It's just, probably. I mean, you know, think about it. You're all pumped up. The guy's got you hyped. Your adrenaline's pumping. You run a dog. <laughs> just floor him. Lay him the fuck out. Throw him over the wall. Just like ramble him. You know, you want a knee? Hey, Lassie, you want a fucking knee? Bam. 
I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. <laughs> well, I was clearly not in the zone because I saw him and I just started petting him. Yeah. And, and then uh, he sat by me. And by me, I mean, he literally sat yeah. on my foot. I can't and he move wouldn't a dog leave me. on me. And I was like, is this your dog to the, the monitor? And she goes, no, we don't even know whose it is. <laughs> it just kind of showed up. You won a prize. And the other monitor goes, well, but it looks like it's your dog now. And I'm like, and there, and David just goes, wow, he loves you. And I go, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, and so I'm petting him and I'm like, hey, doggo, I got to go. I mean, I wish I could go. If you want to come with us, you can. And he's probably not going to come with us. Uh, but then we get over the other six foot wall and then we uh, turn around and then there, there's just, now it's straight downhill. Okay. From the, from the uphill. But the thing is, <clears throat> I went into this. I mentioned that I was supposed to get a pedicure before I left Los Angeles because I have an ingrown toenail on my left foot. When you're walking downhill, you're sliding into the, your toes just bang into your shoe. So every time it hits it, I mean, it's, it just sings. You couldn't side shuffle. Well, I, yeah, of course I had to eventually, but I mean, but I mean, we're going again, imagine walking down a ski slope. Yeah. You you almost have to go sides because otherwise your momentum would. Well, especially me because I'm top heavy. So I'm trying not to topple over. So, but, but here's the thing. You're fighting an eternal battle with your brain. Your brain just wants to fucking get it over with. Your brain See, is like, let's being just dumb fucking move. Com- dumb, that's when being dumb comes in. No, being me. dumb was signing up for the fucking race. No, I'm saying you got to stay dumb, though. That's, <laughs> that's the key to any of those things. Stay well, unfor- dumb. Unfortunately, you can't stay dumb in the, in the heat and the hills. I, I mean, can have done some pretty dumb stuff in the heat. All <laughs> right. Uh, but, I, but I tried to, uh, you know, we're just going down the hill. And, you know, Colette and I both are, like I said, I want to hurry up. Because I want to get this fucking thing over with, but oh. I but I can't because I, you can't physically run down this hill because your momentum will get away from you and you're totally going to fall. Did the thought ever occur to you that um, if you just treated it as one thing at a time, it, it would make things better? Because well, that that would be a way to I think that would be a way to counteract that that feeling. Well, I'll tell you one thing: the Warrior Dash did that this thing didn't do was it didn't tell you the numbers of the obstacles. So at the Warrior Dash, when you knew there was like 19 obstacles, when you got to 16 in your head, you can be like, all right, this is going to be fine. But this didn't tell you the numbers of the fucking obstacles. See, in a way, that's... That can be work for you too, because you never know. You don't even know. You could be three quarters of the way done. No, or I could be never close to done ever in but a million years. But if you treat them at one, one at a time, you're it, yeah. And you just go infinitely, and you go, and you're yeah. in that race for the rest of your goddamn life, and you're pushing a boulder up a hill, and it rolls down. You got to keep doing the yeah, same thing. That's you're the Sisyphus of fucking ski slopes. I ain't no sissy. So I, I walk down the hill. We're going side saddle and fucking walking and trying to tiptoe down. And, uh, and we, we make it down to the bottom of the hill. And then there's a, uh, another obstacle. It's the vertical cargo net. Okay. Uh, it is. Like from stripes from John Candy's <clears throat> head stuck in the ropes? Yes, but it's a lot thicker. It's, it's more canvas than rope. Okay. And there, it's tighter. It doesn't have any play in the... So it's basically hand <clears throat> and feet climbing up. Yes. Okay. But you're climbing up 15 feet. Okay. Okay. Swing your legs over and go back down the other side, correct? Yes. Okay. But there's a bunch of other people doing it at the same time. So you have to keep your space right. Right. And you have and getting over, like I said, the hardest thing for me is getting over obstacles. Okay. When I did the warrior dash... Well, I gravity did, will help you with the other side. That's the problem. Okay. So <laughs> that's um, the downside. What comes up that's, must come down. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like I, <laughs> it's it's a very it's it. I don't like heights anyway. I mean, I was on a camel. I thought I was going to die. I mean, and and that's seriously. I was sitting on the camel. I'm like down, down, down. No, 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 because he was leaning forward, yeah, yeah. and I was I'm I'm just holding on. I'm waiting to face plant off this fucking thing. Because <laughs> also, when I was a kid, if you fell down, everything was fine. 
Now yeah. you fall down, you got a bruise that's there for eight months. No, I and know, it doesn't go yeah. away. Just things have fucking changed. So, and I just, I'm just scared. I mean, I'm strong, but my, I have a lot of weight. And if it go, if it shifts the wrong way, and I miss a rung, and I go toppling down, I'm just gonna flat back and fucking and hurt myself or somebody yeah, else. Yeah, the idea of you fall, you falling is not a good. I think it's for, infinitely yeah. scarier than even climbing. Like, yeah. I mean, just the falling part is is rough because you're dealing with the force of. Of the, your body weights. Well, I mean, either I'm gonna bre- I'm gonna break something. If I yeah. fall, I'm gonna especially from fucking 15 feet, dude. Yeah. So I I climb. I look at it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this. And Colette's waiting. She's and I like I'm with you. But I go. I might just tackle this thing. I might just do it. Because when I did the warrior dashes, they had those, and I would not. I climbed to the top, and then I climbed all the way down. You wouldn't go over. To no. Climb. And then I went to the other side, and I climbed to the top, and I climbed all the way down. That's I, private pileish, man. You can't be doing that. Well, I had to do something yeah. because I mean, I, I, do they care if you, if you're in the professional heat, well, obviously if you have to professionally, yeah, it, you well, you can to. skip an obstacle if you're in the professional heat, but they take points. Well, you, no, you have to do 30 burpees. <laughs> I can burp 30 times in a row. Yeah. No, you don't know what that is. It's a, uh, it's essentially a lunge into a push up. Oh yeah. So you, S- you sit squat thrust. Yes. You got to do 30 of those. I'd rather do that than fall off a bridge. Okay, well, twenty three times. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Right. It's like, yeah. so so they there's there's deterrence to keep you from skipping. Things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and so that's if you're in the in the mud. But, in but if you're a normal mic, person, you can you can do whatever the fuck you want. So theoretically, you could just went around everything. Yes, <laughs> that's what I would have done. Yeah, but then it's still a four and yeah. a half mile walk. I can you know walk I mean? four miles um, without all that stuff in the way. So that's uh, I, I I said fuck this. I'm just doing this carbon yeah. net. I'm not Knock even this I'm, net out. I'm gonna because that was the challenging thing for me because I knew I couldn't do that at the Warrior Dash. Was it backing down the other side? Yes, that was screwing with yes. you. Yes, because I had to get to the top, and it's only uh, it was probably only about two feet the girder. Okay, so so you have I've got to try. It. Yeah, and I've got to straddle that and then get my leg over and and fix it into a rung and then get the other leg over while I'm holding yeah, on. You need Matthew Modine to help you. Uh, right, get the shoot out there, get yeah. some fucking log carries. But no, I, I meant from Full Metal Jacket when he was trying to help Private Pile get over that. Oh, thing. all right. Yeah, yeah. Private Pile couldn't do that either. No. Well, no, I... He, he really had a hard time. Well, I... It, uh, was, it was sad. But, well, I did... I, I said, fuck this. I'm just tackling this. I'm just going to do it. So I I went into it and, and I climbed up and I, I, was, I was just... And I... Because the strength things I was confident in, um, you know, the, the, the running stuff was, it was a little different, but strength but, stuff I was going to be okay But in. it's a different kind of strength stuff. But this is just pulling, this is, my pulling legs and your, arms are really strong. It's but just, it's pulling your body, pulling your body weight into stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, like later on there were monkey bars and I mean, I, not even a shot. I got no chance at that. Well, yeah, because that's the full, that's, can you you know, deadlift 300 some pounds that you're basically holding your body weight with well, those I mean, arms. I, I honestly, I think I could deadlift one 300 pounds once. Yeah. But you got to do that's, that's what I'm saying. I got to go across an entire thing of monkey bars. Yeah. Uh, but Man, monkeys are strong. Oh, dude, they'll fuck you up. Like, uh, yeah. uh, well, I should tell you, there were they named of, the bars. There after were orangutans in this race and they were just they were <laughs> lamp, fucking lapping everybody. <laughs> so, uh, be like you. sure enough, I, I, I just fucked this. I'm tackling it. So I went and I just started climbing, 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 conquered the net. Well, well, I got to the top. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm, I'm looking down. Oh, bad and it's that thing yeah. where I'm, I'm staring down and I just. You know, it, it's in my head. I'm going, man, this is fucking high. I mean, with because there's nothing behind me and nothing in front of me. Yeah, you're just on the top, and so I'm now I'm up there and I'm holding onto the girder, mm. 
And uh, meanwhile, David's on the other side. He's come on, Mike, come on over. Just put one leg over and Wait, go ahead. Some and put guy, some guy is. Yeah. All right. And uh, he's giving me some chatter and he's telling me to fuck. Yeah. I can do it and stuff. And and I'm like, God damn it, I don't know if I can do this. I'm fucking. I. And then I look over and there's a like a 55 year old woman who, who just she's just made out of silly putty and biscuit dough. Yeah, and she gets to the top, and she's just as scared as I am. Oh, okay, I thought she was gonna smoke you, and I said that's a motivation. Right and there. she's got friends down there with David, and they're going, "Come on, just one leg over, one leg over, just come on, just one leg over." Walk the wall, walk the wall, man. And she throws her leg kind of over, and she kind of she's like flat front on the on the girder, mm-hmm. and then she, they're like, "Put one leg in the wrong," and they're they're coaching her yeah. through it, and I'm watching her do it, and I'm like, "I could do that. I can do this. I can fucking do this. That I can do." And, uh, and so I got on the girder and I, I put my leg over and the thing is I had to inch and inch because my leg just, you know, buries itself in the, my, like right by my crotch kind of hugs yeah. into the fucking girder and my left leg comes over and I put it in a rung and I'm, I'm, I'm holding tight onto the girder before I shift my weight because I have to make sure it's fully you have to in the sure rung. make sure your foot is where yes. it needs to be. So I'm cheating and I'm trying to get it over and over and over. And finally I get a, fo- a solid foothold of my left. And David's like, come on, one more leg over. You just got to get it done. One more leg. And, uh, and I, th- I th- take my leg and I ease it over and I put it in a rung and then you're done. Yeah. You, you know just, what I mean? Yeah. And then it's just, you just back the fuck down and you climb down. The whole thing was getting over the top and I yeah. fucking did it. I fucking nailed it. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Cause I couldn't do that at the warrior dad. I got no place else to go. It was awesome. I was fucking thrilled. Cool. And, uh, and then Colette, she went up and she just fucking tackled it, crushed it, got over the top and finished. It was just, it was, she's just a badass right, dude. So net, net is conquered. Did the vertical cargo. So then we go and we walk up a fucking hill again. And I mean, what's with the hills, man, dude, cause the worst part they would do is there'd be a hill. And, and another hill. Well, that's what I'm saying. There'd be a divot <laughs> in the hill, which meant there was a hill built into the fucking hill. Like you fucking I think bastards. that's plural. I think those are hills. Nah. Most hills are close together. Yeah, no, this was a small, really small divot with a hill within a hill. It was just not, it was just, oh. it was not good. It was not optimum. That's Viet Cong kind of shit. Yeah, right? right? So I, I was, I, so I climbed up the hill and we're just, and I'm. I'm holding tight. We're doing the best we can. And, and, uh, you know, Colette's fine. She's drinking water. We electrolyte gummies. David is high-fiving everybody within a fucking five mile radius. We're moving, we're rolling. And then we get to this thing called the hurdles. Now this is a, like a five foot. It looks like a traffic horse, like a hurdle. Yes. But it's five feet. And the top isn't like a flat bar. Okay. It, it looks like an obelisk. So it's like a triangle like this with the point at the top. Okay. So it's a trick because when you think you've got your leg over it, the top won't allow your weight to just, it doesn't let your momentum go because yeah. the top stops you. You've got to use your body strength to push over and get yourself over the thing. So we lined up and, uh, and I said, all right, let's go, David. And I helped, I gave David a fucking knee. And he's like, all right, let's go. How do you, you know, and it just, yeah. cause David, dude, he wouldn't stop high-fiving everybody, talking to everybody. It was like, if you were, if you were on your way to Mordor, <laughs> And you just met like the happiest elf on the, on the road. And then it was like, and he's just talking and he's like, Hey, can I go on your adventure? And you're like, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Let's go. You know, we're going to Mordor, right? He doesn't care. He thinks it's the fucking greatest. And he also had this thing that he kept saying was, uh, raviolis and a nap, raviolis and a nap, raviolis and a nap, which is a running cadence. Raviolis okay. and a nap. Ra- like, you know, if you're in the Marines, ooh, rah, ooh, ooh rah, rah, whatever. Yeah. So he's got, he just, whenever people would run by, he'd go raviolis and a nap, raviolis and 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 he just everybody's high fiving him. Everybody's hanging out, and he just I can't handle all that. I don't even know why he chose me and Colette. It was bananas. So we get to these hurdles. We get David over. We get Colette over, 
and then it's time to get me over. Wait, did David Kemp run this thing? David Kemp did run this thing with uh, Jennifer. As okay, so they were in another heat then, right? They yeah. were after me, but then they okay. they passed us <laughs> at the cargo. <laughs> I didn't want to get ahead of me, but I was just wondering where Kemp is and all. Yeah, that. we got we went at eight forty five. They went at nine fifteen. They caught us at the cargo net. <laughs> hey, what's happening? <laughs> Zip right <Yeah>. over. <laughs> So, because not not many of your musician types are athletic. That's, that's he's got he's like yeah. got hair down past his shoulders, yeah. man. He's just like it was like watching Randy Rhodes run this race, <laughs> or those burnout guys in high school that were really good at like kickball. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I didn't know you were athletic. I thought you just stunk of weed. The uh, so we get to this this the hurdles and uh, we get them over. And now it's my turn. So I get a knee, and there's nothing to brace the knee on. Mm-hmm. There's no wall because it's a traffic horse. Yeah. So uh, so I, I look at David. I go, is this safe for you? And he's like, yeah, come on. Let's do it. Big Mike, let's go. Let's oh, roll. Oh, you busted my knee. And, uh, and I, I step up on the knee, and I go to plant, and his whole leg collapses, and he goes underneath <laughs> the fucking hurdle. <laughs> uh, he just gives way, dude. Oh, no. He falls underneath the hurdle. and you I'm killed and I, the thumb. And I'm like, and I go, oh, my fuck. I go, dude, I'm so sorry. And he's, oh, I'm good, I'm good. And I go, no, I do. <laughs> And he goes, no, come on, let's go, let's do this. And he puts his knee out again. I go, no, I just, I just Other folded knee. you like a fucking bath towel. This isn't happening. You're embedded. Yeah. And and he's just like, no, man, I'm I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's get rolling. <laughs> that guy immediately regrets everything decision no. he made up to that. Point. But that was the thing. Yeah, he, didn't. he didn't care. He completely. He was like, no, man. He was an optimist. It was. And I'm like, I don't. Whatever. Good for you. Man, those people uh, give me the willies. So he put his knee out again, and this time I grabbed it and uh, I flipped over. And I got caught by the triangle and it started to throw me back because I couldn't get my weight over it. And I'm like, uh, I'm struggling, struggling. And then they shoved me. They kind of pushed me. I was like, all right. And I go over the top and uh, <laughs> and I'm out of control because I don't have control of my weight. And they helped me over it. Yeah. And I, I come down right on my back and, oh. my, and my hip. Oh. Five foot drop flat back onto my, onto oh, my hip and back. dude. And... Did you ever see the video on the internet <laughs> with the woman who's stomping the grapes, the grapes. and she falls on the ground? Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> that that came flying out of me, dude. That because noise. Because when she fell, you thought for sure she shattered her collarbone yeah. and her spine, but oh, it turned oh, out oh, she oh, got oh, the wind oh. knocked out of her. Yeah, yeah, but that's so that's but, what happened to me. Yeah, you get the wind knocked out of you, you make all kinds of weird noises. Well, there's nothing you have no control yeah. at that point. So <laughs> I mean, it's just going I just go <laughs> And I sit up and I'm like, oh, and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you turn but, the loop. But, but I, but I knew I wasn't good. You knew you messed up because, uh, now my back is loose and, uh, my, my back is a problem. <laughs> you anyway. mean shattered? Is Maybe. Shattered? Could have been. Uh, but, I, but I mean, I, 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 my back's a problem anyway, cause that's where all my weight is. So if I'm even standing up for any long period of time, Your back I start to feel yeah. it real bad in my lower back. I mean, it's it's not a it's just muscles because they're holding in my giant fucking gut. So when I hit the ground, I knew because I sat up and I kind of shifted one way. And right when I shifted, I went <laughs> and like it just involuntarily pushed air out of me. So then for the rest of the fucking race, we'd be walking and I just go and I go, I'm not doing that on purpose. I swear to God, it's involuntary. And they're like, it's OK. Hang in there. So fucking bad. You try to work it as you're talking. I'm waiting. So I make it over the hurdles. Now there's more hills, more up, more down. Just you're. Were you in the Alps? By dude, any chance? It, it was. I I don't know how there. I, it just it must have been moguls for skiing because also there was no path. 
it was rocks and craggy and, and you know, it's not like a flat sidewalk. I mean, you're just trying to step on shit. It was so fucking bad, dude. So I'm driving, I'm not driving, I'm walking. <laughs> and then we get to, uh, the next one was the plate drag. All right. Which is, uh, they basically had 90 pounds on a, on a, a like a, attached to a rope on a sled. sled. And you had to drag it all the way down to the end. And then go to the front and then use the rope and drag it all the way back. Oh, and then leave it for the next. Right. Yeah, and it okay. was less for women than it was for men. But I, I just. So you have to. Yeah, you just fucking grab it. And but I'm this one. I was like, oh, I'm going to crush this one. And I did. I fucking yeah. nailed it. I walked up. I walked it all the way to the end. And I just fucking foom, 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 clank, you know, and yeah. then I got Colette through hers. And uh, and I actually and then I got to cheerlead some other people. I got to help them through theirs. It felt like a because that was the obstacle where I was like, oh, I could do this all day. Yeah. This is a plate hoist race. I'm just fucking killing everybody in the fucking business. <laughs> um, so I got I got done with the plate drag and then we roll and, and I'm like and then we start to come around. And now we're in view of the we're see, we're out of the, the hill and we're coming down and we're coming to the camp. So at the camp, you know, you can see that I start to hear the music again, the DJ. We start to hear mm-hmm. people and I'm like, oh, civilization. Maybe we're almost done. This would be great. So we come all the way down and we get down and there's a thing called the Hercules hoist. Oh man. And, uh, it's, that sounds awful. It's, it's like a a hundred pound sandbag. Right. And it's on a rope and you've just got to pull it until it it hits a hundred feet. And I look at it and I'm like, I know there's gotta be a trick to this, right? I'm like, all right, there's something going on. And I watch other people that are using all their body weight and this stuff. And then David comes over and goes, there's a trick to this. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm like, is there really? He goes, yeah, you got to do this. You got to hoist it down and then you step on the slack of the rope. So when you step on the slack, it doesn't fall down. And he says, you're still there and you can pull with your arms, but you're holding it down with your foot. So you're not always supporting the weight with your two arms. I go, oh, okay. Well, I, and I go, I pull it down and I pull it and I step on the rope and I go like this. He goes, yeah. He goes, you just grab it. And we pull it. And he goes, all right. And you pull and he's pulling it and I'm pulling it and he's pulling it and I'm pulling it. And then we get it to the top and he goes, oh, you did it. I'm like, I didn't fucking do it. You did half of it. And mm-hmm. he goes, don't worry about it. I got to the top. We're all good. Hey, uh, all right, everybody. High five. Rabbit, yo, he's on a nap. Rabbit, yo. And he just walked, runs off. I'm like, you did my Hercules hoist, man. That was not, a, that was more of a Samson hoist. That was more of yeah. a, that was more of a Loki hoist I just did. <laughs> That's teamwork. But he, and, and then Colette did it. And I, I stepped with Colette the whole time. She put her gloves on. And I said, there's, you know, David, and there was a woman who came by who showed her the trick. And then she, and she killed it. Dude, Colette killed every obstacle that she, she tried. She just fucking destroyed them. It was so good. Uh, you know, she was prepared. She was ready. Yeah. Even though she was hurting, she was ready to do it. So, uh, so we do the Hercules hoist and then we walk down into civilization and then there's the A-frame cargo net. Okay. So remember the one that was vertical? You had to go up and then over and down. These are This is an A-frame. So you go higher. all the way to the top and then you got to get over and then climb all the way down. But it's higher. Uh, and it's at an incline. So... Yeah, it's coming down. It's not as easy as just exactly. dropping with gravity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was, I was emboldened by my attack of the first one. So I just fucking dove into it. I started climbing up and uh, we were down by the camp. So Doug showed up with a camera, Kurt, her husband, and he's underneath the cargo net and he's filming as I'm climbing. And I'm like, and I literally got to the top and I looked down at him and I go, dude, you got to go right under me. So my sweat hits the lens. And he goes, it already did. And I'm like, oh, dude, I got to see that angle. And I was excited and I fucking threw myself over. And then when I threw myself over the A-frame, I felt my back go. And I'm like, because I'm trying to support my fucking weight. So I climb down the A-frame cargo and I'm roll. I'm just and I get down to the bottom. I killed it. And then Colette does hers. We keep moving. 
we hit the monkey bars and both Colette and I are like, yeah, we're not doing the monkey bars. That's not going to happen because uh, yeah, we just tough. can't, that's couldn't tough. do it. But now we're, again, we're down by civilization. So I figure, all right, man, this is perfect. We're down in civilization. This is great. Uh, and we get past the, the monkey bars and there's a sign and it says two miles down. Uh, mean you mean you, you've already done two miles. We've done two miles, but I don't. Like I, I told you, so I thought it was going to be a 5K and I'm like, oh man, we only got like a mile and, and something left. And David goes, no, it's more. I go, no, it's, it's a 5K. So it's like three and a quarter miles or three and one, four miles, like pi or whatever. And he goes, no, it's, it's four and a half miles. So you're not even halfway no, done. No, I'm not even halfway done. My back is fucked. I'm pouring <laughs> sweat. My feet are banged up. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in bad. I'm, it's bad. I, I don't know how to fucking handle it. And then my brain starts fighting with me because I'm not even halfway done. So I'm like, holy fuck, I got two and a half miles of this left. Cause I'm gassed. I mean, I, I like, I can barely move now. Mm. Uh, so then we come to the bucket brigade, which is where you <laughs> have to carry rocks. And dude, the men have to carry 75 pounds of rocks up a hill and down a hill. And I walk over to it and I go, I, I'm just, I just said, fuck this. I threw it on my shoulder. Yeah. And I started walking up the hill and they yelled, eh, black t-shirt, you can't use your shoulder. So I lowered it down to my chest and I carried it against yeah. my chest. Or you should have said, or what? Yeah. You gonna throw me out? Uh, Good. I get to go home then. <laughs> if I get kicked out of here, it's not my fault. Yeah. And then I, I made it, you know, two thirds of the way up. I had to wait and I made it the third way up and David's up there just sitting on his bucket. Ah, I was waiting for you, Mike. Glad to see you here. Ha ha. Was he real or was he like Tom Hanks? Could have been polar, the Greek Zoo. I have no idea. Like the just, Polar Express where he just appears as a yeah. hobo out of the snow. Just shows up, high fives everybody and bails. It's the Greek Zoo. <laughs> just on my shoulder. Yeah. So uh, I get to the top and then I'm like, well, fuck this. And I throw it on my shoulder because they can't yell at me at the top of the hill. And then I just powered the whole way down the hill. I didn't have to stop because downhill is a hell of a lot easier, especially carrying the fucking 75 pounds. Uh, but then we got down there and then I, I actually sat down because I was waiting for Colette. Ooh, bad move. Yeah, that's a bad move, David. Uh, because then my back stiffened up yep. and my legs stiffened up. Yep. And, uh, and then we started walking and uh, all of a sudden my calves started spasming. Like you could see them. Yeah, I, you could I, see the twitching. I'm bent over, like holding my like knees. Scanners. And I showed, I showed Colette, and she goes, "Well, you got to eat some mustard." <laughs> I got the cure for that. And I'm like, "Oh man, I don't." And she's like, "No, it's fine. It's supposed to work right away." And so I tore the pack off, and you just put the whole pack in your mouth and just slide it out, you know, with your yeah. tongue, and then you swallow it. Did and, it work? Uh, well, it worked in the moment. Because you were saying this is awful mustard and you forgot about your leg. Well, that didn't help. But also, right. I mean, but I still got two and a half fucking miles to go. <laughs> How so, much mustard? We got yeah, to get a child's waiting pool full of mustard. So I'm, I need I'm, a keg of mustard. Yeah. And and, uh, and so she gives me that. And then we went and we continued. And, and uh, both of them, both my calves started seizing up. Uh, and then and then I my hamstrings were they tightened Do up they and then, like in you know marathons where there's people on the side handing you water there Is were it, water checkpoints so you could you could hydrate during yeah. this thing as a matter of fact i should mention that after the bucket brigade right like i was pretty wiped out and i was waiting for colette yeah. and uh and a guy comes over and he goes here he goes you know you gotta you gotta make sure you stay hydrated yeah, you, should, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't sit down because you're gonna stiffen up and he hands me a water like a bottle of water uh-huh. and he handed me some electrolyte candy oh cool and that man was a big red bearded guy wearing a derby see he was looking out for you I don't know if he was real either. I could have been hallucinating yeah. all these motherfuckers. This sounds like odds. <laughs> you got midgets, derbies. After you know that, what I think, though? We sponsor this thing. We get on. We sponsor one of these obstacles, and we change that bucket brigade to the shit bucket brigade. 
You carry a bucket of shit up a mountain. Carry a bucket of shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. The shit brigade. We're, we're pretty much we're all. Gonna, everybody's carrying a bucket shit everywhere <laughs> we go. Anyway, I am gonna somehow get this. Some shit brigade somehow is gonna get made somewhere. Uh, so we so we made it there, and at that point, uh, my legs killed me. My back. I just I was I was walking. And so doing what the do you think about this mustard thing? I thought it worked in the moment. Okay. Did but it? again, as we kept going, I yeah. had to eat, I had to eat uh, another shot of something. mustard. It wasn't just a wives tale. No, it, it, yeah. I thought it worked, but again, my you legs were Dijon pretty fucking fried. Would do better. I possibly, perhaps a spicy, maybe you get a spicy mustard. That, in there. Yeah. Like to get it. A great Poupon. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> great Poupon just gives you like a dune buggy and it drives you to the end of the race. <laughs> it just fucking fixes. It's too fancy. Me. Can you just lift, <laughs> give me a drive? Give me a lift. So then we roll and it's me, her, and David. And there's there's like another wall. There's a rope climb. There's a fucking seven foot wall. Uh, there's a barbed wire thing. And I can't, I, the barbed wire thing was even on the ground and I couldn't do it because you had to climb uphill under barbed wire. It's like if it's flat, I could make it happen. Oh, but I just, see. Yeah. You had to literally fucking, you know, belly crawl like a green beret underneath the fucking barbed wire. And I'm just like, I just, my body gave out, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't do that obstacle. My fucking groin, every, everything was just fucking fried. Uh, so the barbed wire finishes and it took Colette forever. It took her a good 20 minutes to get done with, yeah. the, with that. And she even said, it's going to take me a while. And I go, I don't yeah. care. I'm right here by mm-hmm. your side. Let's fucking do this. So we finished the barbed wire. And then I look at the top and there's a straight hill. There's a hill that goes straight fucking up. And I'm like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> so we walk up this hill and we, we, we come around and it turns out it goes into the forest. <laughs> Now we're in the forest and uh, <laughs> the fire shade. swamp. There's shade at least, but there's no path. It's just a forest. You're walking over rocks and hills and and broken logs, poison and, ivy. Yeah, poison bears. Dude, it's it's death. It's total death. So there's no like even there's no like worn path even from the people no, that have gone before. No, it's I mean it's but yes the path that's there is straight mud. Okay, so it's slick. So if you step in it the wrong way, you slide yeah. down the hill. So we're making it through and it's me, her and David and, uh, and Colette's just like, this is terrible. This is terrible. And I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. I, I, it's so fucking. And I looked at her and I, and I looked at David and I go, you know, it's funny. I go, I was going to tell her earlier what the worst part of this race is. And, uh, I go, I'll tell her now, you know what the, you know what the worst part of these races is? Yeah. And Colette's like, what? I said, uh, knowing you can't turn back when you find out you're in a position where there's no escape. I said, because right now we're about two and a half miles into this race with at least two, two, and a half, two and a half left to go. Yeah. And we're sitting in the woods with no chairs, no, just logs and nowhere to stand. Yeah. People are running by us. We got to get out of their way. And one wrong move, you tumble all the way down there. I go this and we're trapped. Like we, I said, we could just, you know, build a shed here and live here forever <laughs> if we wanted to. You guys just want to camp out. But, but you're just, you, the realization, and it's, it's for me, that's the thing. It's the mental battle of the realization of going, and now I, you can't just tap out. It's now there's I, a commitment there. There is no, I can leave whenever I want. No, because yeah. I, you can leave at the obstacles. Yeah. Because they'll say to you, are you okay? We can call a car or something. Yeah. But when you're in the middle of nowhere, like in the yeah. middle of a hill, and there's nothing but hill ahead of you. You're in no man's land. You yes, got to go. You have to go. Yeah. And you can't go backwards. So in the forest, we had to gingerly <laughs> tiptoe through. We found a wizard. I wish. I, we had to tiptoe through everything. We had to fucking go and sit on logs. And, uh, <laughs> and then, I, dude, I'm on a hill, right? I sit on a fucking log. Day after and day. I flop down, 
And sure enough, I topple over backwards, ass up, and I go rolling down the fucking hill. And fucking David grabs me. I try to grab vines and I stop myself. I cut my leg. And I stand up and I'm, I'm just like, I fucking hate this. I fucking hate this. And I'm trying not to say it out loud because I don't yeah. want to bother Collette or Dave. I'm just, David's being, and still David being unbelievably positive. This is great. We got the shade. This is great. We love leaves. I'm like, oh my God. So I, le- I and I was happy to have him because he, he added this injection yeah. of positivity. But I literally, in the forest, I leaned over and I looked at Colette and I go, I like David, but I'm going to punch him right in the fucking face. It's like that Footprints poster. Those times that you only saw one set of footprints, that was David. It car- was David. Carrying you yeah, through the woods. Yeah, he made sure woods. you were fine. He might, he might not be real. Uh, he's not. I'm just saying, I'm really starting to think that this was some sort of very apparition. We made it through the forest. It took forever. It, that had to take 40 minutes. Oh, I, you know, I didn't even tell you this. When we came out by the, when we came down by the fucking, the, the Hercules hoist and the A-frame cargo, yeah. when I said we finally saw camp. Yeah. It was 11.15. So you had two... Two and a half hours. To go two... To go almost two miles. That's a, we a were mile an 1. hour. 1.8 miles, yeah. And you were uh, going one mile an hour. Yeah, and we'd only... We'd only we were at our seventh obstacle. <laughs> How fast were you going? One mile an hour. One. We get into the forest. We finally... I mean, it took, it took easily 45 minutes to get out of the forest. And then we get out of the forest... <laughs> And it's just, and it's another straight downhill thing. And my feet are fucked, man. I'm ruined. And, uh, and we start walking through this wide open field and at least there was a breeze. I'll tell you what, the weather changed from Wednesday. <laughs> it was a dry heat. Well, dude, fucking Wednesday was, de- no, it was only 80 degrees. Yeah, no, I, I mean, mean, Wednesday it was 99 oh, and hundred percent humidity. We, we, we would have been dead. Yeah, I would have that, never made yeah. it up the first fucking hill. That's seriously, that you can get brain damage doing that shit. You can get all damage doing that. Fuck yeah. your brain. Uh, but sure enough, we start, we, we move forward and, uh, we're walking through this wide expanse, this valley and Colette starts to slow down and she starts kind of wobbling and she's like, yeah, no, this is so bad. This is just bad. I can't do this anymore. And I looked at her and I go, what's wrong? And she's like, my legs, I just, they're, they're seizing up like my quads. I don't know what's going on. Well, that's an awful feeling. And I said, well, that's, I said, this is bad, but Black Cloud Mike saw an opportunity. Well, let's just go home then. There's a baloney stand right there. We can leave. We were walking up to the, the sandbag, Gary. Uh-huh. So I knew, I looked at her and I said, uh, I said, are you okay? And she goes, I'm, I don't know. I'm really not. Like, I can't, I can't walk. I can't move. I said, well, I, you know, do you want me to call? I, I can go to the person and she'll call. And she goes, No. I go, well, no, she could carry a, well, go, if you want a cart or something, she's like, no, I'm finishing. I'm fucking finishing this. Yeah. She goes, but I can't move. I don't know what to do. And she started to cry. Aw. And, uh. Did you go Samwise Gamgee on her? I don't know what that means. You picked her up and carried her? No. All right. No. Instead, I leaned forward because she was leaning forward and I looked her in the face and I got right in her ear. And, uh, what's funny? I was going to say, you got right in her face and you said, let's go home. Let's leave. Let's get out of here. Tap out, baloney. Uh, no, I, I can't carry it, but I can carry you. I put my, I, I just put my face right in her face and I got in her ear and I said, you're going to fucking do this. 
You're going to make this happen. You're not even going to fucking worry about it. We're going to get to the sandbag carry. You can sit down. We're going to stretch your quads. We're going to stretch you out. And you're going to make this because you're going to fucking do it. Because you know what? You need to get mud on that tattoo. You need to get that tattoo finished. And you've done so fucking great all the way up till now. You're not going to let your body beat you. You're going to beat your fucking body. We're going to get over here. We're going to stretch. We're going to take as much time as we need to. But I'm here. I'm at your side. You got to take my arm. You want to hold my hand. You want to climb on my back. We're going to fucking finish this thing. Dun, 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 dun. They sure heard the music then. Yeah. Sure the Rocky music? Mm-hmm. I guess so. And uh, got her fired up. And and she, you know, tears in her eyes, and we got to the sandbag carry. And she looked at it, and she's like, I could do this. And I go, yeah, you, you can. I said, you know what? You, I don't want you to hurt yourself. I go, I want you to stretch out first. So she sat down, and she she did her quads, and she we ate some electrolyte gummies. Yeah. Uh, and as we're sitting there, she's stretching out her quads, and I'm sitting next to her in the grass. David is high fiving everybody, and I was going to say that's when you need David to swoop in. Well, no, that's I, what I, makes me think he was. I did a pretty good job. Oh, I'm not saying you didn't, but you, you know, that's proof right there that Dave's not real. Well, David wasn't real. No, David was off talking to everybody else while he's high fiving everybody. Were talking while I'm talking to Colette, because I because he wasn't aside. there, man. All right, so uh, we sit down. And, uh, and she's trying to get stretched out and she's doing the, you know, she's remembering, it was really cute actually, because she's remembering everything Steve taught her. She's yeah. like, Steve told me to do this and Steve told me to do that. And she's doing it, you know, point your toe and roll your ankle and then swing your quads over. And uh, and as we're sitting there, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm sitting there and my legs all just at once, like a fucking symphony orchestra hitting their first like note, like the last note in day in a life. <laughs> my legs all seize up. My calves divot. They start shaking. My fucking, my thighs start shaking. And I'm, I go, cramps, cramps. And I have to try to stretch them out. And mustard! People come running over and they go, who's got mustard? We need mustard. We need mustard. <laughs> and uh, Colette had mustard in the pack and she gave it to me and I, and I ate it really fast. But it, I mean, you could see my fucking calves were just doing twitching and undulating. Yeah. I mean, it was fucking brutal. And I'm laying there and I'm, I'm trying to stretch myself, but I can't find any because to stretch my calves, I had to try to lean over and then my groin muscles would go and then my ab muscles would go because it's just a cascading it's failure. The whole fucking thing is calling, coming apart, man. You're surprised you didn't shit yourself. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, hold on. We're not there yet. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> right. You're still more of the course. You've revealed the end of the show. I'm sorry, man. I knew I was going to screw it up. <laughs> you shit so, yourself. Sure enough, I... Uh, I finally get to stand up and I'm standing there waiting for my legs to calm down and Colette gets up and we move on. And, uh, and, and, you know, just negotiating the terrain was bad enough. We're, we're walking through and there's more uphill, more downhill, more mud. And, and it was just fucking brutal. We finally come upon an obstacle called rolling mud and, uh, rolling mud is you, <laughs> you roll down some mud, you roll into a pit. That's got about four feet of muddy water. Oh, Jesus. And then you climb out onto an island and then you roll into another pit that's got four feet of muddy water. And then you climb out of that and you roll into another pit that's got four feet of muddy water. And then you duck under and you swim under a wall and you emerge on the other side. Is that when you say roll, they want you to, you roll down and then you walk through the water? You can walk. You can, oh. yeah, you can ford through the river if you want. Yeah. But the problem is there's about three feet of mud at yeah. the bottom of it. So when you step in, you go in up to your ankle and it tries to tear your shoes off. I see. Your body weight works against you because it yeah. just wants to suck you to the bottom. Mud sucks. So you're trying not to get pulled down, but you've got to get across. You have to walk. You can't swim. Yeah. Um, so, and, and even getting into the water is a fucking trip because you're trying to walk into it, but the mud is too slick and you can't tread or nothing on your shoes. Yeah. Both Colette and I fell and tumbled into the fucking water. I fell in. <laughs> I'm in up to my neck. <laughs> oh, 
Jesus. So I'm just sitting there and then I'm Your reaching. I'm trying to reach for purchase and there's nothing but oh, mud. Oh, God. And she falls in and there's mud and we're trying to oh, climb out. Oh, man. You just when you had, you thought you got your cramps under control, you're in mud. Well, and then so we get into there and I go to climb out the first island and Colette gets over. She, I'm able to push her out of the mud and she's on the first island. So I'm going to climb out. And I can't get any sort of purchase. I can't get any balance on the bottom of the, because all the mud slides out. I can't push off. So I can't use my leg strength, uh, whatever leg strength I have left. <laughs> I can't grab anything because there's nothing to grab. It's all all mud. Yeah. So I, and I'm literally getting, I'm being floated out. Like there's a current because my fat ass fell in it and spun the whole fucking thing up like a goddamn whirlpool. <laughs> so I'm getting spun around and getting carried out and I'm trying to get grasped. And some guy, he's like 5'8". He comes over and he goes, I'm going to help you, man. Let's go. Let's do this. And I should tell you, that was something that happened all the time on the trail. People are going, you're in this. Don't worry about it. Anytime we have to stretch or bend over, people go, you okay? All right, man, you're going to do this. You're going to finish this. There's a million people at home who aren't doing this, and you're going to fucking finish it, man. I mean, everybody was fucking great. They were all so cool. So this dude climbs up on the island. He goes, give me your hand. And I go, dude, I'm going to yank you right back into the water. He goes, come on. Not not on my watch. We're going to fucking do this. Let's go. (laughs) So. so Colette puts her breathe, hand out. Johnny, breathe. You can make fun of it, but in no, the I'm fucking not, moment, I'm, no, I'm just I'm saying. No, I'm not making fun of it at all. It's just it, that mentality of like. Well, it's. I mean, of it's a war, of a. But of what an I'm, army but guy, what I said to you, guy. like I said with, with Steve, like I, that kind of shit to me is corny as fuck. I'm just like, whatever. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But in the moment it's when you're exactly neck deep in, in the mud, moment. you need it. You need somebody to help you, and there, you don't. You need to know that they're not just. You know, they're, so he's they're like, willing to get pulled in the mud with you. That's what he said. He goes, I'm doing this. I'm, we're doing this. Not on my watch. I'm getting you out of this. I'm getting you over and we're getting you out. So he reaches out. I grab him and I'm I'm pulling and I'm trying to push off with mud. And then he starts to go over into the water and I let go of his hand. Yeah. So he gets his balance and uh, it took two more tries. Like the second try again, I drifted out. The mud was too slick. And then finally I pushed forward and grabbed his hand and then landed kind of half beached and then rolled the fuck up. Okay. And he's like, there you go. I told you we're going to fucking do it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and then you know, now I got another fucking mud puddle. <laughs> so we dive into this mud puddle. Colette's there. She gets across. I get in it. And now and I go to push off my left leg. And my I, my groin muscle pops like a broken guitar string. I just, it, I feel it just go. Pong. Yeah. It just like just twang. And so I go, ah, ah, and I have to lean. And then when I go to lean on my right leg, my fucking calf won't let me put any weight on it. So then I just kicked off. I just floated. I was just like, all right, floating in the, in the mud. Floating in the mud. That's here. what I'm going to do. Uh, and then this guy, come, he, he's just like, I'm not letting you stay. I'm getting you out of this. Let's do this. So I forward over and this is a little more solid mud. So he grabs my hand and I'm able to push off and I'm like, fuck cramps, fuck. And I, and I get over uh-huh. and, uh, and, uh, he, and I get out and, uh, and I get back into the third mud puddle. <laughs> you know, if they were smart, that third mud puddle would have been filled with mustard. Uh, you would think so. I mean, that just to kind of help you out a little Not bit. I mean, if you got all the way to that thing, you should at least have something working in your favor, like a mud puddle of mustard. Right. So I get to the third mud puddle, and now you got to duck under and oh, swim under. Okay. And when you do, you emerge, and there's a guy taking a photo. Oh, that's lovely. And you're supposed yeah. to get photos. Well, so that would uh, show you in all your glory, man, all covered in mud and blood and shit all over your face and that would be awesome. That's that. Well, the, well, the thing is, I should tell you this even before this this mud puddle. I looked at it and I, had, you know, Colette looks at me. She goes, "Are you going to do this?" I, I got to get the picture. I said, "This is the money shot of yeah. the whole fucking race." <laughs> and she's like, "I'm just looking out for you. You know, in the mud, it's going to be hard on your legs." And she yeah. wasn't lying. Oh man! So I get into the third mud puddle and I just and you got to duck under and go under the wall. And Did I, you know you were getting your picture when you were getting your? She picture told me. Taken? Yeah, she All said right. they're on the other side. 
uh, she goes, I'll wait till the photographer's here and I'm going to go. And she did. She went under and he's taking photos of everybody that comes out. When they come out, they take the fake picture. They, that's, they do their best. I'm okay. sure it's, it's only I mean, that one would dude. be the way to come out and do a stool look as you came out. That's what I that. did. You just, you stepped on it. That's exactly what I did. I just, I went under. I could, I knew that's it. That's fine. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I no, did. that's cool. Uh, cause I did, I ducked under and I came out and I stood up and just stood up directly into a fucking stool look and looked off in the distance. I emerged from the water and just stared off into the sky. You have to have the, the, the splash mountain mentality. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to put the most bizarre stance I could ever do yeah. in the middle of this. I AI. staggered kind of up out yeah. of the water and I stood and I got, when I got my footing, I just fucking <laughs> stared off in the distance. And I waited. I I stayed there a good ten seconds, hoping he got the photo. Oh, you have to, yeah. And then you I can't swam over. An, an, somebody to know what a stew is. You what gotta, if I'm yeah. standing in the middle of everybody yeah. else flopping around? Take a photo yeah. of me. It's an your eye just goes yeah. right to me. If you're a, a photographer worth his salt, you know that's a picture. You hope that's Pulitzer Prize. So I, uh, sure enough, he do, he takes the photo and uh, oh, he takes whatever dude. photo. I can't wait to see it. I hope it came oh, out. I hope it was real. Okay. No, fuck yeah. no. Uh, so then I go to climb out, and I go to push off, and again this Oof. this time. My calf, dude, it collapses in on itself like a fucking black hole. Like you just, instead of just like fucking spasming, it makes a divot. There's a divot in my calf and I'm holding onto like this wooden thing by the barrier. And, uh, and, and dude, I grabbed, I go cramp, fuck. And I, I like lean over and you could see the left calf is spasming, but the right calf is a divot and it's totally trembling and I'm holding on. And then sure enough, this dude, and I, his name was Josh, the guy who helped me out of the mud puddles. He comes over and he goes, oh my God. He goes, who's got mustard? <laughs> Everybody's got mustard. So four <laughs> people come scrambling over. And dude, if, let me put it this way. If four <laughs> people are scrambling to help you out of a mud puddle, things have definitely gone awry. You had to get mustard bukkakeed. So they come over with the mustard and he tears it and he goes to give it to me. And, uh, and look, I'm covered in mud. The pocket of my t-shirt is filled with muddy water. So if you hit it, it goes all over. I'm, I've got mud in my hair. I've got mud on my face and my eyes, my whole fucking body. My leg is bleeding from falling in the woods. And he hands me this packet of mustard and it's covered in mud. And I look at him and I go, ah, oh, there's, there's mud all over this. I'm drawing the line here. And he just goes, it's fucking seasoning. Eat it. <laughs> And I did. I tore it open and I put it mud and all in my fucking mouth and swallowed it. I think that takes more fortitude for you to do that than to do the other obstacles. Is <laughs> to eat eat muddy mustard because that you would so not ever do that. It, it was that that like, I don't like mustard. I'm just <laughs> I, yeah, mud mustard any of I don't give a f- I, but I ate it and that was the one I gagged on. That was the one where I was like, where I thought I was going to throw up. And as I, the last thing I want to do is throw up in the mud puddle. Everybody's got to dive in the rest of the goddamn day. Because it's just mustard. Oh, dude. So I would have been yeah, dry heaves and mustard. <laughs> dry heaves and mustard. That's the name of the show. All yeah. right. So I, I sure enough, man, I I just, I, I made it through. And then Colette and I are walking. And again, more rocks, more hills. Just And, and we came upon a thing called the Twister. Oh, that's fine. Which was this thing where it, it was like a side wall with, with rock climbing wall grips, but you had to go sideways on them. Oh my God. It just made no sense. We were like, get the fuck out of here. The Olympus. I mean, it just, and I just, I couldn't do them. I, yeah, I had bolts and just walking was a chore. Just getting walking. See, it they got to have, they, they should at least ease up on you and start making obstacles that are a little easier. Like, so we, like walking. We came to the spear throw and, uh, and it's just, <laughs> you gotta throw a spear. You got to walk straight up another fucking hill. And when you get to the top, there's just spears and fucking hay bales. 
So, <laughs> you know, you just wing and you try to stick it in the hay bale. You know, I, I, I got it to the hay bale and it stuck, but then it fell. You know, other people get it staked and everybody yeah. cheer. And then we went to walk. And then again, it's just, again, I'm looking and there's no finish line in sight, David. There's nothing. And I'm like, where? Because there's no updates. There's no anything. We came to a water checkpoint. The guy goes, all right, you're at 2.7, 1.8 miles to go. I'm like, oh, my God, no, no. Two miles? Meanwhile, David's going, ran, is that a nap. Ravioli's that a nap. High five, high five. And I'm like, oh, my Christ. So we lose him around the mud puddle. And then we do the spear throw, and, and we walk. There's a, a, a another. Balance beam. There's there's a thing where you've got to go through mud, and uh, and this was mud to your knees. And you had to walk through that. You had to try to negotiate spots where you, and I, I just, I couldn't. Because, I mean, just I could the effort of trying Pulling to my your, leg yeah. out of the mud was just, I mean, even walking at that point. Because yeah. now I'm just wobbling. I'm, 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 I'm walking, but my legs, every time I step, my feet, my fucking legs, it's just the pain shooting up in my back. It's all fucking working in concert. Uh, however, Colette does them all. Wow, Colette, she she kills the spear throw, she kills the the slip wall, she just she wouldn't stop. She went through the mud, uh, it was fantastic. And then, oh my God, there's the finish line. I can finally see it. Uh, but of course, we've still got to go through more knee deep mud. So we go through the knee deep mud, we negotiate, we get to the end, and we come to where you know the the there's a fire jump at the end. <laughs> and right when we get to the end, we at Altamont. Colette is just, she's just nervous and she's sore. And and now, and Kurt can see us, so he's filming us. So okay. I come over to her, I go, come on, let's do the, let's do the, the fire jump. She goes, I'm not ready. I don't think I can, I don't even think I can do it. I go, you can do it. I go, I did it when I was fucked up. I go, my legs are fucked up now and I'm going to do it. How high is the fire? Two feet. Oh, okay. So the logs are two feet. Okay. But the flames are coming off the logs. I'm just going to say, in order to jump over fire, you have to be able to at least get your body going moving well yeah because it's their log so you're yeah. still trying to jump over a you know like so the, a, if you have no muscle control over your how yep. are you supposed to jump over logs yep <laughs> oh, no. well that's like I, somebody fell in the fire well that's what i did at the warrior dash remember i i had to stiff leg it i walked all the way to the top you know like they filmed oh, it casey okay. filmed it i walked all the way to the edge of the fire i couldn't take a running start and then i was just like eh, eh. you burn your balls halfway over i did a standing jump Okay. Oh, it's funny. It's that's funny. I forgot that when we were when we were sitting there when uh when her legs were fried yeah and she was trying to straighten them out at the sandbag carry yeah and I had to get the mustard because my legs seized up uh-huh. she looks at me and she goes my I don't I don't know if I can get going with my legs uh-huh. and I said I just took an ant off of my balls is <laughs> <laughs> that part and of I the did. course I had literally I had to reach you in had ant balls I had an ant on my balls oh, I had Jesus. to take them off set them go. A lot of guys had that. Nah, man, that's not cool. Yeah, that's no good. Uh, Red ants, black ants. What kind of ants are we talking about? I didn't ask where he was from. Uh, I was gonna say because you know, <laughs> I didn't ask where he was from. Just get off my nuts. Yeah, dude. just get out of my fucking shorts and off my fucking balls. So, <laughs> fucking uh, so we we came to the fire and then Kurt's like, you know, here's the best part again. We're, we're doing this fucking race <laughs> and we're in fucking mud. We come out. We and there's mud on our face. She's got mud all over her tits. I mean, we're just all fucked up. <laughs> And we're walking toward the fire. And then Kurt's like, hey, you guys should jump over together because I'm filming it. Oh, sure. And I look at Colette and I'm like, hey, do you want to jump over together? And she's just like, no, like she wants nothing to do with a photo op. And uh, and I said, all right, are you ready to go? I said, you want to do this together? She goes, I need I need a minute. And I at that point, I was just I had to end it. I, I, I couldn't. 
I couldn't wait. We were so close to being yeah, over. Let's, get, let's just get it over. Because I waited a couple minutes for her, and I go, look, I got to do I'm this. this. I'm going to go. And uh, and I jumped over the fire, and there's the finish line, and there's people yelling. There. I was like, yeah. And this guy goes, yeah, Mike, yeah, I told you, Mike. And I look, and it's Josh, the guy who helped me out of the mud pit. Oh. He's holding my medal. He works for the race. So he was he was in the race or he was a helper? He at ran that? the race, but he was a staffer. Oh wow. So I, I come up to him and he goes he goes, I told you you were gonna make it. He goes, I, that's how I run my race. I told you I'd see you at the finish line, Mike. I told you and you remember my name. Wow. I knew you would be here. I knew you would get here. And I just fucking I'm soaked in mud and I'm gross, but I didn't care. He put the metal around my neck and I just fucking bear hugged him and I lifted him in the air and I just fucking put my fist up. I'm like, Yeah, that's right. And he's like, I told you and I said, I don't do this without you, dude. I couldn't have done it without you. And, uh, and he was super great. He, he just, I put him down and, uh, and I turn around to see Colette. I'm like, come on, you can do this. You can do this. And she made it. She jumped, jumped over, the, over fire. the fire. And I got to tell you, Colette, dude, not only was she dedicated to finishing this race, not only did she kill it on every obstacle she attempted, she did this with a pack on her back. Like I said, she had a oh, fucking backpack right. yeah. that had two liters of water, and mustard, neosporin, mustard, gummies, and she oh, she took care of me the whole time. You know, she oh, took care man. of herself, yeah. but she always took care of me. Here, have this candy. Do this. She'd put a hand on my shoulder. She she would stop when I needed to stop, and I'd stop when she needed to stop. So I said, "I'm not leaving your side. We're doing this," and we did. We fucking we we finished it. Four and a half, dude. Four and a half miles. Are you kidding me? Oh, I, and now and then I'm just groggy. I walk over, and they give you a banana, <laughs> and they give you like a power drink. And you can go get a shirt that says you ran it. And then I get another power drink. And I go, look, I got to sit down. So we go sit down in these wood slats. And and she and I are just there. Just It's that thing where you're in recovery mode. The, dude, when it's over, I, I I wouldn't even... It's not pride. It's just relief. I can't be like, yeah, I'm proud of myself. Colette can be proud of herself. She, yeah, she wanted to do it. Yeah, a combination. But, but for me, I just was like, it's over. And, and I don't have to do that again. Never. Yeah. Never. Because when I did the Warrior Dash, I said, if I ever do this again, I'll make sure I'm in shape. Well, I had time to get in fucking shape, and I didn't. And But I will tell you this. It's not even about shape. It's not even about fitness or health. I don't enjoy this. I don't. I didn't like it. I don't. It, <laughs> there's it, no challenging myself. And I. it's not my... I'll go play hoops for two hours. You know what I mean? It's like there's different ways to get exercise and cardio and things like that. And this... I understand it's all about the endurance and the training of yourself and the metal and... But boy, did I not, I don't enjoy this activity. I do not. And so I I don't see me doing another one. I mean, I would have to be, because now Colette, Colette's going to do one in Michigan in two months. She's talking about doing that. Jesus. And I was like, holy fuck. I mean, I don't know what she felt like today when she woke up. I mean, but at the time she was like, yeah, you know, I might still do that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, then we had to hose off. Yeah, because you got to get in the cars and you're four covered pounds in mud. of mud and yeah, mustard. Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. So I go over to the hoses and I'm I'm doing my hair and my face and and I didn't even care. I got no shame anymore. So I take my shirts off. And I mean, I'm a house. Oh my god! And I'm I'm fucking rinsing myself off. And uh, uh, why is that funny? Because I've seen you do that and it's scary. Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I never mind. You did it in the middle of the middle of Target that time. You had to come to town in the middle of the night. And you didn't have clothes. Well, and I had, yeah, there was the Minneapolis one. But well, all right, and that's that's eighty pounds ago. All right, so yeah, so it's it's oh, not man. great now. Um. But I, I took my shirt off and I'm hosing off. You know, you fucking hose your balls off. You hose your legs Get off the or whatever. Off of them. Yeah. And I, and I do my hair and my eyes and, <laughs> and I turn around and then Colette's doing herself. I walk over to Kurt and we're talking. I'm like, you should be extremely proud of her. And he goes, I am. And I go, 
dude, she almost in in the middle of it, she, her body almost failed her, but I talked her out of it and she fought through it and she stretched and I go, she killed it, dude. I go, she, 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 she had a goal and she absolutely seized it. You know, at one point it looked like mentally she was being beaten and she fought through it physically and mentally. She fought through it. I said, you got to be super proud of her. So she comes over and, uh, we're leaving now. And I should tell you, uh, we started the race at 8:45 a.m. Oh yeah, how long? Yeah, how long did they time you? Know, they time you guys in the open? We jumped over the fire at three o'clock. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, that's six hours six. and fifteen minutes. Oh my god! Six hours and fifteen. And right now, my back hurts just saying it. Six hours. Six hours and fifteen minutes uphill. Downhill through mud. Oh, jeez, please, dude! It, it was because I I literally said to myself, I'm like, well, the Warrior Dash took three hours, you know, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. I guess so I'll I'll probably bang this out in three three and a half, and then I'll be back in the room with plenty of time for oh, the show. Because you had a show that yeah. night, yeah. We finish at three, and by the time we're done hosing off and getting ready to go, we get to the car. It's four o'clock at in the that afternoon. Point, I think it's I, again, you know, hindsight. It's twenty twenty. It might have been cool to go to the show all still covered in mud. Wouldn't I, that have been funny? I'm, I, not, I'm not being it, facetious well, it, it or anything. Isn't that hysterical to yeah, think I about? Yeah, I thought of it. What but did I you, mean, you're just, I mean, because you were sitting on stage and you're still in your shirt in the mud. Because you know how bad mud looks when it's been, when it's I threw crusted. a photo on Instagram. Okay. I, mean, I, had, I had mud in my hair and I, yeah. I, I even after hosing myself off. But, but <laughs> like you literally came right from the thing but right I'm gonna, to the show. I'm going to tell you right now, literally you saying that, I, I and I, Take this in the spirit it's intended. Yeah. I hate you for saying that. <laughs> because it made me think of how I felt in those clothes at the race. There, you know, I've got 30 pounds of mud and water oh, soaked okay. in them. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't even, I couldn't even breathe right. I mean, I felt so yeah, disgusting. I, I'm just thinking, I, of course, it's a story to me. I didn't there. I wasn't there. I didn't live. No, live understood. It, but, I, no, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm able to put myself back yeah. and just go, because I thought, you never you know, want to be like well, that Well, that did again. flash yeah. through my head. I'm like, well, <laughs> I, we, we might have to really rampage to get this done. And what if I can't, but I mean, what if I don't get a shower after, I mean, <laughs> yeah. in the sun for fucking, and you you're, know, nine you're not hours? In, yeah, you're not in the right headspace to start thinking about what would be funny on stage. You're just, you're just happy to be alive. Well, no, I, no, I considered that. I was, I, because I, yeah. I thought it would be funny. And then I went, fuck no, never, never. <laughs> I wanted to take my clothes off in the parking lot. If I could have driven home fucking bare ass, I would have. <laughs> it's disgusting. You just feel horrible. So I, like I said, I got my shirts off and we go to split and there's a rock hill that you got to climb to get out. So we go walking <laughs> They can't up. even let you Dude, out on even ground. We go walking up the rock hill and finally Colette just goes, can we just skip the rock hill, please? <laughs> I just want a sidewalk in a parking <laughs> lot. And Kirk goes, well, you know, you're going to have to walk a, a hill. And she goes, I don't care. We'll walk it at the end. It's fine. Yeah. So we're in, I mean, we're just silently trying to, I mean, we're still trying to recover, man. We're walking out and, uh. There's everybody there. You know, people are games and they're having fun and they're joking. And there's people waiting for their heat and people who finished yeah. and people eating their bananas. And, uh, and, and all of a sudden walking up comes a father and he's got two kids with them. And they look, they're probably like, you know, not teenagers yet, but they're like, what, 12 and 11. You know what I mean? And they were brothers mm. and uh, they come walking up and we're walking out. And I just got like that thousand yards. You know who I felt like? Uh, Cause they were clean. Those, the kids and his dad. Okay. I felt like the warriors when they got on the train at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. All right. And there's the rich people across from them in their prom yeah. clothes. Yeah. And I, cause I, and I didn't give a fuck. I didn't yeah. care. I got my shirt off. I'm walking. <laughs> and, uh, and the dads at the kids and the kids looking around, he's like, Oh, he did it. And the kid looks at me <laughs> and I, I, I've never seen a look that was so happy Uh-oh. and surprised. <laughs> and he looks and he looks at me and he goes, Oh, 
The fat guy did it. <laughs> it's like the worst ending of a clue game. The fat guy did it in the woods with this fire stick. <laughs> the fat guy did it. <laughs> points points right at me. And and normally like, like in surprise, right? Like, but but ecstatic. He was happy. He was like, hey man. He was like, oh, the fat guy did it. <laughs> you know, because they're seeing all these muscle heads and all this other stuff. All these fucking. That was he was truly he impressed. Was impressed and happy. He was he was like he did it. Yeah. And uh, and there was just that moment where normally again, I, normally I might be upset in some way. Yeah, because you don't want. But to. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, I, I did it. Fuck yeah, the fat guy did it. <laughs> you guys can get me at MikeAndMikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm on Snapchat. If I mentioned that, I should. Uh, I'm on Snapchat and for uh, what Instagram at Mike Four Zero Y O B. Snapchat and Instagram Mike Four Zero Y O B. And you know that uh, you can find me at all those places and find me quick, please, because I may I may not be on them soon enough. Uh, Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this uh, program. He's available <laughs> at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. You can find him there and be his friend. But don't don't bog him down with correspondence. That guy's busy. Yeah. He's got stuff to do, damn it. I sent him some stuff, and I got some more stuff lurking here that I need to send him. And then even more stuff after that, I understand. Yeah, there's some other stuff. Uh, so so you can find Ryan Dirks at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Giovanni Giorgio Peluso is the king of uh, everything. He's the king of the swing, certainly. He's also the king of the tenors. Did you know that? I did not know that. Very beautiful. Boss. Boys. Uh, well, good for Gio. And you can find him at all sorts of different places. He's at facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. He does a, a bunch of web stuff for us. He actually fucking, uh, he built the YouTube channel, as you all know. He's fantastic. He's advising me on other things that I've got coming up, all sorts of stuff. Oh, God. Uh, which is great and exciting, and you're, you should be happy about it, certainly. Um, you can find him, like I said, at facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. You can go ahead and listen to his podcast. He's got the Get It On podcast, the G-O-G-I-O Get It On podcast. He's also got the very important and very uh, exciting uh, FAQ Outdoors podcast. And he does all the Loveline stuff, man. He takes care of that for Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. And uh, they take him to their bosom, and they hug him, and they pet him, and they take him home, and they squeeze him. And mom, can they keep him? Mom, can they keep that G-O? They want to. Uh, and you can, too, by finding him on all of his products and reaching out to him or his, uh, his, uh, his addresses or whatever the fuck you would call that. He's there. His stuff. Find him. Uh, and he wants to be seen. You know, we have sponsors of this show. I've, I haven't mentioned uh, sponsors in a while, but... Uh, is it uh, Mustard? No, Mustard oh. is not sponsoring this. Because they should. They got a lot of free press. Must, uh, mustard as a food group got a lot of mentions. We are sponsored. Well, I wouldn't even say as a food group. Mustard as a medicine got mentions. I didn't know mustard had medicinal quality. Well, now it does, and now you do. Uh, but if you want to know about our sponsors, folks, Fearful Jesuit is our good friend, and he has a podcast called The Paranoid Strain. You should check it out. It's unbelievable. Uh, this month, it just it was just released, uh, and I, I will, truth be told, in all of my travels and travails, I have not had a chance to listen just yet, and he's going to kill me for that. However, I'm looking forward to listening because it is part one of his two-part 9-11 opus. Uh, and the artwork, dude, the artwork, because you know, Mex does great artwork for this show. There's some badass artwork for this new episode. What What is his position on this? Does he Is he 
deep does he debunk theories does he support i don't what's his he angle? is a de- well first of all i'm disappointed you haven't listened to any shows from our sponsor uh he i is don't a listen debunker. to this show uh, it's a good point he's a debunker he goes on the uh, on the road he actually goes to places that that have been involved in any sort of like good for uh, him activities. man so the 9-11 is he explores conspiracy theories and good then for you tears them apart does he does he ever do the jfk thing uh i don't think he's gotten into it with real in-depth stuff just yet okay. because he's dealing a lot more with uh, the Freemasons and Tea Parties uh-huh. and a lot of that bullshit and the Illuminati and uh, yeah. but it's amazing stuff that he's been doing and this this nine eleven show is the part one of part two and it's a very personal show to him because uh, fearful Jesuit saw the towers come down oh my gosh he was actually in New York when it occurred and so he brings a lot of personal reflection to this <sighs> he actually he he went out on the road for this he went back. And, uh, and relived a lot of things. So so please give it a listen. I'm going to give it a listen so I can speak more educationally. Uh, I can comment on it a, a little more uh, intuitively next week because I'll have heard it and I'll be able to discuss it at length. But I can tell you now that he is our good friend. I love his show. He does something I can't do and that is fascinating to me. And so please listen to The Paranoid Strain and also leave a comment uh, right there on the uh, in the iTunes store. Tell him that we sent you. That always helps because it lets him know that people are getting you from Russ or him from you or whatever the fuck. And uh, <laughs> and write him a note too and tell him, hey man, Mike. Uh, and also write him a note anyway. Listen to the show because he, he likes using viewer mail. He likes putting people's voices on the air. So please reach out for our friend Fearful Jesuit. Tell him that we told you about the show because he'll, he'll think we're, we're great. And uh, it's the Paranoid Strain available now in the iTunes store. Check it out. It's the best. And uh, I'm going to be checking it out myself because I'll have more time now that I'm not thinking about digging myself a fucking watery grave. Uh, but it is the part one of part two of two parts uh, about nine 11. And like I said, a very personal show. Check it out, please. Great stuff. And we thank him for sponsoring the show. Uh, and what else? Oh, so, uh, was there anything else? I don't know. Don't you have a friend or something? I got a Patreon page. You can go ahead and check out the Patreon page, please. That's available. If you want to become a subscriber, like our newest subscriber, Brad Weddle, uh, he has reached out. And also there's another subscriber I'm, and I'm not going to be able to fucking pull it up now because of whatever. Uh, God damn it. Cause I it was recording, but there's another, another subscriber who came on board in the beginning of July. And I appreciate that. And I will mention your name next week. I promise our friend, Brad Weddle was at last night's show, which I'll talk about in a second. But, uh, but he went ahead and became a Patreon subscriber today. And I can't thank you enough for that. Brad, you're the best. Thank you. Thank uh, and And Brad's wife, Kristen. Oh, spelled exactly the same. That's awesome. I impressed them because I spelled it. And she goes, oh, my God, I usually get the I. And I yeah, go, ha We get nope. the I all the time. Sometimes we get the I from our own family. No, that's no bueno. That's weird. I say that so your family understands what I said. <laughs> I didn't mean my side. <laughs> oh, wait. Her own side is not how to spell her, her name? Her cousin misspelled her name on Facebook. What the hell? I don't know. You got to drum her out of the family at that point, right? Get her right out of the core. Yeah. I would. Uh, all right. So with the Patreon page, man, you subscribe to that. And a lot of stuff is coming up in the future weeks where we're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff with the Patreon page. And again, these are just words, but they, they count. Trust me. Uh, we've got Patreon. We've got the website, MikeSchmidtComedy.com. If you go there to go to the Joe business page, you can click on the Amazon link and go ahead and use our Amazon link. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly. And look, you're not, you're buying stuff from Amazon anyway. It's not like you're costing extra or spending extra money to use my link. You're going to click through anyway and have a good time. So go ahead and check it out. Be on the, on alert, I guess is what I would use. And go ahead and go to the Joe Business page. Use the Amazon link. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly for all involved. Remember, I'm on Cameo. Uh, I don't know why, but I still am. No printing ladies around the world. Wrong Cameo. But I'm on there and you can book me. And uh, if you'd want me to shout at all the pretty ladies around the world, go ahead and book <laughs> me to do that. I can do that. Why not? Uh, if you want to tell me, if you want me to tell your sister that she tastes like candy. Yay. 
I'll be happy to do that. So book me on the Cameo app. Uh, it's I think it's bookcameo.com or cameo.com and, uh, and the Cameo app. You can load it uh, at iTunes and then look for me, search my name, and I'll shout it at anybody that you know that you want me to shout at because that's what it's come to. <laughs> that's when, that's how the mighty have fallen. Uh, so Patreon and then uh, YouTube. So subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. There's a lot more stuff coming up there. That's going to be great. We have our Twitch channel, which is not active just yet, but you can start lining up to be a subscriber because uh, I'll be streaming podcasts and I'll be playing games and all sorts of stuff. We're shooting for the beginning of August as the, as the start date of that. But again, I've got Seattle too. That's taken me on the road, but there will be test streams coming up because I got to figure out how to fucking use all this equipment. Uh, and Oh, get this. You listened to last week's show, right? I know David didn't, but I know you guys. No, I do. Didn't. I listen to your show. Uh, you just said five seconds ago. You don't. Um, oh, come on, man. I gotta try to sell some stuff. I, I can't believe this fucking happened in the, in the first, the first time of, of easily 25 people who've asked someone who rode in my Uber car finally wrote me after and listened to the show. Oh, remember last week I talked about driving young Jaden around. I picked him up from hockey practice. He's going to help you with stuff. He said he's going to help me with the Twitch and the streaming and the stuff. And then of course I didn't hear from him. Uh, and then I did the show last week. I recorded at Colette's house and I made fun of the fact that I hadn't heard from him and things. Yeah. And then, uh, two days later I got an email. I, I, I was, I, it popped up or no, it was the next day. It was Wednesday and it popped up. Uh, no, it couldn't have been. It was Thursday because uh, he, he heard, he wrote me and he's like, Hey, uh, it's Jaden. I know it's been a while, but I definitely love to help you with your Twitch streaming stuff. And that uh, an hour later, he writes me again. Hey, I just listened to the, uh, the latest show on your YouTube channel. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about 50 minutes of you talking about blowing me in your Uber car. <laughs> Just say uh, the fat guy did it. He goes, I didn't anticipate that, but uh, but that's fine. He goes, uh, and the, I, I'm a little more hurt that you said my name is the epitome of millennials' names, but I got to admit, hearing you talk about that, me for that long, was the weirdest thing ever, but I'm totally on board with helping you put together your Twitch and stuff. So he, the, the one guy, the one dude who listens is the dude who I talked about like that, and uh, and he listened and he's on board. So that's good news. Um, when we left the race yesterday... Oh, you know what? Fuck, I got to talk about Art by DMH. I, did, I forgot to mention that. Our friend David Hernandez. Ah, you can easily forget him. No, nah, I can't. Art by DMH. The, all the music, all the artwork for this show is created by my friend David Hernandez, who you've heard all show long. Uh, you can check out artbydmh.com and get him to do whatever you need him to do. He's got existing things that he can sell you. If you want to uh, go through his Valscapes and his Guy Cons, or even better, if you want him to do some custom artwork for you, you can commission him to do that. If you want him to paint you holding a sword, or if you want him to paint you holding a gun, or uh, paint you holding a, perhaps a baloney, a big fucking hunk of baloney. I actually did a commission for someone that listened to the show of them, a couple, and in a warrior Frazetta pose, similar to the one on my poster up there. Really? Yeah. They and said they, they knew they knew they they were describing Frazetta before they even knew who they were describing. I said I, I would love to do that because to me that's funny. Nice. That's, that was cool. That was perfect. Fun. So awesome. So so he will do all of those cool things for you. You find him at artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. And hire him to do whatever you need him to do. Uh, is my voice fried? My voice seems fried. I'm going to say two and a half hours on stage last night with no microphone. And then three hours uh, today was probably not a great idea yeah. for my voice. You should have your voice um, run one of those marathons. He'd be really good at it. I think it. he just did. Yeah. Uh, he covered in mud. I'm going to cough up a bucket of rocks. <laughs> and mustard. <laughs> uh, uh, so, folks, so last night we went out and we did a show. Oh, I, should, oh, I wanted to tell you this. Fuck. Because I, I ended the show. you got to end on the fat guy did it. I mean, that's, uh, that's well, a the clear ending it. of the show. 
But there was more to tell you. You didn't say it joyously enough. Uh, the fat guy the did The fat it. guy did it. He was so happy. I, I, you could have seen, he grabbed his friend's shirt. Huh? <laughs> the fat guy. First of all, but I have the feeling if we were at a mall, he would have been like, the fat guy's here. Like, it, it wouldn't have mattered. I was just that dude. Because I'm a big dude. And when you see me, you're just like, oh, no. You know what like I mean? You, you, were in the, you were in a mall somewhere? Yeah. At Lids? <laughs> the fat guy likes hats. <laughs> <laughs> the fat guy likes Orange Julius. <laughs> of course he does. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> the fat guy likes candles. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was just, he was just was so, just so yeah, it was, it was like a, I, I felt like, I mean, it was awesome. I was, pr- I was proud yeah. at the same time as like, what? Hey. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was very much a, uh, uh, like a, a weird moment of discovery, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you, just, like you, you had, you felt unique, yeah, in the sea of all these yeah. people that have run this thing, and, and you get called out, being noticed. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and and I, but again, as we know, rebirth day, we're working on losing weight and doing stuff because I'll tell you, if you're that fat, that a fat guy, that a little kid has to say, <laughs> the, call you the fat guy. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. He didn't clearly. say the, did he? No, right. <laughs> the, hey, the, the fat guy did it. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, so I, we, we went to the parking lot and I got to the car and I wanted to change clothes, but I mean, there was too many people around, so I had to keep my shorts on, but I changed my shirt. I fucking dried <laughs> off and, uh, I changed shoes. I had to, cause my feet, everything was just dead. And Colette had to hustle off to, uh, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> my mouth is all smacky again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know. If it's it's the three hours filter. of no water. That'll do it. Um, so sure enough, uh, Colette, she's hustled off because she had to go to the theater and, and open stuff. Well, she had to go home and shower first, of course. But then uh, Kurt had to take me to my Airbnb. And as we're driving, uh, he's like, hey, uh, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, like, I can't move my legs. And he's like, well, I can give you a muscle relaxer. <laughs> Sign said, me up. Yeah, no, no. I said, man, I don't take pills because I don't. I don't take fucking weird pills. I just don't. So we get to my uh, our Airbnb, and it's now it's 445. So I've, again, I've got to be at the theater at fucking six. I'm gonna just I I got nothing prepared, uh, and as you as you know, I never have anything to say. So uh, Kurt gets out and he goes to get my bag, and I open the the door. I go, all right, man, and I swing my legs out, and I can't I can't oh, move them. You've been sitting in the car, and, oh. yeah. yeah. So my calves are freaked, my and my groin muscles, and then like I said, my abs are starting to get fucked up because they're overcompensating for the fact that my legs don't work. And I'm like ah ah, <laughs> and he goes, you okay? And I go. You said you had a muscle relaxer? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And he gives me a pill with like an M on it. And I'm like, what is this? And muscle I'm gonna, relaxer? Exactly. Well, well, I mean, it's Kentucky, so I'm sure it was Oxycontin. I mean, I, so I grabbed yeah, two M on it. Yeah. So I take those and, uh, and I, there's 30 steps up to my Airbnb. Uh, well, there's four, you know, four steps outside and then two 15 step staircases. Oh, Jesus. And I get in and I'm shuffling and I'm hoping the woman doesn't come out and see me because I just yeah. like a fright. And uh, and I I have to take the steps one at a time and pause and breathe yeah. and pause and I just that it was almost like doing sets in a gym you know what I mean one uh, uh, and just yeah. wait I finally get upstairs and I I I have to climb into the bathtub and just drop all my shorts off because I can't lift my legs to pull them out of the <laughs> fucking holes <laughs> and uh, but climbing into the bathtub was even a fucking chore and then I roll out and I uh, I put the muscle relaxer in my wallet I went to the bed and I just laid down boom and I figured I would just let my body fucking recover. And then I went, you know what? I forgot. I got that muscle relaxer. So I grabbed my wallet and I'm looking for it. And I can't find it. I finally moved some stuff around. There it is. So I grab it out and I put the wallet on the table. And exactly. I'm just like, finally, Safety. thank God. Yeah. And then I reach for my left hand to grab my propel and I hit my right hand and uh-huh. I drop the muscle relaxer. On the floor? On the fucking floor. <laughs> with wood slats. 
So I see it roll, but no, but there's slats, so I'm like, it's gonna fall through. I'm like, fuck! And it rolls, it's like, and it rolls as far as a pill can roll, dude. And it was like, it was like like a hexagon. It wasn't even like a round pill, but it fucking rolls. It's like, and I'm like, no! And I'm in the bed, and I can't, I can't stop it. So I just have to pray that it stops somewhere convenient. And it rolls, and finally, it rolls under the dresser. Uh, the little, oh, the yeah. night table, the side yeah. table. And I'm like, oh, no, dude, no. Help me. And I can't see it. <laughs> so I, I now have to bend. I didn't want to bend. I, bending was not an option. But I get, I stand up and uh, I, I, out of the softest bed in the world again, by the way. Yeah. And I, I have to kneel down on the wooden slats oh. with a bloody knee. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and I look under the table and I and I see it like kind of like it's just glowing in the darkness. <laughs> but I can't. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. It's like that Twilight Zone episode where Burgess Meredith finally gets to read by all. And he breaks his glasses. Yeah. Glass. Now there's time. There's yeah, finally time. time. Smash. <laughs> My pill. <laughs> so I reach. And I, I'm trying to. And I'm. A normal person could just grab it, but I can't extend my arm because I can't move my hips. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I finally get it. I'm flipping it with my finger to try to shoot it back to me like, a, uh. like an air hockey puck. <laughs> and I finally flip it and it comes bouncing. Ding, 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 ding. And I fucking make a save. <laughs> and I just swallow it dry. I didn't even fucking get a drink <laughs> yet. I just threw it in my mouth. I almost yeah. ate it off the floor. <laughs> You've um, already eaten dirty mustard. <laughs> You're already dirty. I get And then I get in the bed and I lay down and I grab my phone because I haven't seen my phone all day. And uh, I check the email. Not and This is not a fucking joke at all. In Hotmail, the first email I have is from the Spartan Sprint. Really? Mike, this sale's not going to last forever. <laughs> I got, I got news for you. I can come back. As far as I'm concerned, that fucking sale is lasting for eternity, motherfuckers. <laughs> Not happening. Uh, and then I laid there, and then Colette wrote me, and she's like, hey, I'll be there in 25 minutes. I'm like, I haven't even showered yet. Like, I can't even move, man, you young people and your recovery skills. <laughs> so I, I gingerly hopped into the shower. I got ready, and then I came over, and she's like, hey, I'm a little later than I thought I'd be uh, because of traffic. I'm like, that take your time. Uh, and then she takes me to the theater. We open the RAV4. In the back of the truck, dude, there's like fucking, she bought four cases of soda, all these cases of beer, all these cases of sparkling water to sell at the show. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Yeah, but she loaded the car. Oh, She did a race. Wait, wait, you sure Doug didn't? Maybe Doug did it. No, she did it. That's what she went home to do. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I can't can't fetch a pill that's a foot away. (laughs) She's loading fucking cases of soda into a goddamn car. So I said, all right, I, I, you want me to help you with this stuff? And she's like, no, you go and learn your jokes. I'm like, no, no, no. I go, you, and she goes, no, I'm, I'm fine. I go, you're in the same shape I'm in. I go, you literally did the exact same stuff I did today. You did more. Yeah. I'm helping. So we loaded up a hand truck with all the fucking drinks. And then there was two coolers. It was just, but thankfully, uh, the toxic twins from Canada, Kenny Fairhall and John Floor were downstairs waiting for the show to start at six o'clock for some reason. Uh, and so we, we rolled up and we said, hey, guys, I go, I go look, there's soda. <laughs> go get that. Go get ice, whatever. Let, let's sell it out of the trunk of the car. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and they were just, but they were cool as hell. They went and they loaded everything in. I met the lady around the, around the theater. Uh, and it was, it was, we got ready for the show. And the, we, there was a green room. But I, part of me was like, why am I going to a green room when these people all know me? You know what yeah. I mean? And then part of me is like, I can't make it to the green room. Like, if I, if I get to the green room and I sit on something soft, I may, I may not get up. There may you not be do a, the show from the green exactly, room. Exactly. Why yeah. not? Uh, and then I told, you know, because I told her in the emails, because they almost switched the spot on me. I said, look, all I need is a mic and a mic stand. I'm, I'm completely low maintenance. And uh, the show started, there was a mic stand. There was not a microphone. <laughs> 
And I never mentioned it to the woman as we're doing the theater. Well, I need them to be plugged into something. Well, she was there the whole time. Yeah. Carol, she was super great. The place, the space was awesome. And uh, and finally, I uh, like five minutes before the show, I went, there's no microphone in the fucking stand. Mm-hmm. So I said to Kurt, I'm like, is there a... And Kurt's like, I know there's a microphone, but it doesn't run with the soundboard. I'm like, what the hell, dude? So they had a sound system in this theater? Yeah. But they didn't have a microphone that ran through it? The I don't know what plugs and connections. I don't know. Like Again, I, I was too tired to investigate yeah. at that point. So I, I had, and I'd written on Facebook. I hope you guys don't mind if I sit down for this show yeah. a little bit. Uh, but when the show started, I walked up and, 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 and it was, dude, everybody came in. It was fucking, it was so cool. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, JD Ellis was there with Lara and, uh, Angela showed up with Mark Mascalino. And I say, these are new people. Like who don't know who the fuck I am. So David oh. Camp, of course, brought Jennifer, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to forget people and they're going to be so mad at me. Uh, and there's this girl, Jojo and a guy, Alan, maybe. Uh, I thought I kept calling him Josh Hami all night long uh, because he looked he had, he had the hair and the t- ink, the tat. And uh, and they came and I thought they were new people because they weren't on the list. So then I kept referring to them and I'm like, I was like, oh, my God, I got real people. Then he's like, hey, man, I saw you in Indianapolis in 2012. You're fucking amazing. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I didn't get some weird walk in person. I wanted some crazy weirdo. I thought you were new. Uh, Tanya and Michael, her husband, uh, are Mike and uh, and John and Ken drove from Canada. Drove from Canada? Drove from Canada. Rob Humphrey drove from Bloomington. Jason Baldwin drove from Columbus, Indiana. Fucking uh, Jason Kaufman drove from Oklahoma City. Dude, I barely wanted to pick you up at the airport. Right. That's right, because these people love me and recognize yeah. who I am. That's pretty cool. Uh, you, you, you're you tired of me already. It's been 35 years. But they, yeah. uh, they dude. They I, think you're famous. Well, maybe. A, certainly a, a scintilla of fame yeah, might be there. They're like a, a public figure. Brad Weddle, as I mentioned earlier with his wife Kristen, they were there. Uh, have I covered everybody? I don't know. Oh, John, I, I mentioned John was there. Uh, a Jason, a couple of Jasons. I, I think I think that's everybody. No, there's not. That can't be everybody. JD, was there was there anybody there named Matthew? There were no Matthews in attendance at this show. Carl's. There was not a Carl's. Hmm. However, there was a person that I put on the guest list who showed up. Who? David. Oh, the thumb. You're goddamn right. Hey, I I, I forgot to ask you earlier. Did, did Colette see David? He came to the show, David. I'm still under the. I'm still saying that everybody David, talked to him. They know he's real. He's a real guy. I don't think so. Nah, he was there. It I worked out. I think that could have been like some friendly spirit. I thought like that Gazoo. Uh, well, when I well, I, can Gazoo the Great Gazoo? That's what I said. Like on my shoulder, Great Gazoo. It could have been. Could he? Could the Great Gazoo reveal himself to other people? Or dum <laughs> dum? No, nobody Fred, saw him. Only Fred saw him. Right. Uh, so now you're a caveman who sees an alien. I mean, that's 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 a double whammy <laughs> at that point. And nobody believes you, you're fucking crazy. Uh, that's terrible for all involved. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I, this is one of those tales from the crypt kind of things where you had this guy that helped you the whole time, and it turns out that he wasn't real. Nope, he showed up at the show, tiny little David, and his in his oh, like fucking dude, shorts. That's and, great. Was he, did he shut up? Uh, you know what? I actually said to Colette before the show. Yeah, I go, David doesn't. Start. Why is it David doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's going to shut up? I go, I, <laughs> he's going to. And if he says anything, jokes. I'm going to have to sh- shut him the fuck yeah. down, and he's not going to get it. Yeah. Uh, but no, he he laughed his ass off. He had a great time. He hung out. So you got um, a new fan. That's I, I don't new- know about that. And then he did because I'll tell you this: he disappeared into the ether. I didn't get any contact information. I don't oh. even know his last fucking name. He came I'm up, t- and he, he's not because he's a <laughs> he might have. But then we, but you know what? But we all saw him. Everybody saw him that night. So we all had a collective hallucination there. Uh, he got us through the race, but then he came and he he, he was at the show, and we had a good time. Uh, Kurt, so let me. I, I want to make sure I said everybody's name. Fucking uh, Lana with JD. Well, uh, Lara, Lara picture, with JD. Did t- people take pictures with you? Yes, and try to read. 
Oh, so Matthew and Jenny Henshaw. There was a Matt then. Matt. Oh, Matthew. That's right. Matthew and Jenny Henshaw. Uh, they were there. And this is my first time meeting Jenny Henshaw. Oh, my God. Matthew's a lucky dude. Jenny, uh, Matthew Jenny. Matthew doesn't deserve a Jenny Henshaw. <laughs> he's a great guy, and he likes yeah. me, and he's always nice to me. Maybe. But then you see Jenny Henshaw, and you're like, eh, she should be the America's wife. Like, she's one of those really nice, sweet people. Who you're like, oh, she's great. She's, uh, uh, another in the long line of what are you doing with him? John Freeman was there. Father of Quinn. Quinn was not in attendance. Oh, Quinn actually ran one of these fucking races, John told me. Wow. John brought me gifts. John brought me uh, three Prince CDs, three Prince bootleg CDs. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. Jason brought me a hard drive with everything Prince has ever done on it, including like his, his movies. And his taxes. I guess. Right. I mean, I, I'm excited to go ahead and plug <laughs> it in and see. Uh, and now I'm, I, 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 now I want to count everybody to make sure I said everybody who was there. Matthew I, and Jenny. I think you got to leave it, you know, organic. Just Lara, JD, Brad and Kristen, David and Jennifer. The Canadian triumphant. Let him in. The Canadian quad. Uh, but then I, so I sat down. I, I did. I opened the show. I did about fifteen minutes of, of talking, standing up. Yeah. And then I sat down. And then I, like I said, I didn't have uh, a show prepared, <laughs> and I felt bad because in my head I'm like, people are driving. I kept, I kept saying to Colette, I go, man, people are coming from fucking Canada. They're coming from Oklahoma City. Like they want to see a story. They want to see you know something. And uh, and and I think they were happy. I mean, it's. It I mean, the show was great. It was. It was well, funny yeah. all the way through. I mean, at one Did point, you tell them the fat kid thing. Oh, of course, the fat guy thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that well, showed then up. you're golden. In the middle, I'm talking and talking about all whatever the fuck, anything, and uh, and finally I go, hey, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> and someone goes, uh, three a.m. It was like nine fifteen. <laughs> It was nine fifteen. So I mean, I'd I'd been on stage for an hour and forty five minutes, and I hadn't even talked about the race. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound like the show at all. Well, they loved it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. People were very nice and very cool, yeah. and uh, you know, it's funny because then Ken Farrell come up to me afterwards, and he goes, "Hey, you made something out of nothing." I go, "That's great. That's a solid compliment." <laughs> and he goes, "No, I meant it in a way where like you came up, and he goes, you and and then he clarified on Facebook where he's just like the storyteller keeps people enthralled with a yeah, three yeah, hour yeah. performance out of nothing, whatever the fuck." Yeah. He didn't have to do that, but everybody yeah. knows that I'm a weird. Uh, idiot so did you give did you have an intermission where people go to the bathroom no people went to the restroom anyway oh, they, they were fine yeah, that's that's a that's one of the things you you don't think about in a podcast you can pause the podcast sure and go take a leak well anybody can go and do whatever they want oh, I, like, yeah. i'm not a, i'm not the boss i'm not your your testicle boss go ahead and drain them testicle boss uh, <laughs> is that where you keep your urine uh ask the ants okay. they'll know um all right so so but the show was amazing everybody was great thank you all for coming out and seattle you're on the clock all right. So as I'm telling you, if this sounds like something you want, me sitting down and talking for an hour and 40 minutes before I get to any point, then then you should definitely come to see me in Seattle on Saturday night. Uh, there's two shows in Seattle. I'm in the uh, it's uh, one August uh, 8th. I don't know, like eight, nine, 10, 11. So I'm, I'm, I'm there the 9th and the 11th and the 8th and the 10th. I'm seeing Pearl Jam. So the 9th and 11th are my shows, I believe. Thursday night, August 8th or 9th, whatever the fuck. The political vigilante, Graham Elwood <laughs> and me. Whatever the fuck. Well, they'll see it. They'll yeah, find they'll it. Find Look it up. It. It's on Brown Paper Tickets. Search my name. You'll see that I'm in uh, Seattle for one show. That's going to be all political. And uh, and I'm, I'll am i be I'll be cracking you up with all of my observations about the world today. Oh, don't you want to hear what I think about Indochina? You got some funny sketches. I have just, I've just finished a nice piece about Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Oh, you're going to enjoy that. <laughs> It's going to be perfect. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear something about the Gulf of Tonkin resolution or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bury you with that. That's going to be great. I have, I have 25 minutes. Get this. I've done my research. I actually found the family of the guy in that photo from Vietnam who gets getting shot in the head. Yeah. I interviewed them and I got some jokes out of that. It's going to be great. That's pretty funny. You know, here's, I'm going to have a special guest. Graham and I are bringing a special guest, that naked toddler naked. running down the street. 
<laughs> with her photo. skin burned off. Yeah, she's going to come in and regale us with tales of how she survived. It's going to be fantastic. She did survive. She absolutely did. Uh, I've got some Nixon relatives. I'm going to bring them in for a, awesome. a foreshadowing of what we're, is to come in our future. Definitely. Uh, I may. I may. You know what? I'm just going to read aloud from the Salt Two Treaty. I may do that as well. <laughs> so please come out to the political, political vigilante show and see Graham Elwood crush it and me sort of help. And then the Saturday Night Show is storytelling and comedy and fun, like normal. Yeah. And uh, I'll be the guy. I'll close that show. There won't be any burning Vietnamese people. Well, well I'm, who knows <laughs> At the beginning, go. at least <laughs> at the outset. <laughs> and by the way, in Seattle, I demand that when I say goodnight after every show, somebody stand up and go, the fat guy did it. <laughs> that's that's you know what that's going to be. That's going to be like my fucking, oh, what the, what, who the fuck were those idiots? Zelman? Zelman and what's his name? Uh, Bobby Vodka. Bobby, Bobby Vodka, Vodka and Zelman. Zelman. What was his uh, his catchphrase? Um, oh, now you made me forget it. I had his, I had a catchphrase for him. <laughs> oh. So so uh, it'll be my Urkel's like, did I do yeah, that? It'll, it'll be, have a picture of you and it'll be in quotes. It'll be yeah. your, your, your shirt. The your fat new, guy did it. That's your new shirt. <laughs> On the new website, when the, everything's all done, you'll I, have a, I have a different idea for a shirt. The fat guy did it. That's a special run. We'll, we'll do. We'll just print a few of those. Uh, and now, man, I tell you what, I, I, uh, I, you think my voice is shut now, folks? You better be warmed up. I'm getting wrangled. I'm getting called to the set. We have to leave here, and we have to head over to the theater because the rehearsals. And uh, you know, I say rehearsals, but we got to cut some tracks. I mean, it's not even about rehearsing at this point. Uh, this well, is my first time on set with with everybody. So I mean, uh, Thorgar. Thorgar will be there. Yeep is Yeep. going to be there. Um, Zombie David Bowie. Glory Hole Guy is going to be in attendance, the from what su- I understand. The Soup Robot. Soup Robot will be there. Is Geo going to make this uh, rehearsal or this, um, this cutting? His or people you- say he will be. He's uh, he's a uh, you know he's a famed tenor. Of course, so he's got. Shit. He's in demand, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is it, man. We've been uh, they've been running a lot of Schmitty Christ Superstar rehearsals. Not me. I'll tell you what. Do you know how hard it is to Skype with Yeep? Oh my <laughs> fucking god, that dude! Like I'm trying to get it down. I'm trying to be right in the moment with oh. him, and he just he, he wanders off. He goes and claims a soul. He comes back. It's like, dude, seriously, get a focus here. He doesn't need a microphone. Oh no, he just no, he just bangs I'm, it out. Yeah, we're going with him right from the. Stage. Now you've been dealing with these. Uh, there's a lot of strong personalities. Again, I haven't yeah. been here. So how are you handling? it on the set I mean, is anybody giving you a hard time no man everybody's cool what's you know Thorgard does his stuff every once in a while somebody gets decapitated <laughs> let's see how hard is it to keep extras <laughs> let me ask you that because you know how many roman soldiers we've been through well because remember we put because we put out a craigslist ad for people to come in and be centurions <laughs> and and uh, you know that ran for the first week and then Thorgard he wiped out two or three of them which yeah. he, he's want to do literally the guy just fucking turns around and his tail's gonna kill somebody uh, <laughs> but then we had to adjust the craigslist ad and we had to put like in parentheses caution may cause death <laughs> you may be injured yeah there yeah you had to sign a waiver all that be, kind of stuff. what what is the smite smote you may be smote you may be smote caution you may be smote <laughs> <laughs> never go on a job interview where that you could get smote you possibly smote it yeah that's not good at all so yeah. uh but I, i'm worried i mean i'm gonna go over there i'm gonna do my best well uh, you are you're the lead role man I'm you're certainly schmitty christ you're superstar. schmitty christ superstar and you are mexis i am mexis is scared a lot <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to going and taking this and getting it done. So uh, and I and I, I can only hope that our vocal coach will have as much tolerance with me as you guys did on on Saturday night as I talked in circles for a fucking well, hour. I think people. And I, I think fans are. I would hope would be very very impressed by the ability of Thorgar to actually. He's got a very lovely voice. Well, he we've never heard it. He's well, always been just kind of like. Well, uh, I've heard it, but it's in a weird language. I don't. 
know what he speaks, but when he learned his lyrics and got his, you know, practice in, he's... Let me ask you this. Now, because he is, of course, a, a, what is... a hell beast. I mean, he's... he's... <laughs> Clearly a hell beast. There's a lot of he's a lot of stuff to a lot of people. Well, if you talk to Yeep, he's he's so much stuff you can't even listen. Right, and so which I think is purposely vague. They don't want you to narrow down who he is because you don't want to show up. You know, he doesn't want to sign any autographs or you show up at his house. But let me ask you this: because he does, he's so of the universe and the multiverse. Yeah, uh, macroverse. When, when he learned his uh, his lyrics, do you think he understands the the lyrics? He knows. So he knows English. Even if he, he does knows. communicate in his own language, he does know. He, he yeah. knows all languages, right? But if he you knows... had if you had a Yeep, would you talk to anybody? That's you, what I mean. Yeah, there's no need for him to talk. So does he, that's what I mean. Does Yeep understand Thorgar, but Thorgar understands nobody but Yeep? I think he gets in care. I think he he knows who Caiaphas was, and he knows that that's his role, and he lets Yeep, Yeep do his thing, I guess. I don't know. All right, well, I'm going to get over there. I'm going to see Thorgar. I'm going to talk to <laughs> Yeep. I'm gonna, and, we're, uh, and already these assholes with the, hey, you're in town, finally. Bring some, bring some Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, oh, fine, Yeep. Yes, of course. I know Thorgar likes a cruller. I'll go ahead and bring us several crullers. I'll bring some uh, Boston cream. I don't know. You know, we have ton, tons of soup, so we don't have to worry about food, craft services, well, then tell him. He's been texting me to bring Dunkin' Donuts all goddamn all right, well day. Then, well, because Mary Magdalene keeps making more and more soup. And so I more should, soup. Are you saying I should try not to get worried about food? Don't, try not to get worried yeah, about try food? try not to get worried. <laughs> uh, all right. Everything's well, all right. We're going to go there. We're going to head over. And you guys are now going to throw your iPod into the ocean because you just listened to three hours of nonsense. And that's okay. But that's the way it works, man. And I'll tell you what. Think about this. If you weren't in the house on, on the night you know, at Cincinnati, you just got three hours and 15 minutes, whatever the fuck you got today. Yeah. Uh, those people wound up getting like six hours of me. And I mean, that's oh. the, if you add up my show in Cincinnati, uh, let me take a look. We're at 312 right now. Oh, if you, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. It's ridiculous. I got to go get a drink of fucking water. Uh, 312 now and two hours and, and uh, two and a half hours in Cincinnati. Uh, we're still 15 minutes short of how long it took me to run the race. <laughs> Actually, a half hour. It took me six hours and 15 minutes. Oh, oh my gosh. Christ. You know what? I, in, in honor of that, I think we should just close the show with doing a half hour worth of burpees. And they got to listen to us go. Hey. <laughs> It's easier to hide when you pretend you're the nice. Women love a guy with a giant neck. See you.